I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Factory. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. Uh, real quick, want to give a special thank you to Bailey Nelson, I carry in just a car, I has issues, Lord Carrot, and Jesus Christ, I can't believe you're going to make me say this. My PP itches. Thanks a lot to those guys, our, <laughs> our top what? patrons, and everybody else that is supporting us on Patreon, especially that that last one. I'm really glad you. I'm pretty sure you changed your name to that specifically so I would have to read it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty hype about it, honestly. I'm pretty hype. Uh, the things we do for money. Oh, man. We're fucking greedy bitches. Um, all right. So our guest today is uh, a very well-known and a very uh, overpowered and overgeared and gear-carried Musa. Uh, it is Mr. Kyrene. Thank you for joining us, sir. What's up? I like How's the gear-carried part. <laughs> they like to get dude i fought you on a node war once and i was like all right this was before i knew who you were i figured out who you were because of this because i asked nyashi and he was like oh yeah that's kyrie and i was like who the fuck is kyrie and he was like yeah he's he's a pretty insane musa i i was like all right it's a musa this is a pretty easy kill for me in all honesty and you actually just straight up clapped me in like 0.86 seconds. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, no doors. I recently saw you in a war. I, I think you were murking in camel. And we were, it was like galaxy against... Have you murked in camel kind of recently in like the last like month or two? Uh, camel? No, but um, I think I was in a, in a war. Um, and we were allied with um, uh, either... Yeah, um, I mark everywhere. I I go. Okay. I was in the blood oath. Um, I went to. Uh, what's it called again? GVG, dude. I, I don't know. There was one. Yeah, GVG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GVG, and then. Uh, yeah, I think it was that one. I, I saw in one of these wars on Medaya, and I was like, <laughs> you would dive in, attack like five people, and you'd have just like a group of like six or seven people chasing you, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about how Musas can't move anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, kind of issues, man. Bro, <laughs> it's because I start the fight with all my stamina. I don't just like use all my stamina like to just move around Nodor, right? Like he, you just can't. So what you're like, saying is, is you just play smart. Stamina is not as much of an issue. It's true. Interesting. It's true to an extent. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not denying that. It's true to an extent. All right, let's um, let's start off with your background. You're like your full on background. How long you been playing BDO? Um, um, how long have you been playing Musa? Did you start on Musa? What's what's kind of the history there? I think it's been th um, over three years now. Um, I was almost a Steam player. Um, I started just a bit before DK came out, and then like maybe like two months um, before uh, the Steam release, and um, yeah, uh, I just picked Musa. Um, it's been my only class um, for all these years. Um, my like my second character, which is the most like the highest level, is like a fifty nine archer. So I I only played um, Musa. I played the other class on trial to get like 
a gist um, of the play style, and uh, that's pretty much it. Um, back in the old days of Musa, do you, when you, when Musa's had no AP <laughs> and you were actually a trash class, did, is were you around during then? Was like when Striker released, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. How how was the state of Musa back then? <laughs> oh I, I got laughed at for playing the class. That's that's how it was. Um, but I I think it paid off over time. But yeah, the, the class was a literal joke. Um, I think it was a bit better than what people said, though. Um, like just the class having all those instant punishes and uh, a pretty good super armor rotation. Um, and back then, uh, the chase, um, the stamina cost was halves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was different is um, the skills, the CC themselves, uh, were way more expensive. So going for catches was and way um, riskier, too. Yeah, um, going for catches uh, was like much more costly, and it was it, that. That's where like the, the stamina cost issue where um, because the moving around, bro, you, you could move around the map, and it's like it, you, I didn't need a horse when I started the game. I just like, what's a horse? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, ju- I just move around, and it's yeah. like the movement was just way better. Um, like you don't have like like the get up on the horse animation, you know. Like you don't have to ride it. You're and, always and, ready for combat. <laughs> yep, and like I think the only exception was um, because I didn't have weight, but back then um, I was actually moving around with uh, a cart. Like so, well, just how do you have pets? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and the pets I had like two or three max. I think it was two during those days. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I so, think the class was a bit better, though. Um, than people than thought. It, yes. Yeah. But it was not, it was not OP as, like... As, well, you know, it, it, was a, it was a weird time, right? Because everyone had somewhere between 100 and 200 AP. <laughs> so it was like, you weren't hitting as hard. Yes. So um, everyone felt like Musa just did no damage. About that. Mm-hmm. Um... The um, it, like even nowadays, um, the issue about most of the damage isn't raw damage itself. Um, it's mostly accuracy. Uh, that's an issue, uh, and it's even worse when the evasion uh, when evasion is the actual meta, right? Uh, right? And it was the case back then too. Um, so uh, going for the accuracy build, like like to tell you the truth, um, I had two RCs. A tree belt and a blackhorn bow, which is the accuracy often. Um, and just like before the CC changes, I was still uh, like a gearlet. Um, I had like what 200 AP with the blackhorn. And mm-hmm. uh, before we got renowned and all that shit, right? Um, the the accuracy was doing the work. You didn't need anything else. The damage was pretty intense. Uh, all you needed was accuracy, but people went AP because, um, well, like you see the numbers, right? It's like people that the guild requirements, like, oh, you need that much AP or you need that much DP, but accuracy is just non-existent. I, I think uh, accuracy should be shown in a way um, as a gear stat, like an actual 
sheets that that appears so that it's not just like something hidden that doesn't matter right but that but that's besides the point no no i i agree right real quick on that like that because that is one of the big things right i think it's one of the reasons why a lot of players and even like classes like musa that kind of suffer from accuracy still get often and you're like sitting there confused that they're running often when they know they have low accuracy because like that sheet literally is like everything to some people it's the only yeah. thing that matters is seeing that number go up so yep it, it is kind of weird that we don't have a combined like attack and accuracy stat where we do with dp where it's evasion and dr you know yep, i don't know totally agree yeah just having a sheet score that that also show that accuracy is boosting your gear score would people would actually care about it <laughs> yeah definitely because it's like you, you see the down earring price right like it's it keeps going up and it keeps going up um i don't think it's gonna stop just yet um yeah i just had a conversation with uh, my KR contacts and it's still at 300 mil yeah so <laughs> it tells you how much like important accuracy actually is and the less value like the ap gets later on um especially when you get those pen accessories but um but yeah um yeah. if we go back like to back then the musa the musa states um besides accuracy about the damage the other issue uh which was very uh, uh predominant and i think is um a big part of why accuracy felt even worse than it actually was um is our writ uh, uh the hits didn't register at all um, you would go and throw a foul play, and if it wasn't the exact frame uh, location um, in like the specific middle of the foul play, if it was too close, no damage. Too far, I uh, get half the hits. You get on the side, oh, one third of the hits. Oh, it's in the middle, you get everything. Um, and it was not even uh, consistent at all because for the few hits you got, the accuracy was what, like 6%? <laughs> so it wouldn't work half the time and it was also true for the cc's um because remember um uh, if no c uh, if no hits landed back in the day um you wouldn't get the chance for a cc uh roll right on the resistance right. so it's also it's another reason why accuracy was just so good um it made you land your cc's <laughs> so you could actually do something like yeah. in the few holes that existed um <laughs> back then yeah. <laughs> so so um, yeah so fast forward to the cc changes what was kind of the state of musa right after the cc changes was it overall good Very, bad or good. okay it was good why was Very why good. was it good because um yes we lost uh stamina like uh, they, they put a, uh, a big limit on our movement stamina but they also decreased uh our cc uh skill stamina uh, costs so going for more cc attempts was actually more um worth than just moving around uh and waiting for the like one uh time you should go in right so like it was more cost efficient to go and do a debite to move around and go for the cc like the cc chance um then just use the chase um so going for more cc attempts uh in um the game where now uh there's a lot more holes um and people were still adapting into it 
um like a lot of people like still had like the whole muscle memory right like people mm -hmm. still use skills that change no more protection oh that shit doesn't do the same thing anymore uh it took quite a long time and even people nowadays like oh oh i, I miss that time i want to <laughs> it used to have essay on that but you see it's, it, it's been like years okay <laughs> it's gone <laughs> just 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 change time, time to update <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get over it. Um, so yeah, uh, people were still adapting. Um, so going for uh, like more random CC chances uh, and less reads about them was way better because people were just not good enough uh, about like their new class. Um, and Musa as itself didn't lose that many protections. Um, the um, you could still rotate essay very well. Uh, and D-Byte actually got four guard. <laughs> so you could actually go for more D-Bytes. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been one of like the few that like use a lot of D-Byte, even though it was unprotected and people were like complaining about it. And then Twister was the actual like protected CC. Mm -hmm. um, but um, when that change hit, um, I had a bit of an advantage being used to to the actual hitbox and now being protected. It was pretty insane. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Musa was very good um, for those reasons. And the damage buffs we got um, actually helped compensate for the accuracy. At the uh, time. So where's yes. <laughs> so where's Musa at now? Now we're in the evasion meta. Everyone has Kaffir stones. Basically, everyone, especially the type of people you're probably fighting regularly, all are full pen at the very least with Kaffir stones, evasion offhands, like all sorts of shit. So, how is Musa yes. stacking up now, like damage wise, but also just like balance with CCs and catches and stuff? Um, um. Well, nowadays we have succession, right? Uh, so. One succession came out. Um, I had passion again in the game. Uh, it was so fun. Like just move around. Uh, you weren't being held back by C swaps, which is I think the biggest thing about succession and how um, and why it's so much better than most awakening. It's the fact that you're not based on C swaps and you don't have to actually wait for those. And because like. Um, a lot of C-swaps lock you in place, right? So it's an actual opening that people aim for, including myself. Yeah, it um, does create a lot of unnecessary openings. Yes. So having that remove gives a lot of strength uh, to uh, succession itself. Um, and um, in terms of damage, <laughs> uh, we all know that succession just went overboard on that. And I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, I'm not, I'll be blunt about it. I think um, I prefer a like higher damage meta than a DP tank meta. Um, I think we've seen those tank metas in too many games, and I think balancing itself um, will never like get um, perfect, right? Because if if everything was balanced, would all be the same by like definition, and there would be no flavor, no nothing, and like creating like counters is like a way of making it interesting um for the player base um but yeah so you're you're full-time succession uh no. no no okay do you swap back and forth or what do you play mostly yes yes um whenever i get my hands on him home moon, uh, <laughs> <home> moon <book. laughs> because there's 
a lot of orders. <laughs> um, whenever I get my hands on them, um, I swap every day almost. Um, right. I, I just play whatever I feel like. It's like, oh, I want to fight Awaken this time, or I want to play uh, Succession this time. And um, I realized that because in the first few months, Succession release, I didn't go back on Awaken at all. Um, and uh, I think it, it, like, I became rusty on Awaken. I was like, wait, <laughs> I need to play Awaken again. <laughs> I need yeah. to get better at it again. It's like, wait, I'm, I'm playing so poorly. It's so bad decisions and it's like um not having to deal with c swaps and like having the um because of succession the movement not being limited by c swaps uh, made it more quick bursts of movement well which makes it look like it's um better in a way um but it's a lot less consistent so to recreate that c swap feel where like you um you get the stamina back and um you keep the high the high amount of stamina so you can actually go for combos and ccs um you need to play the um, dash block type of thing uh, right. where that's basically the new c swap so i think that's why they made uh, a lot of skills on musa succession uh, lock stamina i could be wrong but that's just my guess um mm -hmm. is to recreate a c swap field to create openings on the class because as itself if you and can to prevent lingers trying yeah. to minimize the lingers yep i do have a I do have a comment from silent chat here um, about the C swaps, uh, what about the one back, uh, one step back cancel for swapping into Awakening? Because you mentioned it's, oh, it's okay. typically better that you don't have to C swap. So, yes, well, yeah, like there's skills that like help you C. Uh, I mean, change tense, right? Um, yeah. But I, I think they're important. I think it creates mix-ups. Um, if if the only way of swapping stance was C-swap, I think it would be so obvious to just go and punish a C-swap. Um, th that would be the only game plan you'd go against someone. It's the most reliable way to go against them. Uh, but by creating multiple ways to change stance, um, you actually force your opponent to uh, think. And it's like, oh, wait. Is he going to C-swap or is he going to use that skill? And fortunately for those skills, a lot of them aren't protected, uh, if I speak for Mooses. Um, yeah. I think that's so, what they were mostly getting at, is that with uh, one step back, it is protected. So, And you can do it basically in between chase. So. Yes. Um, but but less, it's a less uh, risky C-swap of sorts. Yes. It's definitely an option uh, with one step back. Um, I don't really like using it because I like um, the C swap feel uh, of getting some stamina back. I just I just take uh, a step back, you know, like in, during the fight. I just yeah, you try just to position yourself a little bit in a more safe option. Yes, because I take that as um, like a time to get some stamina back and like reset the fight. Um, uh, just opens up more mind games. If you want to keep going up. Um, and stay aggressive because your opponent legit doesn't do anything against you. Going for that one step back is actually insanely good. Um, and I think it's fine. I think it's fine because it's like you, you need to be um, quite precise on the timing for it to not look if you go and dash forward. Uh, dashing backward is something different, but if you're going aggressive about it, I think uh, requires a good timing. Yeah. So, like, like to not to be apparent. I mean, another thing is like with the C swap, 
because they're frontal guards, it, it helps in a lot of situations too. Like, yeah, there's a risk to being unprotected, but it helps with debuffs, helps with blocking damage a lot more effectively than a super armor. Right. Uh, there's there's other benefits to the to utilizing a C swap, normal C swap, than actual transition skills. Musa may want to have frontal guard for both transitions to and from awakening. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, not a, not every class has that. I think a lot of people don't realize that, but like, there's only like the mostly the assassin classes do. But like Sork going into pre awakening does not have frontal guard; they only have it coming back out. Zerker, for example, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about succession compared to awakening. So succession on launch was pretty crazy, and then they nerfed <laughs> blooming damage um they changed serene mind a little bit you guys have had a few changes like here and there so how how is musa currently in succession compared to awakening which one in in your opinion let's just talk pvp for now is uh is is better and why um um let's say if we go to succession now um succession is a bit less consistent uh in mobility um but the um can I explain that? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Take your time. <laughs> the well, I, succession itself has way more on-demand protection um, because of how blue buff works. Um, you can decide, oh, I can just gale. Oh, I can just blaze. Uh, even though like it's on cooldown, it's like, oh, I need, I need to, I need to stay more protected, but I don't really want to move either. And oh, I can just blaze. And you just recreate that, old, that that the same same skill. Like yes, Rising Storm will be unprotected on cooldown, but that's that's just besides the point. You can just move around, use Gale uh, after flows. Um, I mean, as a flow. I'm sorry. Like after certain skills, like D bite. Um, you just go for CC attempts, and you go into Gale instead. Um, you move around Fiery Angel, you go into Gale, um, and you use Backstep. Um, it's a lot more protected movement uh, because to recreate the same feeling on Awaken, you need to use Fiery Angel, which is unprotected, um, which is fine. I don't want it to be protected, actually. Uh, I think that'd be broken. Um, but um, at least yeah, on Awakening, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awakening has enough super armors, especially for combat. Yes, that, yeah, it's not what we need, and we definitely don't need a float like they added recently on Twister instead of a stiff. We don't need a ninth fucking float. <laughs> like we have enough of those. Like that's not yeah. the issue in the class. I heard um, this similar feedback. <laughs> like, but um, yeah. So if we talk about the strength of the class, if we compare it, I think uh, when it came out, it was insanely strong. Um, but it had the same type of feeling as like when uh like i didn't leave those days but i can i can tell um when awakening came out right it's like when the first classes that actually got it fought against people that didn't have them um the difference was just insane like it was very unbalanced like you have two kits against one you know so just by default um awaken um I mean, Succession um, is just a better version that's been adapted to the current meta of uh, having more DP, um, which is, which is, I think, in my opinion, an issue. Um, like, assassins that don't kill are totally useless. They don't bring anything to the table. So, um, you know, it's not like a, 
a caster which has healings, which has a lot of debuffs, buffs, etc. So yeah, um, so yeah, Musa was very strong, very OP. Uh, the nerfs were a bit overboard, I think, uh, on not in terms of damage, but in terms of utility. Um, so, like I like I said earlier, like um, a lot of skills lock your stamina, right? And they they want to force you into that more passive style uh, rather than going full on aggressive, um, which is their decision. Um, I don't necessarily agree about it, but the oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. The cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually thought the, I thought that was my cat. I literally just took my headphones off. I was like, no, "Why no, is no, my cat he... making noises? My cat's usually so quiet." <laughs> yeah, all he does is try and disconnect you by sitting on your PC. <laughs> no, it's because they, they attack each other sometimes. Like, <laughs> I don't want that noise to go into the. <laughs> it's all good. Dude. Cats, cats are a plus, man. Cats are a plus. I agree. But yeah, so the flavor um, got re got removed, in my opinion. So right. the damage nerfs, I totally agree. Uh, Blooming before was way too strong. Um, but um, losing the drain, okay? So I think that's something that's, I think that's rubbing off on me a, bit, a little bit. I think it was the actual solution um, to... Um, give options uh, against class that just literally just wrote it as it, right? Um, but you don't have uh, the damage because these classes usually go for that Kudumra and they have like 360 DP and they usually don't take damage from a lot of trades. Um, so going for trade is just not an option. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, the drain itself, I think was a great idea. I think the nerfs was made poorly i think instead of removing the drain altogether um because right now it's like 100 150 wp drain it doesn't affect those classes like even even the class that was an actual like threat uh it doesn't do anything anymore now the argument is about a uh, blue buff right so it's like um you could you can use it multiple times so um i think my solution about it is just make it so that the blue buff version does not drain so the, only the real blooming, which is every fifteen seconds, can drain. Yeah, um, just have a right. reset damage option. Yes. So, would you, you agree know, to no CC and no no drain, or just no drain? Uh, just no drain. Just no drain. I think that the CC being ranged um, now, not being a multi hit CC anymore, is pretty balanced. Uh, it's unprotected. Gotcha. It takes. Uh, it, there's a good wind up time for this. Um, if you cannot see it coming, I mean that's on you. Um, ev like everything can be read in this game. Um, see, I'll argue with that. Ky Kyrene um, is a man after my own heart. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were defending tendon cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so where is uh where where does uh, awaken Musa lie? Because like in the last, I want to say two months like it's the noise has been getting louder and louder that awakened musa is just really really bad bottom tier class can't really defend itself bad against assassins not good as flex so i don't know how, how do you feel kind of about musa awakening balance compared to the rest of the classes in in like all aspects like 1v1 2v2 3v3 but also large scale and no doors 
Mm-hmm. Um, Awaken, um, like compared to, to the succession, um, is just simply lacking damage right now. Um, I really feel I really feel like that's the issue because the stamina itself is way more easily manageable um, on the on Awaken um, than it is on Succession. Um, you have to play different on Succession to actually go um, and be uh, have a healthy stamina bar. <laughs> so uh, I think the issue about the stamina, though, um, which is what makes the difference between uh, a lot of classes is that Musa as itself needs to get value almost instantly. So if you go and use, we are resource based. So if you go around and you move, that's resource. Oh, you go, you think you can go and get that C swap, um, but oh, you get the wrong angle, whatever happens, or oh, you cancel it because some C swap can be canceled. It's like, okay, the CC doesn't land. You use even more stamina. So now it's like, okay, does the, cra- does the class have a grab, right? Um, well, I need to back off a little. Um, should I go and bait it? Um, and all of those options take a lot of stamina. And um, what usually happens is that while other classes can just move on forever, I'm not hating on those classes. I think that it's a, a design that should be um, uh, in the game for a lot, a lot more classes because there's quite a bit of classes that are resource-based. But let's give Warrior as an example. Um, there's good and bad arguments about it, but the, um, the, the fact that the class can move around with like without the stamina bar going down like more than like seventy percent, um, is insane to me. I I think um it shouldn't be as free now. Okay, the movement is less protected, right? Um, there's some drawback to it, and um, well, I think that's something that would be greatly appreciated on Moose as well. Uh, I think it, it would be a great idea to have a bit more like movement option, which aren't necessarily protected, but aren't stamina based. So you, you can still keep going. You can still have options. And another thing, uh, like I think, would be great is all those like non-movement skills that cost stamina, right? So like blind slash. Like why would you put stamina on that? Like it, it doesn't move you. Like it, okay, it moves an inch. Okay, so it's not it's not something that you use for movement. Like I agree, D by blind first, way too strong of a skill not to cost stamina. But the kicks, two hundred stamina per kicks. Come on now, like that that <laughs> yeah. needs to be removed. Like even if the stamina keeps the same, just give options. I think that's that's the point I'm getting at. It's you need to be able to do something like at least even it's if, if it's a poor option because right now there's no reason to go and um play the melee game it's way more easier to just back chase into stub arrows the stamina is so much more easily manageable and um like why would you do anything else a lot of class cannot keep up with that and yeah w- so, would you I, I spoke to choice recently because uh he's collecting feedback for you know what some of the more experienced players out there are thinking as far as like changes for the class mm-hmm. and you know trying to get objective or you know bias obviously but nothing like super like oh my class is broken i want it to be op kind of thing yeah and uh, one thing that he was kind of suggesting it's basically along the lines of what i was thinking too originally for a long time that me and you've discussed about but 
like DeBuy being a WP cost rather than a stamina cost. Um, because I, I feel like our WP management is fine as far as like how our, our skills work. I don't really see a problem with that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, the I think it should get increased cooldown then because having that option available every single three seconds is quite insane. Debyte is like, like if not like the second best CC we have, I think, in my opinion. I think blank first is just better because well, yours is also but... stun. But yeah, yeah I, I see where you're getting at. So I, I think it's it would be a bit too strong in my opinion because it would um, encourage spamming rather than reading um, and like being cautious of where you actually land your skills. And I think it's something that's important in the game. Like it, you shouldn't be able to just like press keys and get away with it. Um, what are you talking about? Grab classes, just press keys, and get away with it all the time? That's a different topic. Look at Frosty! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I just can't... Like, Kyrene is winning my heart every single question right now. Like, this... He... <laughs> and also, I, I just... Uh, I just everything imagine imagine hitting a block jumping grab. It, it's, it's preposterous <laughs> to me that someone would think that Dragon Bite with a three-second cooldown is not super strong. And, like, oh, well, yours is a stun, mine's a stiff. Like, oh, well, poor Maywaz gets to knock you down and then refloat you again after a D-bite. That must be so hard, dude. No, it actually does cause a lot of impact. When you initially catch someone, though, it like, you have to follow up immediately from yes. Maywaz Dragon Bite versus Amusus. And sometimes you're you're not necessarily you know, committing fully to that dragon bite. You're doing a quick poke and you're backing off. Well, that time yeah. period could cause you to actually not have enough time to follow up, depending on the situation, right. I think which that's is a, normal. I think that's a cool aspect, though, right? Like, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, I do just fine, typically, with the stiff uh, versus imagining it being a stun, but... Yeah. Um, like... I don't know. O olden days, tenon cutter. Like you remember when tenon cutter is a stiff back before the CC changes and all that. One of the things that, granted, the skill was overpowered as fuck. Like because no collision stiffness super armor was like actually insane. <laughs> but one of the things that actually was hard is when you did land the stiffness. Is it depended where it landed, right? Because if, if you got the stiffness at the start of tenon cutter, you might not get back to them in time. Like, there was always that chance, and then you'd risk, like, you'd dive in to try to get them, they'd come out and CC you. And that, so, like, Dragon Bite is, I think, I'm not really sure. I, there's probably the classes are different enough that there's a reason why they're different, but I think the stiffness kind of adds a challenge that's a good thing. Not, it does. Not a bad thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. And that stiffness is just, I don't know, man. The stiffness it, is, like, the best CC to catch it's, with. It's good and it, it's good well, and bad. Like, there's, there's it, yeah. good arguments for both sides. It's just that but, in the end, I think it's it's good no matter what the stun over stiff the skill itself being available so often and um like yeah even yes even if like the desync happens right because i did like make a, a may one played it for um like tens of hours on the trial like to, to get the the gist of it and understand like their situation etc because you you keep hearing like the same oh oh moose are way better or or oh um oh may just way better and I think they just played differently, but the... never heard that shit from me. <laughs> I'm not talking about you specifically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for chat right now. So you never <laughs> heard that shit from me. W which one is better, Nashi? Just Musa or Maywa? Be honest. It's dependent on it's 
dependent on the player you're yep. fighting, honestly. Okay. Like, there's there's plenty of mooses out there I have no problems against. Kyrene would be one I actually have a really uh, tough time with because of the way he uses his kit against the way I play. And that's fine. It's not like I can't beat him. It's just he uses his slows a lot more effectively than most mooses do. So it becomes harder to match up for me. But not every Musa does that. And then they'll sit there and complain about Red Moon or whatever. And it's just like, mm, I don't, Kyrene doesn't have any problems. So I don't know why you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah. it, it's a lot of it. I never really, I mean, some classes are blatantly OP and there's obvious things to point out. But a class like Musa Mewa, they both trade very well in succession. They both have, you know, very strong options in their kits. Yep. It really comes down to the playstyle differences. I think that right. the only issue with that design, though, um, the backset slash is fucking strong. I will say that, but <laughs> I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to. You know, you know, with them having that as an option, I'm fine with that. It's it's J steps like Red Moon is OP. Fuck you. <laughs> the 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 issue though, and screams trades, and Wheel of Fortune one shot SACC is how like the damage. Um, at some point becomes like negative on trades. Um, I get to fight these people. Like I get challenged by a lot of people almost every day. And um, a lot of people come at me and like, it's like C9 pen armor. And it's like, I have 286 AP, you know, like I'm not, not the most geared um, in terms of AP. And it's sometimes like, I cannot just go, I cannot go for trades and for me, I don't mind. I've never been like a fan of going for uh, trades themselves. Uh, I went for the for the more uh, CC oriented route because, in my opinion, it's just more consistent um, across all classes. Um, you never know what kind of gear people will have when you fight them, and you never know um, uh, if if they rotate their their skills well enough. Um, so yes, trades can come in handy, but you just adapt into it. But the first, um, the first idea I go when I go uh, fight someone, I just do. Tr uh, I, I go for CCs, not trades. Sorry. So yeah, and you just you just like dissect the playstyle of your opponent. You see, okay, so this guy looks to be more aggressive, or he likes to be more defensive. So you react accordingly. I think it's one of the greatest strength of uh, Musa Mewa, um, having such an easy mobility. Right, we just press R and B. Um, we can spend more time as brain resources of actually looking at your opponent and go for reads and like dissect your opponent. Um, playstyle instead of like having to focus like so hard on moving around and make sure you don't like mess up a skill rotation right so i think it's an advantage a class has for having such a, an easy mobility to do now the only like hard part about it is how like you need to manage your stamina which can be hard against certain classes this is totally matchup dependent there's some matchup you never run out of stamina and there's others that just you don't have an, you don't even have enough to just like barely move and they're already on their face um yeah i feel so like you're talking about awakened ninja right now uh, <laughs> i feel like awakened awakened ninja, ninja can put so much pressure yes they can but it depends on who you're fighting because most ninjas are in awakening are very open and easy to cc so yes very that's why i always say typically i don't like i I will state certain things are OP about a class and whatnot, but I typically try to say like who specifically is a problem for me. 
right. on Xbox. All right, so like, where, where's um, what's Moose's ranking for you in uh, in terms of a uh, large scale? Like, how how is Moose's large scale balance? Mm, no um, siege. You mean T ones, T twos? Let's go. Let's go. Because like T ones, I think everyone knows like Musa can pop off, especially if you're geared. Like Musa can pop off in yes. T ones and and like lower tier tier it's, new. It's top tier. tier two. I yeah. think it's top tier. In T1s. Right. And, and uh, the the issue comes in Nord War whenever you cannot kill your opponent or when your opponent is just way too tanky. So people that actually have gear, you know, um, is quite difficult um to get as much value uh and do your job as an assassin type of class like or skirmisher um like i go for 1v1s and combos large skill and um is that a cat oh, yes oh my god one second <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was scared i just heard rare <laughs> oh dude they're killing each other dude my cats also- are like not my cats do not i don't even know what fighting for fun is my cats like actually hate each other so <laughs> they try to kill each other yeah, when i hear cats fighting i go no someone's gonna die uh <laughs> forgot to mention something i was i was gonna bring this up at the beginning of the podcast but mm-hmm. that while we got a little little break here i might as well talk about it uh we were supposed to do a tournament later this month we're we're not doing the tournament because yellow is helping someone else run a 2v2 tournament so if you are if you were interested in doing the two v two tournament, then you're gonna want to join the NA Duelist Discord. Uh, I'll see if I can't get a invite and put it in the description of the YouTube video. So if you're interested in doing the two v two tournament at the end of this month, you're gonna want to join the NA Duelist Discord. That's where you're gonna get all the information and the sign up and all that stuff. And hopefully there's an invite. I won't make any promises. But hopefully there's an invite in the description of the video, so you can check down there, and uh, that should be there, hopefully. So if you're interested yeah. in that, make sure you join that, and then you sign up in uh, that Discord. That one's happening on Memorial Day, I believe. Monday, May 25th. I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyrie, you back? Yes. Okay. Sorry. All right, make sure you're talking a little bit in your mic. I think the, you got a little bit quieter for oh, a minute. Okay, uh, is it fine now? Uh, it sounds okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so large scale, like, see, let, let's go like big, big. You, it's T three, T four, sixty man or higher, and then and then siege. Like, how is Musa? Uh, I guess both succession and awakening. Like, how is Musa in, in that format? Uh, I don't. I don't like siege. <laughs> let's be blunt about it. If it's not like uh, Heidel or fucking value siege, you know, um, I don't like it. Like it. It's all about which wizards, guardians, rangers, you know, right. range damage. Um, okay, yes, with succession we can spam cycle and slash. Let's go, you know, like that's. <laughs> it's not gonna do much. Um, I don't think we, it's a place like assaulting a castle is just not made for us. We're made to go and skirmish, like a, like we go. Yeah. We're made to go around, pick off people that comes. Um, you know, when when people die, right? Like they they die and then try to come back into the the front. Well, you just cut off those people, and if you can cut off a witch or a wizard, that's just so much value for like your guild. So yeah, that's just that's just how I see it, and. And it's more fun that way. Um, I live for those 1vx moments, you know? So you go in and um, you see that one guy you can pick up, but then, oh, there's that one ninja that, like, comes and protect him, and you go into that 1vx scenario. Um, I think it's super awesome. And I think that's where Moses can um, 
shine if you're good at it. Um, one VX actually. You're just gonna make sure you get value instantly, though. Um, you you cannot take your time. If not, you're just gonna die. Um, yeah, it's sad even asking about seeds, just because the meta has become over time. It's like actually crazy because everyone's been complaining about it being witch whiz based for so long, and now it's like so entrenched that it's just like, yeah, no, it just if you're not a whiz witch or a guardian, it sucks. It's the it's acceptance. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're in denial and now we're in the acceptance stage. Yeah, we're I mean, you know, you, you could with, be annoying. With, with Archer Guardian and Halfway Berserker. Dude, <laughs> Berserker you, you know what's, <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy though? is like even even Archer nowadays is a little bit being overshadowed just because Wiz Witch Succession or Wizard Succession has so much range. They're not even yeah. like able to out DPS wizards anymore from range, so it's like. Well, if you, uh, if you think the uh, like if you if you look at it, they didn't get a succession. <laughs> Their damage just didn't follow up, and that's another issue where like um, um, I think I, I came across a little earlier about the Musa Awakening compared to succession. It's just the class didn't update to the actual meta just yet, so right. so it's the same for Archer. Archer is still being a range class that dish out like. Pretty good damage. It's still nowhere near close. What a, um, I don't think a 300 AP archer can do as much as a 300 AP ranger now with success. Right. Um, so the, the damage just didn't follow. But a lot of people don't like, um, like you always see that uh, mixed feelings about, oh, we want a more DP oriented meta where like, oh, he takes more one than more than one combo to, uh, to go and kill someone. And then you see the other people that's like, oh, I want to get value of my combo. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to I want to play the eye damage uh, meta. And then you, you you keep having that like the twist where like. Um, people are not even sure what they want. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to balance yeah. around those things because we've lived both, right? We've lived Renown with so much DP bullshit. <laughs> that basically and... someone that's stronger than you just can't be killed, it seems. <laughs> One AP bracket ahead can die. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, yeah, so... it's just it's just silly. Like I get that same kind of topic to populate on my streams and comments to be like, oh, I hate this one-shot meta and whatnot where people just easily kill each other. It's like, well, I mean, you got to consider this game isn't balanced around 1v1s, unfortunately. It just is what it is. But let's let's humor if we did so you would have to you would have to consider so many things like the you know the pots being two seconds for regeneration that would be such a negative for people trying to like multi-combo people in order to kill them so you'd have to reduce recovery time which would affect pve and other mechanics in the game and then you know then you got to think all right everyone has all this reduced damage that's really not going to have a major impact in large scale overall i feel because you're still going to get freaking gangbanged by like 10 people in a blob you know easily and you're still going to drop like a rock none of that really matters Uh, i'm now firm in the camp that i completely reject the notion that it's not balanced around 1v1 when like 1v1 matchups overall like just grand scheme and like actually has a a ton of really fun and good matchups and almost every class can do really well in a 1v1 whereas like in siege you literally have to be one of three classes yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I think the one v one, the way the game is designed, works really, really well for one v one. So I, I feel the exact opposite. Whether it's an intentional thing or not, I think it actually does work in in a lot of ways. But 
the large scale here. is the issue <laughs> yeah and even yeah. in large scale even in large scale i'll point that out um i we get those like you know those people that like um take pride in their node wars which is fine and come and say oh no um 1v1s are just non-relevant oh only 1v1s oh it doesn't mm-hmm. matter but then you go into large scale and you actually go play as a skirmish class and then you go and you pick up some people away what is this? A 1v1? <laughs> They're all 1v1s, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, oh what, what is this? Oh, a 1vx? Oh, a 1v1 doesn't matter, though. Hey, it's totally useless. Like, as yeah. a skirmish class, like, or, like, um, you, maybe you don't always want to have and be, like, um, alone, which is fair, but, like, still, 2v2s is, like, still pretty close um, yeah. to, to what it is. So, in my opinion, 1v1s very, like, matters a lot, and I think that's what like makes a difference um uh well it makes classes like ours actually have some sort of value in large scale because our one to one potential we can clear out those stragglers or those I don't, the, the, I, I don't go with the ball, you know? Like, you don't yeah. go there. You go on the side and you pick off people that try to run away, and it's like you get them in 1v1s and you finish them off, you know? So, right. Yeah. The, but to your to your point, actually, like, the, the large-scale thing, I, I, a lot of people are used to, like, other MMOs where you go into a fight and you, you have such a large HP pool and you kind of heal back from your allies healing you and stuff yeah. like, multiple times in one that's, fight. But the thing is, is like that's this what game, they that's what they talk about they wanting, and it's just like right. that's not how the game works. It's not how it works, and we have like I mean, there's a lot of things, but just like like you're saying, like the two second pots are huge. So like if yeah. you don't kill yes. someone, they get to res Whale up. Pots. Movement <laughs> is huge. Like in a lot of those games, you're you're put into a combat stance where you move extra slow, right? Like when you're yep. in combat, yep. you move slower. The other thing is, um, yeah, whale pots, but also just self heals. Like so many classes have self heals that are so massive that. If you didn't kill them in one combo, they would just always get Zerker, away. Witch, wizard, shies. Jesus Christ! Could you imagine trying to kill a shy if you yeah. had that kind of meta? I mean, I not even one combo. Be... <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Just even like the people that are get brought down to ten percent is fine, right? Especially in node one large scale where you can, yeah, where you can have an ally help you out. Like, you know, hey, someone help me kill yeah. this guy. He's tanking. You know. Well, and the other thing is like, imagine this. So, say for example, they do that. Okay, well. Now you can't solo people and you can't 1vx at times. So what ends up happening is you pretty much see just a bunch of people going around in squads because <laughs> it's the only way to effectively kill people. So then yeah. you just imagine you're PBing and then all of a sudden four or five people show up in your grind spot just to gank you your ass. Do anything. And that happens on the regular because that's pretty much what the meta will be. How fun is yeah. that? <laughs> like, come on. Like, like, imagine the game being revolved around that. Everyone would be miserable, and it'd be like, "Wow, all you guys do is just run around as a group and just ganking people." Like, come on. At least with the one v ones, you have a fair shot. You know, or at least with the damage in one vxs, you have a fair shot potentially if you're good enough and have enough gear. There's some elements right. that can actually help you get there. So I don't know. That that's just for that argument. Okay, I want to ask you to to. Probably two more questions before we move on. But first one being, um, you're let's let's pretend you're you're flown out to developer headquarters. You get to make one or two changes to Musa. Patch notes are 100 <laughs> percent on you on Kyrene. The whole Musa community oh is relying on Kyrene. What, we what, are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what what one or two changes are you making to Musa Succession and Awakening that you think would improve the class in, in a good I, way? 
Uh, well, like I said earlier, I think I'd remove stamina from non-movement skills. I think like certain skills like Twister, Blind Slash, the kicks. These... Blind Slash, Carver. Would yes, you Carver I mean, a movement Carver, skill? Carver is a bit on the limit side because it does move you a little. Uh, but the um, I don't think those skills deserve any kind of uh, stamina cost. I know like it, it goes against um, a bit of what I said about um, focusing around uh, reading and make sure you get the uh, value of like uh, uh, proper reads. But the, um, the thing though, is that those skills are not protected for one. And for two, um, they're not any type of major CC attempts you'd go for. And they're like yeah, they're niche. just combo skills. Yes, they're they're niche. Like they, they would be they would help combos has to um help alleviate a bit of like the pressure of like um the stamina. It's like now if you if we talk about that DP meta, right? Uh where like uh people don't die off one combo, but as a like Musa Mewa, you if you did, if you got the combo late and you only have like maybe 20-30% stamina, you will use like maybe half, if not almost all of it, into that one combo. And then what else do you do? How do you run yeah, away? You can't disengage, you can't do shit. And, and it's not like you can force a CC on people either. Um, it, with a grab. Yeah, yeah we, we don't have a grab. And um, so... Which doesn't just, cost resources yep. and ignores protections. <laughs> ignores a lot of mind games and but that's that's something oh, else uh, i don't want to get into that <laughs> I, I think grabs is important in the game but the way it is right now is kind of bad just like um having seven second or ten second cool on grab i think is just see here shit. here kyrie a, a man after my own heart here we go again i've been saying this forever like i i I mean, I, I know you say you don't want to get into it, but it, it is interesting because it's such a big complaint, right? People complain about a lot of classes that don't have a grab complain about it. And then the thing I hear that kind of irritates me the most is that if you have a grab, this is I've heard this multiple times. If you have a grab, you don't have to know at all what other classes are doing. You just press your grab button and you win. So it's like, it, it tilts me because it's not true. Like if you play a grab class, you know the challenges of grabbing a ninja, a kuno, a sork, a musa, a mewa, even like mystics and strikers that are know how to use silent step properly. And th there's a challenge to it. But I've always said the cooldowns on grabs don't make any sense to me because they are such powerful CCs and they're so ridiculously short cooldowns yep. that it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I even think like, I don't know. You, people, people play it safe and stuff like, well, okay, seven seconds, maybe it should be 12, but I legitimately think grabs should be in somewhere between 20 and 30 second cooldown range <laughs> yep, because I it's totally such a powerful CC. And I think that on everything. I think Suicide Fall on Kuno and Ninja should be 20 seconds. I think Flash Bondage should be 20 seconds. I think um, the grabs on, on Mystic and Striker, the pre-awakened grab cooldown is absurd. The Guardian one is literally six seconds. Like when their <laughs> grab animation ends, and they start their first skill, their grab is off cooldown. Like that that is insane to me. Yes, it's it's a bad design if you ask me. I don't think Frosty, it's you do not want to know what silent chat is saying. <laughs> <grabs>. <laughs> They're saying it should be a minute cooldown. It should be an e-buff. It sounds awful. <laughs> it, it, uh, it's too much. One minute is way too hard. Like well, it yeah, needs yeah. to be I'm consistent not... in the game, but not consistent as to be the only option you do. Yeah, think about so. it. Twenty twenty seconds. Because the thing is, too, with grab with classes that have grabs, it's not like they don't have other options, right? So you have 
like I the reason why I say 20 seconds is kind of a good point. It's kind of like block jump, right? Block jump when it was 10 seconds was insane. You just can't account for a 10 second cooldown that easily. It's it's kind of difficult especially one like that. But um if a grab is 20 seconds, you you can put that timer in your head. I now have 20 seconds where I can play a lot more aggressive. They made the decision yep. to grab. They chose it at the wrong time, missed or I dodged it or outplayed them whatever. Now I have 20 seconds where that that they have extra pressure on them. And I, I think that's actually a good thing, not a bad thing. So I I am with you, Kyrie. Grabs yes. are good. I don't think they their cooldowns are good. And I'm some classes, I think Zerker might be an exception. Um, yeah, but a lot of other classes should, I, in my opinion, not have protection on their grab. Grab exactly. should be a Zer risk. Zerker literally is built around their grab, so right. I understand that completely. There needs to be a risk to being able to um, remove protections from your opponent. It's gaining grab, okay, to, to give the perspective um, as a non-grab class player, right? Mm -hmm. it, it legit feels the exact same as when you get desynced and got stunned in between super armors. It's the exact same feeling you get. It's so frustrating, but I get it's part of the game. And um, you get to uh, deal with it a lot better over time. But like, you know, just increasing to the co the cooldown of the grabs to like 20, 25 seconds, right? Like we were just talking about right now mm. is actually like something uh, I was going to point out later on, but the um, it would actually help compensate for the stamina limitations on uh, Musa Mewas. Because right. if you don't have that that same threat of getting dash grab every seven seconds, you don't need to be moving around all that. Like, all and you way. can be in combat more. This is... Yes. yes. Which means more combats would be... Or more classes would be in combat more, arguably. And then the, the, the fights would actually be more intense and fast-paced. There, there'd be a lot more mind games. Like you, you'd get way more options because what it is right now is you run around and you just wait for that one moment you can dash grab your opponent. And I think it's such an understatement of like um, what um, like the the fights in this game could be. Like there's so much. There's so much flavor to the fights, and I think that's why we're all addicted to it. Like there's so much. Uh, there's so much going on. But we end up just using that one option that just does way better than everything else. And it's the exact same um, for um, Stubber on Mooses. Um, it's, it's OP. I don't disagree with that. Stubber is broken. Um, having it on a six second cooldown is insane. And, Let's charge um, Stubber that's on six seconds. Yes, yes. But like. The cancel is just so easy that it's so reliable to do. And the instant stub arrow, I kind of like how it is where like you you need to use it properly where um, the cooldown resets. A lot of people complain about it, but um, I've I've came to to grow and think it's it's fine mm -hmm. because you need to make sure you don't like waste it. Like you, you can decide to go and uh, use it more wisely, or just don't spam stub arrows. If not, you're just gonna lose your instant, and uh, you don't get a lot of value out of it. But the six second stub arrow stiffness is, I think, is is pretty broken. Um, the only thing though is that it's related to our um, only uh, on demand iframe, which is like have the skill anyway, but it's still something that's used, uh, a very great tool to go against grabs. And it's six second cooldown. And I think it's because it's to match the grabs cooldown. So 
so that like we can do something but the stamina cost is so high and um another skill i forgot to mention um is uh stamina cost on the evasive shot not not the charged evasive that gives an iframe the actual evasive shot that just moves you around to the side right I think that doesn't deserve any kind of stamina cost. Yeah, because it doesn't do anything. It literally just does a little sideways lateral movement, and it's not even protected in any shape or form. It almost costs um, two dashes to do that. Like, it's yeah. it's not worth. Like, it's not something that should be a thing. Um, but yeah, like, it, these are the type of changes I'd like. I, I wouldn't touch more on Musa itself, but rather the game in general, where I don't think it's a Musa problem, but I think it's a game problem, like we talked about grabs. And the only issue about stamina comes from being pressured 24-7 about that option. If you remove that, like, I'm not saying removing completely, I remove removing the option of being a threat 24-7, then it's playable, and you can move around, and you can decide, okay, let's let's go and do a uh, linger a bit and uh, go for more trades. Um, and with how much DP we have right now, trades are not going to kill you in one skill. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. It's The DP, especially the evasion, is insanely high. And you shouldn't die from a lot of trades um, unless like, you really sit in people's skills and you literally get comboed standing. But that's, that's on you. Yeah. Gotta get DP, man. I've been saying it. Yeah, I, I wish I yeah. wish cooldowns would get an increase. It, I just think... I, I'm trying to think who would actually be mad by it. Like, Guardians would be pissed. Lon. Lon, what about the... Lon would be mad. But Lon now has... Like, what Lon about has so many tools. Striker... Striker, Striker would be pissed, but I mean, they all they all would need to do that. I, I legitimately think twenty seconds would be but like I mean, a base, and if you have two grabs, your second grab should probably be even higher. Like, let's say they make suicide fall twenty seconds, flash bondage should be like twenty five or or twenty seven, like a little bit more. It's just I don't know. Having the yeah. the grabs up all the time, I, I agree, is is kind of dumb. Now. That having been said, after attacking grabs for that long, I uh, <laughs> this whole like all you gotta do is press E nonsense is it's there's uh, it's, reads behind them. There there's are reads. reads behind it and on both sides. Like you can avoid you can yes. avoid grabs, and I agree. It's because the cooldown short. You kind of have to deal with it way more often than you should have to. I 100 percent right, agree with that. Hold, but, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Right, so <laughs> with the reads. Your read on grabs is just as effective as seeing that someone is doing a linger essay. No. And us doing trade damage to that, it. That, that is that, that is how I see it. Yeah, I know. Because that, that's not that's called not playing grab class. Like so let's say I'm fighting a striker, right? I like the solo element, so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, say, let's say I'm fighting a striker. If a striker has flash or silent step off cooldown, then and when I, I when I yeah. No, like you're, you're looking for the SA. They're also looking for the grab. When they do that SA, like nine times out of ten, a striker, let's uh, for example, uses like rage hammer, and they're sitting in that rage hammer. They're waiting for you to grab them. That's like what they're thinking about in that moment, right? Like this person's gonna come try to grab me. So now you have like you have to make the decision. When's the last time they used silent step? When's the last time they used flash step? Because if I go for this grab, I press E and it misses, and at least on on Kuno and Ninja, the pre-waking grab, you stiffen yourself. A miss grab is a stiffen on yourself. So then mass destruction just gets you, you're stunned and that's it. Or you just get grabbed, whatever they want to do. So it's like 
you do have to read your opponent. Like just throwing out grabs, like literally, just gets you killed. Now, well, yeah, on some classes, obvious. it's easier. There's range on lawn that I also hate. And and like I said earlier, I don't think I don't think any grabs except for maybe Zerker. Zerker would be the one exception should have protection on the grab. Like maybe I I mean Guardian maybe if it had a really long cooldown because their animation's so slow with the stab poke and hold you up in the air thing. Um, I don't know Striker two might be kind of my but the grab attempt should not be protected. Put it that way. That's <laughs> a, that's how I feel. I think where Nayashi is getting to, um, I don't think he says that there's no read at all. I think he says that um, they're a bit more simplistic, uh, where like you don't, um, like let's say you go for the CCs, right? Let's say you go for the uh, a stiffness or a stun. Um, mm -hmm. If you go around for around four guard, you need to position yourself like correctly land the hitbox in the good state and um make sure you don't hit the foreguard and oh you, you need to make sure it's quick enough so that it doesn't cancel you to a super armor you need to you have a bit more things to consider into it but the the grabs what happens is um and i'm totally with you guys on that is how it can be so inconsistent and i think it's frustrating because whenever you uh, because of the desync, I think um, you get you grab your opponent in their essay, quote unquote. But then on his screen, he's an iframe, and then he gets out and he flies around. And I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. And it's it's frustrating for both sides. Like when 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 that happens, it's not fun. It's like wait, I use my fucking iframe, you know? <laughs> please, yeah. wait, let me. And then you you're like, oh, I fucking grab. <laughs> like please, can I get my value? It's it's not fun. And um. Yeah, um, it's just that yeah. the grab I mean, itself. It, the grab itself. Um, see, like I mean, you I, can decide to put it anytime. If it's not right. an iframe, you can get the CC. But I think what what is it. the difference between that and fishing for a CC with um, like stub arrow, something that has no risk, where you don't really need to wait for them to not have it, because you have a six second cooldown, you get to shoot over and over and yes. over again. Well, yeah, hold on, no, 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 hold on. Let, let me finish my thought, because the 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 point made was you don't have to, you don't have. There's not as many steps, right? There's not. You don't have to think as much when you do the grab. Because you don't have to think about uh, getting behind their frontal or this or that. The same thing happens when you have protected CCs like Moon, like Red Moon, like Dragon Bite. Now Dragon Bite's a little bit different because it's quick and you, it can be a, you can put yourself in an unsafe situation. Um, or Stub Era where you're rotating it and like while you two do that a lot, Lesser Maywas do not are not thinking about that. They're just like this is a protected CC. I'm gonna throw it and they land catches constantly. So okay. my point is like. A, a better player has to think about the grab and when they do it, and is not just throwing it out randomly. A lesser player doesn't. But the same is true with protected CCs. Wheel of Fortune, Lunacy, Stub Arrow, Red Moon, like skills like that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I, no, I don't agree what, on you, you think right, a DK well, is thinking when they click Wheel of Fortune? No, that's what I'm saying. That That's what I'm saying <laughs> oh, is, okay. like, is like in protected CCs, it, it's a similar thing. Like, sure, you might not get it, but in six seconds, you're just going to try again anyway over and over and over again and it lands sometimes yes okay um the um the thing about these skills you mentioned right mm -hmm. a lot of them are actual multi it cc's um and it's something that's um another th uh, 
difference in the game, I should say, um, where some skills uh, can actually bleed into protections uh, with the multi-hit CCs. And it's the case for Stabero. Stabero is a multi-hit CC. So landing that um, in between two skills can actually lead you to land a CC. So using it on cooldown and spamming it can lead you somewhere. And I think that's an issue. But on the other hand, um, if we talk about like um, with a sub arrow still, um, if it wasn't a multi-hit CC, uh, with how small it is, it would rarely land. Mm -hmm. um, so it it's I kind of get the idea. Um, I totally agree that sub arrow is very strong. It's probably like, uh, I'm not even saying it's too strong. I, I was just using it as an example. But the 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 difference. Uh, the only thing I didn't agree is saying the stub arrow is a protected CC. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> That's not what I meant. I did not mean that. I just meant stub arrow and uh, stub arrow just because you can throw it a lot and it's low risk mm -hmm. when you're far away, like in a one v one scenario. That, that's all yes. I mean. But well, I, I meant like stub arrow and protected CCs. All right. I let me let me make a quick comment, Karen, and then I'll let you jump in. All right. So for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do it from range. You can do. Kyrie's kind of made it seem like the 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 six second cooldowns like the one that we do where we back chase and whatnot, and that's not true. The six second cooldown one is one where you have to be stationary to pull it off. It mm -hmm. is really quick to do it, but you are stationary. You are vulnerable. Yes, you can do it from range, but a lot of times the reason why people get caught from range is because they forget that we can actually do range because we're constantly doing melee attack. You fight a ranger or an archer, people don't have a problem guarding against ranged CC attempts. Ooh, so I mean, huh? the, the main difference is what? Wait, people, it, it's you're saying it's easy to guard against like an archer's ranged CC attempts? No, the biggest problem with archers typically because they are going in and moving all around you. The, when they're just standing well, way off in the distance and in front of you and just launching arrows at you, are you getting CC'd super easy? I mean, you, not How everyone has not everyone block. Not everyone has chase, dude. So yeah, it's it's actually very it's a very difficult. People it's have very frontal difficult. guards. Everyone has a frontal guard. That's why I said well, how fast are they breaking my block? Yeah, but <laughs> well, like a frontal guard. Breaking that, the block that's is now what I'm talking you? about. I'm talking about being CC'd by it. Well, right, but you can get CC. That's, that's a that's a gear issue. I mean, what what what's the skill like? For example, with Kuno, like, all right, so I use Dance Macabre to, to gap close, right? That's the iframe, and then that's off, and then I, I use Shy ten and cutter, and then I use ten and cutter, right? And then that doesn't mm -hmm. CC them, and now I'm S blocking and trying to run away. Like I don't have chase to keep going. So yeah, it it is actually difficult to try to gap close on an archer that's throwing rain CCs. Now, range or less so, because they don't have... I mean, it's literally Blasting Gust, I feel like, sometimes, and that's yeah. it. But, like, yeah, on Archer... I mean, my point is, too, and always every time I have this conversation, it it ends up sounding like I'm trying to say grabs are not really powerful, because I do think they are, which is why I think they need a cooldown increase and protections removed. But I'm just saying, I played enough classes without a grab cough sork to know that fishing for cc's isn't isn't like this uh you got to be a rocket scientist to spam uh 
True. <laughs> to spend True. Shadow Wait, Eruption, me, Shadow Dimension, and Dream of Doom. You're talking about Zork. Yeah, it's well, space. Like, you can actually like, get How are you going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, I, I'm I played just a saying, class well, protected, top... protected, protected, see, I'm just saying, like, Dark, Dark Knight with Wheel of Fortune, Lunacy, like... Zork is I, literally the worst example to compare against classes that have grabs because they are literally okay. always iframing them. I, I got, I got it, but it was just an example. I was, just, I said like. Let me choose an, an example with the highest potential to avoid these things. <laughs> I mean, okay. The point still, the point still stands. As someone who's played archer and witch and wizard, I can confirm it's really not like. It's not like things magically become ten times easier just because you have a grab. Just saying. No, I, I never suggested that. I never. No, suggested but that. a lot of people do, and that's what Frosty has a big issue with. Is the people, like you said earlier, that are like, oh, if people with grabs, you just press E and then you win, and that's just not the case. It's, it's. Uh, is it there advantages? Certainly. Like uh, the matchup for Berserker against Guardian is pretty easy for me, and I've said this multiple times. While other people are complaining a lot about Guardian. I don't really understand it, and I think that that's mostly due to the fact that Zerker has a lot of grabs, so their super armor is very, like, easy to deal with. Uh, everything that they do is very slow and just very easy to grab them out of. Uh, as the resident grab connoisseur, though, I do have to say two things. First of all, I, I always find it hilarious that the classes that complain most about Grapples uh, seem to be Musa and Maywalk, considering they have a three-second protected CC. It's kind of hilarious to me. And uh, then half of the time doesn't work, though. It's okay, right. neither do uh, grabs. You didn't, yeah, you didn't make. You got to make that caveat for the grabs too, though. Yeah, neither do grabs. And then uh, the second thing that I find interesting or kind of funny is that uh, grab or non-grab classes pretend like it's only them that have to deal with grabs. Like, as a grab class, I also have to be concerned about an enemy grab. So it's it's not like because you are you don't have a grab, you're at some, like, special disadvantage against a grab class. Like, if I have a grab, I'm also concerned about their grab and having to deal with it just like you are. Except, arguably, I have less tools to deal with it because the classes that have grabs are typically balanced in such a way that they have less... Uh, like quick movements and, and things like that. Okay. So I'm a lot more open to being grabbed as a berserker, for instance. Like if I use Devastation, if I use Slugfest, if I use uh, fucking Lava Piercer, like these are all abilities that are very easily predicted and I can be grabbed out of at any time. So. Okay. I think it's fair. What you're saying is pretty true. The only thing, though, is um, you're like you're comparing a non-grab class against two grab class. Um, I don't think we're seeing that there's no mind games. I think there's a lot of going through, uh, actually dodging and going for the grabs. But you also have it. So going like yes, um, you need to make sure you avoid it. But you can apply the CC. Um, if you find the opportunity, like it's not as restrictive, uh, I think is the word for sure. It, you, you, you don't have to uh, wait for the exact perfect moment for it to happen. It depends on the matchup because there's a lot of matchup. Like let's say the assassins, like uh, ninjas or like uh, kunois. Uh, these classes have a lot of holes and can be dealt with um, like reliably. Um, but it's not true against like certain classes, um, let's say Guardian, where it's a lot more um, 
hard and or any type of front line, right? Like, yes, striker is a different case because it has quite a bit of holes. But if we go more towards Mystic, uh, I don't think the, cl the, the class is broken. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying that being able to rotate SA, right? Which is fine, okay? It's just that having the grab, even though you fight it as a grab class, you still have that option that comes up once in a while. Whilst we need, as a non-grab class, a wait for the exact like whole small um the small point where you go and target it um i think that's that's the point that's the difference between grabs which i think creates the frustration between grabs and non-grab class because it it looks like you don't need to do anything you press e you come up you're in essay you're in foreguard whatever you got grab you got you got removed out of your protected skills and it feels very frustrating right. um so uh, I think that's where like the frustration comes from. But yes, the grabs definitely need reads. Like you cannot just press E and it's not like the range is like FBA and then suddenly you appear in, in the hands, right? Like there's some kind of like um awareness you need like to, to pull off. It's still a CC. It's still you need to keep track of your opponent. Like that I don't think that's that, that's right. what we're getting at. That's right all now. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all, I mean, that's my only point. Basically, what it comes down to is it's like non-grav classes feel like they don't have as many opportunities to CC as right. grab class. I'm, I'm just summarizing what I think is the main argument here okay. for people that maybe are confused. Non-grav okay. classes feel like they do not have enough opportunities or as many opportunities to CC their opponents as grab classes do because grab classes have... The grabs are on relatively low cooldown, are oftentimes, but not always, protected, things of that nature. And, of course, grabs go through uh, super armor and frontal. So it's two forms of protection that you don't have to deal with. But that no. isn't the issue by itself. This, I think, is fine. It's just that the, um, like I said, about resource. Um, mm. Some class can keep going on forever. Let's talk about gra uh, the, the war grabs. Um, they have that, like, success rate on it so it's less likely right. to be resisted um it's very reliable then and um they can do it after like an insanely quick movement skill which is slow for air. um yes it's unprotected but with the speed it has and how much frame scaling the class has it can lead to pretty intense um things um i don't think warrior is like broken class or anything i just feel like it's it's a matchup thing um, where like some classes are limited and some classes are not, and um, I think it's only when you're limited on your tools that the grabs become frustrating because you end up having no options against it, and even though you're like you're still in protection, etc. You know, so right. I, I think I think it's just where the issue is but the the solution is not making it everything free because like let's be honest the moose that dashes forever is totally broken like please um yeah the, i don't agree with that because it just creates cancer play styles where people literally just sit 50 yards back go for stub arrows and that's it yep. just back up back up back up yep i want more uh, i want more combat stamina where i'm in the actual fight and my stamina actually is pertaining to just the movement not my actual combo skills hey. Exactly. Just have like more option. I think for Mewa though, um, I know we we're swapping a bit off the topic, but I think you need more. Uh, like they should rework your rebomb. Yeah, uh, our rebombs are garbage. Uh, you're the one that moves a bit. It's such a great idea, 
Yeah, but they, he they doesn't should... move at all. Like he doesn't yeah. move in shorter, and he doesn't. And move it's a frontal guard, and it's just it's just not very useful for at least succession. For awakening, it does okay because we have pedal drill to move with too. So, it's but terrible. The, yeah, because that that's what I noticed. Like when I I made the Mewa and tried to to play it, I really liked it. Um, it's it's more of an aggressive style than a defensive style. Um, I really liked it, and like that actually probably what, fits your style a lot more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, does. Um, but the the thing like you, you can see it. It's like at some point, in terms of movement, you're limited. But on the other hand, in terms of CC, you have those free CC options that are actually very great, like yeah. Redmond or Stigma, you know? Compression, um, they're really fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, it, it's like we, <laughs> if May and Musa were together, <laughs> we'd be pretty good. <laughs> it's like we <laughs> yeah. you just combine them. Yeah, it's like they tried to create, and they, they, it feels like they created those problems. It's not things that happen because, oh, um, it's the meta or whatever. It really feels like they created those problems. They wanted it to happen to prevent um, certain scenarios where the class being, for one, easier movement and certain inputs, while like mastering it is still very hard. It's like not the hardest class to get into it. And... Um, uh, because of that, because of the ease of access, uh, if those classes were just so strong that everyone would just play those, like, why would you go and play like a harder class unless you really want the challenge or you hate yourself? Uh, what, like, why, <laughs> why would you go for, <laughs> why would you go for that when like you have the other class that literally has instant punishes, uh, easy access on mobility? And um, if like we fix those problems, um, or I mean, not even fix, uh, or just overtune uh, the class and just make the movement just like uh, almost permanent and always having options, um, the class would just be too strong. That's why stamina exists. We need limit limitations, but having access to a few skills that aren't exactly the best and would help regen a bit of stamina, I think would be a great trade-off. Um, just being have just having a few extra tools to be able to like I don't know combo even if they're high AP luxury type of combo where like they don't deal the like the maximum amount of damage that's possible. At least you can do something, and those combos won't like drain the, the like the small fifteen percent stamina that remains. And yeah. I, I just dislike that the, the playstyle that's being favored is being defensive. It's so much easier to go about it. And then going for actual catches, mind games, and being aggressive is being so limited. And I think it's the most fun playstyle, maybe because it's harder, but also because like you, you feel the speed. When you just back chase around, it, it doesn't feel fun. Like I'm sorry, but it's not fun for either side. It, it, you just get stub arrow to death. It's like, okay, what am I doing? And then the guy that just stubs arrow, it's like if it's, if you, oh, it's, it's boring. So boring. It, it's like okay, let's just wait for that one moment. He start, he, he stops like focusing on his movement, and he gets that hole. It's like bop, you get it, and bam, it's like you get the CC. <laughs> and then, it, it's not interesting. There's no mind games. There's no nothing. There's no interactions. Hey, don't don't mess with them. Com those Korean players, man, they do that shit for two to three to four hours sometimes in KR open world PvP. They will sit at your grind spot and poke you with stub arrows all day long. I mean, if all you care about is winning, I guess. That's, but, I mean, they're, they're pretty they're, serious about the war scores, I guess. 
I mean, like, at that point, it's getting way too serious. It's getting out of hands. Um, okay. Like, yeah. So let's talk about your, your personal matchups real quick. Your, your best and your worst. So let's start with your best. Like, what, what matchup in 1v1? Specifically, just 1v1 BA, you have your Musa, your kit, your gear, whatever. Which matchup do you feel like you have the highest chance of winning? Like, you feel super comfortable. If you had to play for money, play for your life... You can fight one class. What class is it? DK, Striker, another Musa. Yeah, um, it's DK, huh? Yeah. They have a lot of decent A lot of games. abusable holes, yes. Um, Hell, sometimes we just win due to desync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it's like... Uh, like It depends, okay? It's, it's gear dependent. Like some super gear DK that barely takes any trade damage and then like they suddenly two shot you that's just different that's not a class or a matchup thing that's just a gear that's like uh frosty's, that's different frosty's mm-hmm. chat brings up a good point uh shy <laughs> true I, oh, I didn't consider that class, let's be honest well i mean you you can't have a matchup if they never like in the wild you know like yeah. you can't ever find the fuckers all right and then... i think valk is pretty easy too valk is pretty easy and then it goes down to um, more um, uh, assassins type, where like a ninja, um, not Kuno. I think Kuno is way higher for different regions. I'll talk about. I just, I just but... gotta point out, it's funny that two of those classes you mentioned have grabs. One of which actually has two of them. Just pointing it yes. out. Yes. <laughs> um... I know. <laughs> which it's, the grab itself doesn't make the thing it's how the um how you can go if you can if you can replicate the same thing the grab does or if the class is resource based or is limited in certain way then you also have a chance being limited you just gotta like uh play around their limitations but when you go and fight some class that can just go on forever i don't know like let's say long uh succession like the preener version of that like that shit has no limitations at all you just go in and like you just spin and do like the same skill rotation you eventually kill people then who are you you just move around infinitely and you go for the grab um Besides that, I feel I, th- I feel like Mystic is pretty strong, um, but it's not broken. It's just that like they can move around, they can keep doing the same rotation, and whilst they they're faster than strikers, I think that's what gives them the edge. It uh, makes the holes a slightly bit like uh, harder to to get on. Um, I don't think Ranger is hard. Besides, uh, let's point that out. Um, Succession Ranger is free in my opinion, unless like the odd gear you, but that's yeah. just gear issue. That's sad. Um, that's the- sad. Yep, I agree. And but on the other hand, Awaken Ranger um, is a lot harder to deal with. Um, even if there's C swap base and it can be abusable, their C swap can be can be canceled into that like uh, the ES things, and um, they usually run a lot of resistance. Um, so we yes, it be, it's the resistance, not the class itself, but like a lot of these players run resistance so whatever you do isn't consistent at all and these players go for um like with uh the fact that they have one of the best grabs in the game um they just go for it right they can just rotate their protection and wait for the time the musa like gets annoyed and whilst they have like the blasting gust so they can deal against the barrel um it gives a, a pretty good chance i don't think it's like top tier hard matchup i think they have a pretty good chance um 
because you can um like like i said uh if i either you're uh limited just as much as we are or you have as much openings as a grab would give you then the matchup becomes either even or advantageous what's your hardest matchup single class that's just the most impossible to deal with for you the single hardest Well, I don't. I don't have one exact, but I have a few okay. uh, that are kind of hard. Uh, I'll put it down. Like, Tamer is one pretty hard class. Oof, yeah, fuck that. Class. Um, why, why is that? Uh, why, what makes Tamer hard? Their openings are so small, and the in the better the Tamer is, they won't rely on their WW hop. So th by then, like. You just remove an extra opening. <laughs> so now you have what? Okay, you have grab fails. Oh, wait, you can cancel the grab fails. Um, uh, what else? What else? Uh, oh, they can block sometimes. Uh, when they summon their pet, it, sometimes it desyncs. But that's it's it's a few frames. You know, it's it, it right. needs to be very perfect. And um, it's not... It's There's no reliable way to get them. Uh, besides maybe trades, but then their grab is just insane. So yeah. um, it's just not a very good way to dealing with them. All right, which other ones? Yes, uh, Kuno, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll say, um, I'll tell you why. Um, is because even though the class has a lot of openings, right? Like it's open almost everywhere. Um, it's very quick and you need to be super precise um <laughs> so like if you if you go against them and it's like okay let's get uh let's land a d bite on their movement um if they don't if they move in a straight line and they're not like very wary about it um it's very easy to deal with them but it's very easy to say this is a good kuno and this is a garbage one like it the, the difference is just massive like the, the kuno that's gonna like make you wonder where they go because they have um they're so quick and by mixing up stealth I, it's it's harder to track so you can create mind games with that movement even though it's unprotected and most likely struggles against aoe protected cc and it's probably one of your hardest like Dark uh, thing yes these type of cc's are probably the biggest issue you have because it's what gets you now if you go against uh, classes that need super precise uh, type of CCs. Now you have a bit more room to actually use your unprotected skills and move around. Uh, I think that's that's my you nailed it. My thing Bro, about it. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's like, dude, Kuno is just so fucking fast, bro. They are. Like, it's insane how fast that class moves, actually. I even Choice pointed out when you were fighting him, Frosty, when there was one point where you actually, I don't know what fucking ability it is, but you basically just, like, teleported to him. Like, that's how fucking fast it was. And he goes, holy shit! It's not the He's like, dude, he literally speed. just teleported to me. <laughs> like, it's so quick. It's, like, actually jarring how fast that class is, bro. Yeah. yeah it's just the it's just the gap closing ability it's it's just like intense it's, it's like intense. The, it's like infuriating on the opposite side of sork like sork is like pretty slow and predictable but they're so protected that you can't fucking do anything about it Kuno may be unprotected but they're so goddamn fast you just can't catch the fuckers 
I'd be okay with them actually getting more like normal, decent mobility and reduce a little bit of these the speed at which they can engage. They got they got hit super hard with uh, the changes recently. This this homogeny, dude. Uh, I (laughs) why why do they all? I don't understand. Like, I mean, there could be things you would change, right? Like, I, I definitely, like, let's say, I don't know, if something's OP, you want to fix it. But there's also, there still has to be an element of uniqueness. So, yeah, like, yeah, if it's like, yeah, Kuno's super fast, I wish they were just as slow as everyone else, but had more protections. It's like, well, then it's not unique, right? Then it's just... Yeah, I know, I know. I don't know. I just, it's just like, my thoughts on it. I, I don't know what to do to actually help the class be... The yeah? Just disclaimer, uh, I'm not saying that you should change that about the class. Because no, no, I don't I know, know if I that know. would I don't know if that would fix it because I, the thing I, is I know is the I'm class at, is gated by cooldowns too. Dude, like, the Zerker's Kuno matchup is at such a disadvantage for Zerker that I honestly can't like even begin to say like what they should change to fucking fix that. <laughs> like well, one, I don't like one thing in general ghost step, I don't know. Like I can't even I don't know where to start. When they removed the linger from dance, I thought was the, the strangest thing when when really they should have removed the the distance and the lock-on the lock-on to me is it's so overpowered that i i don't know it's just there's no way like it's literally a free win i mention all the time when i'm streaming and i'm dueling people like one out of every 15 fights you throw in the absolute max distance dance and you just get a free win like it's just one free win every like 10 to 15 fights like if they're expecting it they're just going to move expecting you do it right off the bat in that first fight but it's like I don't know the the dance leap thing where it locks on just doesn't make a lot of sense. Is that the teleport that you guys do? Yeah, so it's a teleport. Whereas, like, if they're in your crosshair, so you know, like block jump and and other skills like that, where you you have to be within a certain range. Like dance, you don't. You just have to get within a certain range, and then it'll like double the distance. It's crazy. I don't know. It makes no sense, and it is so fast. Like, there's no. I don't even think you can really react to it. It's not. It's not really reactable. But the base movement of it, on it, if you have no target, I think is good. It moves you uh, about what, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think what the, the distance is. It's kind of like a shadow leap, right? But when it's when it's locked on, it, it moves 2 to, like, 2.25 times as far. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. All right, so Kuno is a hard one for you. What about Awaken Kuno? Awaken Kuno, it depends on the player. I've met some pretty insane Kunos, but then I'd fight like just normal players and there would be no issue whatsoever. I think it's mostly succession that's an issue um, as like for a hard matchup. Um, it can be hard depending on the player because it's so much bait and trap based playstyle mm-hmm. uh, with the C-Swap float, the lighted, um, and just how much uh, stealth movement you can do just to, to mix up your positioning. Um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious now. What, what what would you nerf on Kuno's succession if you could nerf something, Kyrie? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't nerf the class. I don't hey, think it's. I, I, don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the class that needs a nerf. I think it's uh, other classes that needs tools. Uh, like for me, like I said, I think being. I think the limitations is a bit too harsh. I think there should be less focus on stub arrow, and um, I. 
I want it to be the melee class it's supposed to be, you know? <laughs> I want to go in there and play and just, like, just move around with fast speed and yeah. uh, just have fun. And it's probably, it would be insanely more fun with you for you guys as well because you wouldn't have to deal against that, like, Stubero style, right. uh, which is, like, notorious for the class. And uh, <laughs> I don't think it's... So is your general philosophy then on balance, like you, you're kind of in the camp of you'd prefer classes be brought up than classes be brought down to a level? Yes, yes, to uh, to, to a certain level. I don't think like over tweaking them is bad, but right. giving them like even the smallest options would be great. Um, just, just because the way I see it, right, counters are necessary for the game because it creates diversity, but... When the counters are literally uncounterable, <laughs> like if there's no skills that can matter into playing against it, I think that's where the issue comes from. And that's where like the classes simply return. And um, well, there's there needs to be a fix somewhere. Soft counters should exist or like medium counters, but hard counters should never exist. I'm totally against that. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, um, I, I think I'll do that comparison. Uh, did you guys play uh, Age of Empires and like StarCraft? StarCraft, yes. Yes. Okay. So I in StarCraft, Starcraft. in in StarCraft, right? You get those uh, those like those minions that uh, are made to beat a specific enemy on the other right. side. Even though like you these units stand there, if the enemy doesn't do these units, um, like they're totally useless. <laughs> so right. the um which is okay, it's their design of the game, but if you compare it to like Age of Empires, you go and then um wait, if I control my units pro my units properly, I can actually win and I can abuse the like the hills, get more damage, and I can like even though the units are a counter, if I move them properly, I can actually win. And I think that's the design I'm I'm rooting for. Um, it's something that can that is skill based and that you can actually do something about it depending on your skills. Now, if you're not good enough and you cannot deal against a counter, that's on you. But when like the best players cannot even do anything against it, that's an issue. Do you have any um, examples, like from your point of view, of like a hard counter that is too hard, and then a soft counter that you think is good that's currently in the game? For mm. for Musa, I know it's kind of hard off the top of your head, but uh, a hard counter, um, it would be pre-nerf uh, either um, Suklon and Mystic. Pre-nerf those classes were hard counters for a lot of classes. And right. they needed to be toned down. Uh, these classes were just insane, and there was no counterplay to it besides having maybe a grab. And even then, the grab wouldn't do, wouldn't solve everything. You know, like uh, it, it like it, oh, let's go and grab the lawn, but then like the lawn hit, I mean, hurt box would be like so jank, and it would be almost impossible to go and like grab them, and then you get CC in return. It was probably not fun for you either right. and then um those are the type of classes i think we're definitely overtuned and um are just not good for the game um now um a south counter yeah, south counter is kind of tough i i do want to point to with with sucklon i i played sucklon right before it was buffed to extreme and then during it's buffed to extreme no matter what a good guardian was still impossible to kill, even on Suckalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to talk about Guardian just yet because it's so re- like it's so new that like I don't. Yeah, you feel I, like I, it's I not it's... in its permanent state yet. Yes, okay. not at all. Um, I think the like uh, I think Warrior, even though like I don't really like fighting them, it's 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 quite hard. It's um, I think it's more into uh, it's a more healthy type of counter because you can actually do something about it. Like right. they use a lot of C swaps. The warrior has a lot of openings, uh, more than people think. Uh, it's just that when they, they're aware of it, they understand your play style. There's only so much you can do about it. Like there's, there's only so much like adaptation. You can change it to your style because of how limited all your kit is and that how many options are available to you. Um, so whenever they're all countered, uh, even though you change your timings, you might win that round, but the next two rounds is just going to adapt to it, you know? And then you might win the one after or two after. Um, like, he he has the tools to adapt to whatever you're doing, but you don't. Um, I think that's the, uh, the thing it, where you can do something, but you need to get out of the way and be uh, an extra better player uh, than your opponent, which right. is okay. Like the skill can do something about it, uh, just class knowledge, um, be aware of your options, and um, yeah, I think warrior in a way is a good way of like the soft counter. I just dislike the fact that they don't get to uh, be limited to some extent, but right. that's that's it. In general, you can do something about it. Like you just need to make sure uh, you get value out of it. Which, and at that point, it's more of a Musa issue than a Warrior issue. Um, All right. So yeah. One last, uh, one last Musa question before we move on to normal patch stuff. Um, who's your favorite Musa? Who's like the best Musa in your opinion? That's not you. Who's your f- <sighs> your favorite Musa? Like someone that you actually look up to or respect or think is like, damn, that dude's good as fuck. A good Musa. I mean, there's quite a bit. Um, maybe not like the like the top top tier like Musas, but I think like um, like Quan Nome, for example. For example, I think mm-hmm. he's pretty. He still good. play? Yeah, he still plays. I I met him earlier, uh, like this week, and um. Oh, I, I thought he quit, but I guess not. He made me fight Inky's Guardian. <laughs> oh, it was God. a it it was a uh, interesting fight. Uh, it was on trials too, so it was a bit rough. Oh, but, okay. Because uh, trials is a little bit more fair, but still, it's cancer. I don't. I don't agree. I feel like uh, my main would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Two K stamina is way too limited, bro. Yeah, the stamina is really bad on the trials. Yeah, there was no drought and shit. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was interesting. But uh, yeah, he, he still plays. I think Watnum is uh is an interesting guy. Pretty yeah. fun. Um. Uh, besides that, there's a bit of mooses like uh, I think Kyle. I think is pretty decent too. Really, uh, Kyle. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I don't know about a lot of his matchups. Like I mostly know these mooses by the Mooser Mirror. Right. I'm not really. I, I don't. I don't really lose these matchups. So it's kind of. It's kind of he's just naming all the shitters on his list that he's dominated. Wow. So yeah. what a toxic guy. So you have, there, there's you like have the uh, mirror on lock, huh? I think there's uh Lubu, uh like um 
yeah, uh, Luba was a moose. Luba was pretty good. Yeah, yeah Luba's really I, good at the catches. I think I, I've it's been a long time. Like I, a lot of these mooses, um, I haven't seen them in quite a while. <laughs> Even you, you were like, "Wait, quads playing?" <laughs> so like, I I don't re either they rerolled or like I, I cannot really see them no, anymore. And then people nowadays don't go as much in BA, so it's kind of yeah, they're all hard. out in the ocean bartering now, dude. <laughs> 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 Saving their hands. I, I think Shock is pretty good too. I don't know about his other matchup. Shock is pretty like, decent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think it's pretty good too. Like I could, I could go and name uh, like maybe ten more. Um, but um, like I need all the names don't come up to to my head instantly. Right. Um, there's a lot of like good mooses, uh, but I cannot speak for the the other matchups. Are you the best moosa in North uh, America? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't like. Yes, I'm good. I know it. Um, it's just uh, it's hard to say who's number one because there's probably like I mean most likely other mooses that probably has more uh, debite accuracy maybe or um, better stamina management. I just feel like I'm the one that's uh, more uh, well-rounded in multiple things. Um, I use things. Uh, most mooses typically uh, typically would not. Um, I think it's like a lot of unprotected skills that um, a lot of mooses just don't um, uh, really use them. And like for other mooses, um, I think uh, from Nayashi speaking, like I never uh, really fought uh, Shaky Bay recently, but like I think I could see his growth. I think he's getting a lot better. Um, I don't know how would like he he states because I didn't really fight him, but I th I think he's doing pretty good now. So um, there's a lot there's a couple of rising mooses. Um, there was one I posted a video on my channel like he wanted to see my POV. Like he legit played the class for like a month and like he uh, didn't give me like a hard time, but like I had to like put some effort into it, you know? Like, I couldn't... I, I, needed, I needed to actually focus on the fight. And... Oh, man. He, he had one little single sweat, you know, just come down the side. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's getting... Like, he, he was pretty good. Bro, he's played for a month. Like, uh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's pretty good for a month's development. It's, yeah. Uh, it was 45 and 0, but he did CC me once. He just didn't capitalize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy did good. He gave his best effort. Yeah, gotta hand it to him at this point. Fucking hell. But it's we'll been a put while. Put him on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I found a. I fought like uh, mooses that like would give me trouble. I'm pretty sure I would fight one if uh, they actually came out of the shadows. Um, I'm not like saying <laughs> there's none. I'm. It's just that they don't. Uh, they probably right. don't even care. Um, they probably. Uh, if if the best moose actually exists, uh, he probably wouldn't even care. You know. <laughs> so and he wouldn't have like the. Uh, like the ego to go and test himself or something. Right. I don't know. It's hard to tell. All right. So before we get to the uh, the global lab changes, I want to talk about the awake the awaken PVE changes um, for people that have wait, tried. I did it. have one question. Yeah. yeah go wait, ahead. wait. 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 I had I had one question, mm -hmm. and I I had to drop out for a little bit. So you may have asked. But did you did you ask him about our tier list? No. Oh, okay. Man. So we did we did a succession PvP tier list, uh, and we put, I think we put Musa at B, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying so. to pull it up right now. Show him the yeah. Show him the final yeah, yeah, result. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Okay, hold on. Let me 
Give me one second. I'm going to link it in Discord. So we did. So keep in mind, this is succession only, PvP only. Okay. And we took into account 1v1 small scale and large scale. So we put Musa in B tier with, uh, and keep in mind, we aren't saying these classes are equal. We're saying they're relatively close. We okay. put it with uh, DK, Valk, Maywan, Warrior, and Guardian. Guardian Succession. Uh, I remember these are succession only. Succession. Yeah, succession only. Yeah, succession only. It's and below we... below Swork, Ninja Kuno, and Lawn, and above uh Ranger Striker, Tamer Zerker, Mystic, and Witch. Yeah, we didn't we just didn't have the plus and minus to really clearly differentiate. Right. Okay. Um I, there's only one thing. Um I think it like uh in the community. Uh, I think the the striker and mystics um, really went uh, a bit over uh, overboard with. Um, I'm not saying that they like they didn't need uh, the buffs. It's just that like I don't think they put the time um, into like trying to make the class work actually. So um, it's yeah. it's a bold statement I think. It, but the class being so underplayed, people just gave up on it instead of trying to find extra uh, maybe cancels or uh, extra me hidden mechanics. Even me uh, on Succession Musa, I just found like an extra mechanic uh, recently um, about uh, the debite range. Um, I can explain it right now. It's please, just, please do. I, it's probably been out and people probably like figured it out or without noticing and it, that was actually my case. But um, Debite itself, when you go into succession, um, gets lower range than absolute. Um, the trade-off for that is um, you can actually flick it. So you can actually like twist uh, the skill uh, with not only mouse movement, but also camera if you do it properly. Um, and also for a bit wider hitbox on the side, um, but less um, range in front of you. Uh, but what what like what's the thing um, to help increase the range because it actually does is using Fiery Angel before. So if you if you go and use Fiery Angel and then Debite, you can soul Angel into Debite. You will have um, like maybe 30% increased range in front of you, uh, a bit less on the side, but more in the front of you. And um, so you can punish from further away. It's getting closer to stigma type of uh, range uh, to give you an idea. So it's pretty good, <laughs> not gonna lie. It's just, it's just that being tied to Fiery Angel um, is kind of predictable, but right. um, you can make up for it. So, Rez, your question was, is Musa in the right spot? Yeah. Okay. Musa B, compared to the rest of the classes, succession only. Does that feel right to you, Karen? Or, uh, or it's, definitely, it's definitely a mid-tier. It's definitely a mid-tier class. It's not bad, and it's not OP. I think that's where, like, you should put it. It's B um, for basic. <laughs> Or balanced. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only asking this because I think there were multiple comments of people who were like, Musa and B tier, definitely not. And it okay, was like, okay. Uh, the Musa is, uh, especially if you don't have DP and um, you fight a high AP Musa, which can be like 270 plus, um, you will most likely die to trades if you have soft cap DP. DP is meant to be upgraded now. Uh, the, you need it. If you don't want to die to trades, 
which is something predominant in in the past year uh, months. Um, you know, uh, the, the meta has always been going like ape ape mode and just like low DP, high AP type of thing. And uh, Musa excels at it because if you don't have any DP, the damage just goes through. And oh, what's free on the class? What's so easy to do? Well, that's trades. Trades are just so strong on Musa. I think it's like one of the biggest assets on it. Um, I don't like using it because I feel like it dumbs down the fights, but um, it's a strong tool. And especially if you don't have much DP and you're not aware, if you're not um, very, um, how could you say that? Like if you're not like a like an insanely good player, right? Maybe you're like you're just an average player. You're just like learning still, and I mean everyone's still learning. But if you're still like, um, if you're like j just barely average, and like there's a lot of things that like you don't do like almost perfectly. Um, well, Moose's um, at the same skill level, uh, I'd say is a noob stomper because the less experience you have on the game, if you if you put a Musa that has barely any experience and then you put, I don't know, like, a, I don't know, a, a Sork with no experience, the Sork is going to get stomped, for sure. Like, uh, I'm, like, I could bet on that, honestly. Um, like, skill, uh, like, the, the skill, uh, like, the skill required to start on the class, on certain classes, outweighs, um, uh, the, I mean, does not outweigh the the gain you get from it at lower tier uh, skill level. At higher skill level, Musa becomes uh, pretty hard. I get people are aware. Uh, the Musa speed isn't anything special anymore. I think the speed is a big deal as well. If you're new to the game or like you're just not that much into PvP, when you go and fight a Musa that just runs around and it's like super fast and especially if the the guy has a lot of frames well it's it's kind of hard to deal with even if you have a grab because if you if you're you don't have that fighting experience to go against that type of speed well you're most likely going to die unless you're like a natural and then you adapt instantly well that's something different but i think musa is a noob stomper and that's why a lot of people like don't like fighting the class and it's also very annoying at some point especially depending on the player if he um if he goes for that stub arrow playstyle um it's a it's a lot harder to deal with um the the worse you are at the game so the better you are um it can be dealt with uh it's just very hard and annoying and it's it gets very frustrating um it can be dealt with at lower skill level as well but it's a lot um harder um to go against it if you don't like have mastered your options follow-up question so, do you do you hmm. think the musa community has become the whiniest of all the communities. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I left uh, the the community Discord years ago <laughs> because I yikes! Did, I <laughs> I'm sorry, boys, but um, the, the the toxicity and the negativity that came out of that comes out of this is actually, I think, um, uh, hindering. People's yeah. actual progression. Uh, I, it it forces people. They out echo chamber a lot. They do tend to do that. 
Dude, well, all of them, man. It, all of the class discords. It can be a really great resource for new players with the pictures and the combos and stuff, but when you actually have to talk to the other people in it, it's just this echo chamber of my class is shit, don't bother re-rolling. It's just not helpful. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and especially during those days, um, like the first year I was playing, you know, like the, the Moose <laughs> State wasn't the best. <laughs> so let's put it like... Let's put it lightly. It wasn't the best at all. So um, the neg negativity going around it was pretty insane. I even got laughed at for playing this, from playing the game. Like no joke. I was getting like almost cyber bullied because I played this. <laughs> so, and I'm like, bro, I'm just playing a class that like barely anyone plays. There's like ten mooses on the game. Okay, <laughs> let me chill. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, the PV buffs, we got a bunch of Awakening PV buffs on all but four classes. So I kind of want to go around the room here for anyone that's tried them um, on their classes. I know uh, Kyrene Musa got a sick crit buff, dude. That changed <laughs> everything on their Awakening. Um, oh, oh my god. 10k more trash. Uh, 10k more trash easily. Um, so, Nayashi, have you noticed any difference? Did, have you grinded with Awakening just to kind of see what it'd be like? Yeah, I did test it out. I mean, it's better than what it was for Awakening, but um, it's definitely not better than Succession. Mm -hmm. um, Reznar? What's up? On, Sorry? on Zerker. Zerker uh, Awakening buffs. Have you tested the grind speed? Does it feel different? Uh, Yeah, it's quite a bit faster. It's Kuno was like, there, what? There, there is one question that someone had. They wanted to know how Musa PVE is these days, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I want to tie. We're into. basically that's, getting into. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I want to tie into here. So, so Kuno, the the Kuno Awakening bus. Um, I tested like I went and did two hours at Starzen. I did like thirty minutes at Sakrea because that one was like immediately noticed. It's just not better enough. And then like an hour at Histria. And the thing is that's if if you have so i'm like super high ap right so if you're at the point where you can kill a pack with just your setup and spin and like one other skill it feels really fast but when you're if you're 269 kudum and you're not killing that quickly then it still feels way worse than succession like significantly worse still like by i i would still i would say like before it was like a 35 or 40 percent difference in efficiency and now it's maybe closer to like 18 or 20 percent but it's still enough that like it feels like a lot more work for no reward kind of thing um but yeah so i overall it's weird like some classes i've heard really good things um striker striker awakening buffs actually were massive and another thing is like I, a lot of people don't notice because no one plays striker anymore the actual changes that came to Striker Awakening for PvE was way bigger than what was on Global Labs. On Global Labs, all they buffed was Echo Spirit, Leg Drop, and Endless Explosion. But they they went through and buffed like seven or eight skills when it actually came to live, which is kind of cool. Because um, at first it didn't look like it was going to be that good, but now it actually is, is much different. Um, a friend of mine went from he only grinds side for whatever reason, just the rotation he's comfortable with. He was getting forty two hundred trash per hour side rotation at Starza, and now he's at forty seven, which is pretty wow. good on Awakening. Um, and then Mamo, I was talking to Mamo, and I don't know what his trash was before. He said he doesn't grind that much, but he was able to get forty three hundred trash on Awakening at Starza. Um, 
on Tamer, so that's decent. Um, and yeah, Kyrim, how how is a uh, uh, Musa? Because Musa only got the one buff. With I, I don't know if that means there's more PVE awaken buffs coming, or if they feel Musa awakening PVE is already in a good place. But in your opinion, how is Musa awakening PVE? Well, if I compare, um, if we talk, uh, if we talk about Sekreia, uh, let's put it, um, uh, let's put it down. Sekreia as a grind spot. If I go into Awakening, it's like, like a hundred more APM than Succession, mm-hmm. and I even gain less trash than Succession, um, even with those buffs. Um, uh, backflow definitely felt lacking, um, but. If you play the Musa correctly in PvE, you always have that 50% crit rate buffs up. Um, like you always buff up like during the movement in between packs, and then you it's like you you debite the mouse and then go back into awaken. Um, so you always have that 50%. Um, so <laughs> putting a hundred percent on it is kind of it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I have crit rates, I have the 50%, and then, yeah, okay, it becomes maybe, what, like 70 80%? Uh, okay, yeah, I guess 20% more crit helps. I guess it, it makes it less um, uh, strict. Um, so, like, you don't... It's a skill you can use without having those crit buffs. Maybe that's their intent to uh, remove a bit of uh, of stress about keeping up those crit buffs all the time but the um yeah i don't i don't think that's what would solve the issue i think the um Musa's itself in pve awaken uh, has so much consistent damage but the consistent damage is so low that it's not it's something that's insanely good at lower hand grind spots and even at like Auckman, which is like lower high tier uh because we get modifiers uh modifiers is another big deal um about uh musa pve if you don't get modifiers it 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 hurts you a lot um and i think it's it's a bit hard to get modifiers at sekreia uh when you don't have like um you know like the the old mechanics uh of uh sork uh you know the blade would get aggro and and stuff like that. Like we don't have that type of thing, and they remove our stiffness from uh, Twister, so we lost that PVE stiff that could actually maybe help us reposition um, for the back attacks. Um, and I, this, I, I this change, I, I I won't get over it. I feel like it's it's such a wasted potential. Like the issue on Twister, why it wasn't used, isn't that it was stiff. It's because it costs stamina. It doesn't move you. <laughs> So it's it's different type of issues, but um, yeah, it's I don't think that's what would solve the uh, the thing. Musa itself does like he does great trash per hour. It's just nowhere near the best, but it's not bad. Like it's not like okay, I'll play Musa and then I'm I'm hurting my progression because I play Musa. No, like yes, you'd get way more on like specific classes and um. That's fine. Like uh, some class are better at certain spots than another, but uh, Musa itself is generally gen. Oh my god, I cannot speak. Generally well-rounded uh, in mm. PVE. It's just that sometimes it requires a bit more effort to get uh, the same trash loots um, than right. a few other classes. But what, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. What's uh? What are some simple 
buffs you think it needs for to make it better, like a place like Sacrea or when Odalita comes out? Because this place is going to be kind of Sacrea-esque, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think I feel like Crosscut on cooldown should do a bit more uh, for Sacrea. Um, because whenever we have Bell of the Belt, when we are, whenever we have Cross Crusher, uh, when we are, whenever we use um, Twister, um, this is a low cooldown. Uh, but like, uh, it doesn't matter which CC it has at Sucrea. Um Like the damage is good. There's Fiery Crevice that's also pretty good. Um, but besides that, like the filler damage is not there. Um, I, I don't really feel it. Um, like I know it's kind of brain dead, but that's the design they gave it to the class. So I kind of like just saying, "Oh, just buff all the skills damage." Just gonna just gonna make it so that if you don't kill them in uh, that specific rotation of skill, you're hurting your trash per hour. So let's say you go and battle the battle, cross crusher, foul play, crevice, dash slash, get all those skills out. And maybe even backflow. Um, if you, if you don't kill your pack with all those skills, well, if if you rely on crosscut, it'll feel like you uh, you're hurting your trash. So I don't think that's the type of uh, the type of change. I think like the the damage in itself, as consistent as it is, it needs to go up slightly higher okay. um, to make it um, a bit better. Sounds reasonable, but Succession's in a good spot. You think? It's better. It's better. It's a bit. Um. It's a bit harder in terms of uh, survivability. I feel like because there's not as many hits. Because if you compare with Awaken, right? Like there's a lot of spinning around and like uh, uh, there's a lot more hits for moves and multi uh multi multi part skills. So like uh, uh, you get cross cut and then you get the second part of it. Then you get into backflow or like you, you can do um, the cross crusher foul play. Uh, you have battle the belt that has two part of the skill, and then right. um, these type of thing um, help you with more hits so uh life region per hit is very good but as a succession um the skills animation takes slightly high uh slightly longer um but uh the damage is just better uh in general it's just that in terms of survivability it's a bit harder if you're not running a proper dp setup for the the Sucrea. but that's right. that's just gear at that point i feel so what's your go-to grind spot uh Istria. Because I want to get the compass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to guys. So, Go to guys. Yeah, you can do you can do the new uh, treasure chest uh, event or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been playing a lot lately. Um, like seeing all those changes, I know it's not coming through. Kind of discouraging. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why am I even grinding? Like, what are they even doing in the game? Like, uh, what's their goal? Um, what was their intent? Do they want to create a tank meta? Uh, do because that's what it felt like, you know? Like they they went and they they nerfed all assassins and range classes, and then they buffed front lines. Um, so it felt like they wanted to recreate or really um, uh, like um. They they want to bring back tanks in general. Like they wanna they wanna have uh, strikers, warriors in front of the the ball, right? And then uh, so they can actually uh, soak damage. I think that's the the goal behind it. But it's it kills the purpose of assassins then, because if if the assassins don't kill what they bring, <laughs> they just play right. the tanks that just do as much, you know. So 
So speaking, yeah. So the global lab changes. Move on officially to global labs. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's yeah. Like, uh, I, it's 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 super weird because, um, the I don't know the number. There's there's a lot of things that philosophically don't make any sense with the change. So. Um, first of all, they, they said that they buffed the damage ratio, but didn't give us any specific numbers or anything on all the characters. Yeah, kept those in the dark So, there's supposed to be some sort of damage increase, not sure how it's based, not sure if it's like a base PvP AP, not sure if it's just the base stats on a class, or, or like how exactly they did it. My guess is, if you remember, do you, this is going to be like, you have to actually remember this, but do you remember when there were like, um, these random PvP changes that happened to... I, I remember it happened to Ranger. It happened to a few ones where it literally had a patch note that said Ranger's base PvP AP increased by 16. Yes. Like those yeah. patches. So my guess is it's that, but they just didn't tell us how much. And and that part is really confusing because when you, you see all these nerfs, <laughs> yeah, all you see, you open up the patch notes knowing everyone's expecting, like, all right, they said they want to buff Awakening to bring it up to succession level. That's really cool. I think everyone is actually excited about that, right? And then you open the Global Labs notes, and you're like, wait, what the fuck is this? Everything is nerfed really, really hard, except for some things that are extremely baffling. So the biggest one that stands out to me is two, three weeks ago now, um, they nerfed Blooming Netherflower on succession lawn by about 20%. It was like 21 or 23 or something like that. And then in this global lab note, they're buffing Blooming Nether Flower by 21%, <laughs> which is like literally one of the biggest issues everyone had with Succession Lawn is that the spin was super protected, moves you, recovers stamina during it, and it did a shitload of damage. So it made sense that they nerfed the damage a little bit. And it's like, so philosophically, it's like the global lab doesn't even agree with the live patch that they just put out only two weeks ago. It, it makes no sense. So I, I'm left kind of confused. People keep asking me, I think the question I get asked most because I play Kuno is like, so what do you think of the Kuno nerfs? Sound like pretty bad. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what to make of them because 13 of the classes got nerfed like exactly as hard as Kuno. So I have, I have no idea. Like, I, I don't really know exactly what's going on. And the translation is poor. And even the, like, the actual, like, Korean, like, right, it was just such a minimal amount of information that I, I don't really understand what's what's going on. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to answer. I don't know. It's one of those things. They said it's going to be on Global Labs for a while, and they want a lot of feedback, and they're going to make changes to what's there. And... They're also not happy with it. So I, I'm not too sure. I was talking to... I, I'm going to fuck up this analogy, but I, I was talking to Dildo Dragon the other day, and he said... He made a really cool analogy that he said, like, him, Jackie Felix, Cobain, and a few others were talking about. That was good. He said what he what they think happened is that they developed a program <clears throat> where they wanted to come up with a base damage number and put like all the classes at that and it just auto filled the numbers across the board oh god and his analogy he said because some of the percentages don't make sense right like some of them were like blah 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 increased by one percent which is like yeah. well what okay um and his analogy was like it was kind of like when you have an essay due in school and it's like 2,000 words, but you don't want to actually do the essay or do any research. So you're just filling in a bunch of bullshit to try to make it look like you finished the essay. And that's what that global lab patch is. 
Uh, and I was like, yeah, no, it does kind of feel like that a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of you guys has a, a, a better idea. What, what do you guys think is happening with the Global Labs? I know, Nayashi, you actually spent time on there. Well, how do the changes feel, and what do you think they're, like, trying to do? Ugh. Um, some of the, like you said, the numbers don't make sense. Uh, some numbers actually feel pretty close, but others don't. Um, for example, the, the massive 48% nerf on Blooming actually feels closer to 30%. When I'm actually hitting certain targets, some targets it feels okay. So it kind of seems like there might be some sort of like class versus class adjustments, specifically. But um, it's hard to say. Yeah, um, I cannot go on global myself. I kind of, I kind of hate it. Uh, I I've been trying to um, put the game on the. Yeah, and then it just the patch just doesn't go through. So, like, I keep getting like errors and shit. So, I, I, mean, I have a weird thing too with my global lab. Like, I, I actually did download it and tried to get it set up, and for whatever reason, every single time I log in, I have to bind all of my hotkeys, like the most basic ones. Like WASD doesn't move me. I have to go manually re-add those hotkeys every single what? time I logged in. So I was like, dude, I'm not going on Global Apps anymore. I hate this shit. And it takes me like 30 minutes just to be able to move. And then I'm trying to remember like, wait, what What does this hotkey even do again? Like, I don't even remember. What do they call the, it? Because it, it's like, I don't know. So yeah, I, I stopped going as well. Well, so... I mean, to give a little bit better, you know, input, like besides the numbers thing, to me, it seems like they're nerfing a lot of like, for example, in Mayo's case, a lot of the anti-evasion. So it kind of seems like they want us to maybe build into accuracy because the normal combo abilities seem to do okay. Um, and most, in some cases, abilities like Red Moon, for example, actually hit really fucking hard. Like we need to Red Moon even more than we already do. But, um, um yeah it's just like uh it kind of seems like they don't want us to rely on like for example blooming or sticky snowflake for anti-evasion it kind of seems like they want us to build more accuracy at least from these initial adjustments you know and then make our normal combos that we use um, with these changes to just be all around just stronger in general against all DP types. Um, if you're like low DP, the, the damage feels amazing. Higher DP, it still feels really good even for both kits. Um, but if you start adding in like evasion and whatnot, then it's going to feel a little different. Yeah. So know. it's just a, it's it's like a maybe that's what they're thinking kind of thing. I noticed the, the community's like reaction about 85% are super angry. And then there's a small section of Valkyries and Zerkers that are like, I wouldn't mind these patch coming through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always one. Dude. I, I don't know. Like my, my initial theory and like, I, I'm, I'm having doubts about it. I still think it's partially true is that, they're they're in a weird place with damage numbers that they didn't account for when they initially designed some of the classes and the percent damage numbers, where they literally just need to massively buff the base damage percents of stuff. Like, or not percents, not the percent that you see on skill, but just the base inherent damage. So that way the percents can be lowered and increased 
to actually matter. So like on an example of something simple like tendon, or not tendon cutter, uh, like ankle cutter, right? Like let's just pretend for instance, ankle cutter does 100% damage times one, right? And then in PVP, it's reduced by 30%. Devs are like, all right, want to buff this skill um, in PVP, but we don't want to affect PVE because we think the skill works as it is in PVE. But because the skill is reduced by 30% in PVP, it only has 30% headroom to go up unless they want to buff it in PVE as well. Because they don't have, I mean, we don't have any tooltips and I, I don't know how their programming or whatever works, but we don't have any tooltips that are like damage increased in PVP. Like that's not a thing, right? So it seemed to me like the idea, as stupid as it sounds, is that they literally needed to increase the base damage percent so that way they that headroom is like there. It actually exists, so they don't have to go above like the percentages without changing PVE. That was kind of my initial theory. It's just the problem is skills like Blooming or um, some of the Succession skills that got buffed on classes that already do a ton of damage with Succession make like little to no sense to me yeah. so there's a lack of info like that's clear like yeah they, like it's it's not it's not uh like we cannot do proper statements or analysis from like what we what we see on the patch notes it's it's pretty known that they don't deliver like clear patch notes yeah. <laughs> they even do changes that don't even appear on it so the global lab is such a weird place too because one it, it feels buggy it's super desynky like it it feels inconsistent it seems inconsistent also you everyone's crystal setup is different and then a lot of people i see test i i don't know what it is maybe just because the gear there is free but someone i know will be like 281 ap with kudum on live server right they go on a global labs like all right i'm testing this out my character has 330 ap i'm like wait what but that's not what you run with why are you testing with 330 like it doesn't even make any sense and then they're like hitting someone that has like 3000 hp and like no it like hey it's just so random i'm like okay i get that you have unlimited gear but why are you testing at 330 ap what is that how, how do you compare that to your own character it's like such a weird thing to me yeah, I mean it. It's most likely probably um, trying to get a taste <laughs> rather than actually test. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the way I see it. The, the damage on global labs in general is, to in my opinion, there's some evidence to support it, but in my opinion, a lot of it seems to be just like ping related because we have such bad ping to that particular server. Because I think it's more closely based to EU. Um, not all the hits tend to connect properly, so you don't get a really true idea of the damage. Um, in some cases, it probably seems fine, but in others, it, it seems like there might be some hit issues. Um, Very hard. I've tested this before versus uh, um, a DK from EU, and I couldn't do dick for damage against him, but he had fairly weak dp and there was no reason to explain other than i wasn't actually getting hits to connect so um yeah i mean that's just you know just suspicions nothing really too damning to support it i mean there's there's a lot that's been told about this already uh i'm i think it's pretty hard to to give a statement right now especially with what they said i mean it's not like we should take their words um yeah 100 but right. um 
it, it's they're, gonna they're saying there's it's gonna stay there for a while i don't know what a while means but <laughs> it's gonna apparently it's gonna stay for quite some time so um probably yeah. means more than like the, the general like one or two weeks <laughs> that they do before uh releasing changes but uh yeah uh, i don't like I, I don't agree with the vision they went right now. Uh, see if if the all the damage is all over, um, I'm like of course I'm biased on that. Like I'm I play a skirmisher slash assassin type of character. So if I cannot kill my opponent, what do I do? You know, <laughs> um, so that's that's my you, you just chase and sub arrow, man. That's that's it. That's all they want from us. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> We're not killing our <laughs> opponent. We're just comboing and getting a win, subbing again. It's super Hell fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's I, I don't know. We have to wait and see. It's gonna be on Global Labs for a while. No one's happy about it. The Koreans also <laughs> yeah. seem to be universally agreed that it's not good. The direction's not good. So, um, unfortunately, we have to wait until next week to see what they do differently or what direction they go from this point. Because yeah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Also, stop asking me if. Uh, how I feel about the Kuno nerfs when it's like the whole game got nerfed. It wasn't just me. Even like some classes that definitely did not need damage nerfs got some damage nerfs. So like, but Frosty, how do you feel about them the nerfs, dude? <laughs> I don't feel any way. I'm just uh, as confused as everyone else with the whole change because I don't know what it means. I mean, if we're all nerfed, is anybody really nerfed? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well, the thing is that not everyone's been nerfed. Um, like, like warrior said, hits hard as fuck for some reason. The, DK the, hits really hard. The front line, uh, especially, uh, got pretty good buffs. Um, and I think, like, the thing, uh, the idea behind that change, I think, like I said, is to just bring back the front line. Um, which, like, in a sense, could be very interesting. But the way they do it, just, um, just contradicts uh the playstyle of other classes so like it it could be like talking um uh up my ass i'm sorry for the word but <laughs> you could cuss you're good <laughs> so like uh, i feel like oh, my God. oh yeah now we have to go r-rated <laughs> i feel like going and just nerfing or buffing percentage numbers is wrong. It's there's an issue in the actual game mechanic. If you want to bring frontline without making assassins to totally useless, you need to give active damage reduction somehow. Like he, you need to give these classes some way to mitigate damage um, actively, not just something that happens like because you happen to. To be that class or you happen to have like 10 more dp or you reach that dp bracket it's not interesting it's super annoying and it kills like the purpose of any type of, of uh, assassins um so maybe an idea like um i didn't think that much about it but uh, maybe doing uh on certain skills not everything because um namely gauntlets classes um could uh potentially be immortal but um increasing the damage reduction or because i'm pretty sure a lot of classes have zero dr on their essay um just to make the game feel like tankier without pe uh penalizing um 
counterplay um, and landing CC. So that combos are actually strong and something to look out for. But um, just pure trade damage won't get you uh, all the kills in the world. Um, so that if you if you use like certain skills and you get a certain amount of DR, then the DR amount could be changed. But let's say maybe 50, 50 or like 70 DR. That's quite a bit. And it's something that you do by yourself. You as a player pressed um, that key combination for that uh, specific purpose. And it would also add uh, um, more mind games for grabs. It's like, oh, he's using that skill. I should not go for damage. I should go for a CC or I should stop, you know? Um, that type of idea. It could be totally refined. I don't claim that it's the best uh, idea. But... Outside of outside of our grab debate, dude, you and I are are we are on the same page. I've been saying this forever. Like these frontline classes, I think it wouldn't even be that difficult to implement. And just have like um and I don't know, you'd have to pick and choose which and there'd have to be balancing and I'm just throwing arbitrary number. But yeah, my I've said this before to to Rezar, where like if they just had a passive where if you are not CC'd on like a striker or mystic, for example, just for like large scale, I mean, it, I think it would work honestly in 1v1s as well uh, to an extent. But if you're not CC'd, you have 50 additional DR. The second you get CC'd, you lose that DR. And then I think for like large scale too, it would add, like you were saying with the CCs, just way more strategy instead of like dive in and do the hardest hitting protected ability you can do your mind would change like all right we got to cc this front line so let's get some range ccs and then we'll get a couple people to go in the front and tank and it, it actually might change like the strategy of engages a little bit and what people are trying to do other than using a pa that does all the job of a front line <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i i think yeah. that'd be awesome man like especially just for frontline because you don't have to put it on assassins and assassins could still do their job because like Kuno, Ninja, I mean, Musa, I guess, to an extent, you're a little bit relying on Super Armor Trades, but it's, it's, there's, you can land a CC and still be as effective. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be actually a really awesome idea. I, I would love if they did that. And even, like, because um, even passive, I feel like, um, could be expanded on actual active gameplay. I think that's where I was uh, getting a bit more at. It's not base stats it's like um you know like the, the tanks like the let's say in other mmos they all they all have like these type of uh, small cooldowns to get some damage uh reduction mm -hmm. uh, i totally understand that it's not something that would work in bdo but in comparison you could simply have those buffs tied to specific skills but like i'm not saying a few but like quite a bit um like a good amount um of skills that when you uh maybe if you do two skill combination you get that buff or like just pure super armor because super armor doesn't feel super at all like it's, it's you just don't get cc'd <laughs> and like you you get blown up in it like super armor like a lot of the time um in games give also uh some kind of damage reduction so that you could actually take the hit and then land your actual abilities um and I don't think all classes should um, get um, that kind of mechanics, but more like the front lines. Even as as much as I don't really like um, fighting these classes, the front lines, because like you never get to um, 
uh, if they have too much DP, uh, because their innate DP is so predominant, you don't get to uh, get value of uh, countering your opponent. He's like, oh, okay, you landed that CC, but oh wait, he's gonna survive, and then uh, etc. You know, you don't get all, you don't always get value that you deserve. But at the same time, as a frontline, they don't feel as tanky as they should. So that's why. Like I think that idea could be great. It's like you just if you if you rotate your skills properly and then you use it at a good time, you could actually uh, maybe gain more DR because um, let's say you don't use a super armor, a front line that just like let's say I don't know warrior that just dashes just a bit. It's like oh that moment he lost like that 100 DR he got, so like he just get blown up instantly. So yeah, like a like a passive if you're not CC'd and then. Um, make it reward more if it's active, like some active gameplay, some brain thinking. I don't know, like uh, uh, not just some brain dead tank playstyle, you know, like mm. make it interesting for these players as well. I agree. 100 DP on grabs. I agree. 100%. <laughs> Right, Wait, two, what did two, I just walk two, into? Two things. One <laughs> side note, I keep checking the, the Discord to see if someone said anything if they had to leave or take a break or whatever. And the last message is Rezar saying, just lost a fucking Gen Viper because of lag. And it, it just, <laughs> even though I feel bad, it keeps making me laugh every time. Oh, I I'm like, oh no. But we, we just had Anfield on the podcast like uh, three weeks ago. And one of his main things with Awakening is he, he felt like Awakening just needs a little bit more damage right like it would it would help so much if it just had mm -hmm. a little bit more damage consistent damage like some of these hard-hitting skills aren't powerful enough so it's funny to me looking at the global labs where it's like ranger the following skills pvp damage has been reduced <laughs> by approximately 33 percent uh all of them all of them like well shit all right there goes his, Anfield, uh... dude god damn yeah there goes his fucking uh Hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. That's a big feels bad. Ranger has been turned into a shy. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about the, the changes to Valkyrie and um, Sork? I'm trying to think if any others came that are not related to the damage stuff. The, the changes that are actually coming next week. So Sork, Crow Flare now no longer recovers stamina when they use Crow Flare in succession. Thoughts on that? Good change, bad change. What do you think? Honestly, I don't play Sork. I don't want to speak. It'll, for them. I guess, uh, help a little bit, but but it, I, I think it's they're going more into uh, the limitations. Uh, they want to limit classes, just like uh, us for Mooses or Mewas. Um, like like we talked earlier, they they like. I think they want to expand on that limitation, um, which like. Could be fine if every class had some kind of limitations. The issue is when a few has and then the other the others don't. But um, if it's something that's made over time and then uh, properly balanced, I sure took their sweet fucking but, time with sword. Yeah, but like if it's something that can actually like put skill and timings and um, some kind of limitations that doesn't make the class unplayable well i think that could be okay if like the other class do that at the same time the, the downside of it is that it slows down the fights and i think fast-paced fighting is something that um uh, is almost required for us because we're be we've been used to that kind of to that type of thing so being forced down to slow down is will and uh, be uh, will be and like annoying and very frustrating. So, 
Um, if that's the route they want to take, I'm, I mean, I'm willing to give it a try, but um, I think some weaker options should be given instead of limiting everything to zero, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit odd to me. Like, yeah. I, I do think Sork Succession is is strong, but I don't know if that's the change I'd make. Like, it's it's odd to me because Awakening Sork, I mean, granted, Awakening Sork's damage is not Succession Sork, right? So there's that issue, but I feel like Awakening Sork, it's much easier for an Awakened Sork to recover stamina than Succession, and that wasn't touched, but Crowflare, it, it just seems a little bit odd to me. I don't know. Um, and then, so Valkyrie got a couple changes. Hold on, let me find Valkyrie on this list. Let me see. The translation is going to be poor. I, someone sent me a, a image. If there's any Valkyrie in the chat that has the image of the, the broken down image, that would be nice. Wait, I had, I, Choice had a, um, a actual full English. Do you, do you have that? Let me see one second. Let me get dumpstered by this mystic real quick and then we'll yeah i was looking at it yesterday but i'm not going to remember everything off the top of my head i only remember the chase change and the um vacuum dp change did i see right did i see you say correctly i think it was yesterday you were talking about it something about they get funnel guard and super armor yeah, so uh, Valkyrie's chase ability that they use, it has three, well, I guess technically four separate cooldowns. Oh, here we go. I think I got it. Here, maybe? I, I got it. Uh, oh, no, that, that's not it. it. Okay. This is it. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. If you, Yeah, this is it. Fully translated. It's okay, in a Reddit. It's a, in a. I see, post. I see. That, that was it, Calcifer. Cal <laughs> thank you. I didn't realize it was it. Um,. Oh, okay, here we go. Let me find the Valkyrie on this list. All the way at the bottom where it belongs. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I concur. Um, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to skip over the PvP changes. Or the, the damage increase changes. Wait, is it on this list? I don't see it. Um, this is damage, damage, damage. No, that's just the damage changes. Was it listed in a separate section for Valkyrie? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, ultimate Blitzstab has been changed to use after Blitzstab. RMB after using Blitzstab to activate Ultimate Blitzstab. Just a key input thing. Improved use Blitzstab when WRMB with Longsword. All right, so the movement distance of Shield one two, uh, Shield Chase 1, 2, 3, and Prime has been increased based on the distance of Shield Chase 3. So the distance can be a little bit further, which is kind of nice. And then the defense of Shield Chase has been unified with the forward guard. So just like their guard stance. Um, so the way it worked, at least in succession, the first one was super armor, and then it was frontal guard, frontal guard, frontal guard. I believe in Awakening they were all frontal guards, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But now they are forward guard and, just like their guard stance, have super armor. So if they get hit in the back during those movements, which is actually, I think, kind of a cool change, personally. Because one of the things like Valkyrie struggles with is uh, protected movement right during engages. Um, Rezler, you sounded not super happy about this change <laughs> or surprised. 
Uh, what, the whole two protections thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, what the fuck? Well, what like, the fuck was? pretty fucking strong, don't you think? It was very strong. Like, very strong. they're the only melee class that gets that? Hello? Wait, what? Well, forward guard and super armor at the same time. I think is what he's saying. Is there? I don't think there is another yeah. ability that has forward guard with super armor. Is there? I don't think there is. That's my that, point. That moves you? Fuck? Yeah, it's... I think there's been a couple skills, like, maybe like two years ago before the CC changes, but nowadays I don't recall um, having that kind of protection. Um, it's definitely very strong. It's going to make Valk's movement. Uh, is it even on cooldown? Or uh, so the they can they can weird. only use shield chase when it is off cooldown, period. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean that's that's fair. If it does not um, like they they need to be able to move. Like I think the sad part about Valk is that they they just don't move. If they move just an inch, they're like pressured. Uh, I think that's kind of that limitation they they put on the class is a bit too harsh. Um. Like I get, I get it. Like she's tankier, she does more damage. Like it's a lot more damage than most classes. Um, but um, that movement is a bit harsh. Like there needs to be some kind of openings because then what do you do? Right. And uh, um, but that's I think it's more towards large scale than one of the ones uh, that 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 this change is uh, has been made into like to just to help her uh, go in and like move around, put pressure without like dying doing so. So you know, like uh, instead of being like a Musa, it's like if you run into the front as a Musa, you're just gonna die in your chase. Like let's be honest. But like a Valk as a front line, you kind of need to be able to jump in there and get some kind of protection some and not just get blown up instantly where like like where we like what we were talking about earlier about some kind of like dr buff some uh somewhere um but i think this is some kind of way but then depending on how strong the block is if you just blew it up in all that dash then it's kind of pointless but um yeah yeah i gu i guess it's to prevent that if your block breaks you don't get CC'd, and that's why there's essay on it, so that you can keep going as a front line and try to regen it. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. I'm not a Valk player, so... But here's here's where I'm confused. Everything you said is exactly true for every melee class in large scale. Yes. <laughs> it's only Valk getting two fucking protections on their movement. I, I, oh. I'm very confused. Yeah. Well, these... Like these balance changes have always been um, step by step. Uh, if it's something that's gonna work, uh, they're gonna they're most likely going to bring it up for other classes. They're trying to see with Valk because they're the prime target for having low mobility and then being at a front line. Um, so uh, they probably want to test her. Uh, they want to test that on her and see how it goes. It's always been what it is. We're basically beta testers every year um, with with changes. It's always step by step, and then they, they react according to it. Um, like, we can see we can see that from the fact that they remove what they did um, after a while to see how it goes. They put things, they try to guess how it goes. Um, they think, in theory, it's going to work, and um, they have a plan in mind we are not aware of. Um, 
And well, I think this, um, like if this works, they might have it on like certain skills on the warrior, maybe, or like I, I really feel like they want to bring frontline. I think that's the main thing of these patches. Yeah. Um. Okay, so just going through these, they lowered the cooldown on Lancia. I I don't know how to pronounce Valk skill names, and I, I refuse to try, but. You know your skill with 27 second cooldown. Now it's only 21 seconds. Um, your vacuum has an all DP reduction, minus 15, which is kind of interesting for large scale and stuff since it can hit so many targets. Um, and then uh, death. Like, weren't already blowing up people enough. Uh -huh. And then uh, Deathline Chase now will keep you in uh, Awakening when you use it backwards. Um, and then they change the attack range of some stuff to it says to match the effect the animation effect so we'll see um, promptness hit count reduction in pvp has been removed um, as the number of hits has increased the damage has been reduced so they added more hits less damage to kind of even that out i guess that's for accuracy and then when using it not in cooldown 100 percent crit effect has been added so some interesting buffs, and then uh, also your your Zerker got buffed. Rez, remember we were uh, messing around with Lava Piercer into Raging Thunder. It says, "quote When using Lava Piercer in succession, has been improved to make it easier to connect with Prime Raging Thunder. Maybe that uh, dumb connection will actually work." Yeah, because that was like weird how that wouldn't work before. When yeah. it's like it like eh. straight up said like, "Hey, this should work," and then it didn't. Like that's what was so weird about it. Yeah. More importantly, uh, Giant Awakening, fat-ass buff coming. When hitting Buster Training's left or right attack, the phenomenon that the character was slowing down momentarily has been alleviated. Congrats, dude. Now you're going to be a super problem. fast class. <laughs> Do that to every other skill where we slow down whenever we're fucking hitting or being hit. Like Lava Piercer, like Predatory Haunt, like fucking everything. Please, thank you. Oh, yeah, getting hit on essay and being slowed down I think is the worst thing. Yeah, it's like I think people. I think I've heard it called hit stutter, which I think is a good yeah. name for it. I, I it I do not understand hit stutter in this fucking game. It should not be in this game. It just shouldn't. Yeah, it's it happens too much it. with all the AOEs. Yeah, it, it should not be a thing in this game. Honestly, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, uh, I'll put that example as a as a blade class. You get hit. You go in there like uh, you try to get uh, a flank on a few people. Um, then the witch or the wizard actually landed like I don't know cataclysm or like a voltaic on you, but you're actually dashing like you're you're in essay, but you're gonna use chase. Yeah. But then you're stuck in the wall voltaic, even though like you chased away, so you have to do like two or three chase to get out of voltaic instead of yep. the one and burn all that stamina. Exactly. That it's so frustrating. I don't. I don't like. <laughs> Not only that, uh, the the starting frames of uh, the iframe chase, the off cooldown chase, yeah, <laughs> are actually not protected. It seems, or it's just servers being garbage, so you just yeah. get caught sometimes if it's a CC. <clears throat> that one seems, which happens to, with a lot of skills. But that, yeah, that one seems to succumb heavily to desync, like bad. Yeah. The the iframe version, it, it is interesting too because it's like. Whenever I fight Mooses and Mewas, like I never hear them say, "Oh, that this chase was super armor." It's always like, "Dude, that one was supposed to be the iframe." Yeah, it's always, yeah. always the exact same chase, uh, even mid chase, like even mid, like if you hold R and B and then like it's the iframe one, you can get CC'd in it. It's, it's I don't know why, but the yeah. iframe one is so inconsistent. It can't but, handle uh, that transition somehow. 
Night Crow and Storming Crow doesn't have that issue. It's very consistent. Um, Alright, moving on to happier things. Besides <laughs> all those sick, sick buffs Zerka got. Rizzler must be hyped as fuck. Um, for the record, only yeah. buff, the only buff I would actually be super hyped for is we fixed the uh, we fixed the issue where the iframe on Giant Leap was not applied correctly. That's the only buff I would actually be hyped as fuck for. If our iframe would actually fucking work for once in its life. All right, that's an Zerker. I have my my little I have a little timer here and. Zerker, you get about one and a half minutes of Zerker time on every podcast, and your time is now up, Rosalind. <laughs> 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 um, okay. You get minutes of Maywa time? Is that how this is done? He gets way too many minutes of Maywa time, so that, <laughs> yeah, that's why um, we, we just edit him out in post, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what you guys actually hear in the actual video is not, the, not how much I actually do it. Uh, <laughs> um... Okay, May 30th, they're having the Heidel Ball, kind of like last year. They're going to announce a bunch of new stuff coming that we will get in 2021 in North America and Korea will get this year. And then um, they tease the new dude, class. When are we getting rock climbing? When are we going to what? When are we getting rock climbing, dude? I've been waiting for years for rock climbing. One day, dude. One day. <laughs> um, we'll never let this company live that shit down. Never. Um, so. Yeah, new. They teased a new class with this new image. Has a scimitar. Has some uh, Eastern garb with a like a amulet for an offhand. I'm pretty sure that's an amulet on the dude's back. Uh, male sork ish class with a sword coming. Anyone excited? Hell yeah! That's not interesting. Uh, I mean, like we already have a lot of classes, but I th I feel like. <laughs> It's kind of a um, money scheme. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's make everyone oh, yeah. scared of staying on Our the same Our coffers class. are getting oh! low, guys. <laughs> oh, look. Look at that beautiful new class. And you see that new portrait. You know, honestly, like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I think I know what it is. In order to balance, they need to hire all their actual developers that are going to do it. And they just run out of money midway through. That's why they stop halfway through most of the balancing changes that they promise. So in order to actually move forward, they need to introduce a new class for all that extra, you know, cash. Hmm. I mean, everything revolves around money, right? It's a business at the end. So my day, my daydreaming self is imagining a like a like an Airbender type class that manipulates air and like for the skill oh, effects. God. For the skill effects, it's like it's like wind, but also with like sand in it. That would be dope, dude. Isn't like Mystic and Striker kind of like the closest thing we have to that? No, what? I think, Neither I think of those Tamer are magic. Is. I think Tamer is. Well, Tamer I mean, like, I mean, like manipulating air. Sorry, Airbender uh, was the wrong word. Like manipulating like air and wind and like sand in it. I meant like in the sense that when they do certain like martial arts type movements, they, some like water dragon comes out or fire clones. It's like some uh, some spell casting from movement. What you're saying? I would much rather like a uh, like a, a magic sword, which like uh, a lot of attacks that are very like um, Usa projection esque looking thing. Oh, so like a, a battle mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that'd yeah. be pretty sick. <laughs> I hate. Projection. I wish there was one in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Projection's like the lamest Musa skill of all time. I don't know why. 
it's only lame because they made it lame. The concept of it is so cool, but then they like, I don't know, just like everything else PA does, they come up with a cool idea and then they just fuck it up. They're um, scared. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just, my only hope is that it's not a ranged class. Please. We have enough of those. We have enough range, <laughs> dude. Please, please. He's no like range. a he's like a sword throwing. He throws the scimitars at you. <laughs> it's gonna be guarded. Like it's like only it's a melee class that has like archer range. Let's go. <laughs> what, if it was, what if it was another kind of like mid range class? Think like uh, like DK Awakening. Like not like up in your face, but not really like far away either. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. Someone brought up the idea of what if it was like. Um, because it has kind of this like Eastern vibe to it, right? With like a like a Prince of Persia kind of thing. If it was not not a pet class, but like a necromancer, where the skill animations are like undead and things coming up from the ground and bones and stuff, I think that would be sick. Not yeah, a pet I, class. Yeah, we don't yeah. need a pet class. The frame or just rate, like large scale, a whole bunch of it, like but... curses and whatnot. Curse play would be fun. Yeah, like all Temper, bunch of curses. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the curses and then the pets should not be permanent. It should be time right. based, just animation but, kind of thing. Yes, so it it would be like kind of a skill like type of thing instead of just a permanent pet that's just being an annoyance, you know, like just something that could be dealt with that could has maybe an it box or um could be cc'd. Um, it could be maybe annoying in large scale, but uh, depending on what kind of effect, or most <laughs> most likely, if you put a curse on that skill, maybe it could explode. Maybe it could do something. Isn't Guardian a ranged curse class? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, I know, right? Technically, with that slow debuff. Dude, it could also. Yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine like with the curses, because there's not a whole lot of like AP debuffs. Like it would be well, kind of no, interesting, not but imagine like, like an AOE curse that, like, for for fifteen seconds, a, a ball of ten people have seventy five less AP. I think something like that could be kind of interesting. You know what I would be more interested to see, mm-hmm. honest to God, and I I still wish to this day. I think I've said this before. I wish that this was a shy ability, some sort of dispel ability, where you can get rid of like enemy buffs. Yeah, uh, it, it should be limited to class specific buffs because if you remove food buffs twenty four seven, that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like like, uh, like PA. All right, shies, get in there and remove food and villas. <laughs> That'd be yeah. costly, bro. Like, oh, oh, it cost me a bill this morning. Let's go. Like, remove, <laughs> remove all their. Day- <laughs> No, yeah. like food, food. Oh, removing uh, someone's loot scroll. Oh my god! Like anything that's probably, I think I would argue anything that's not kind of like, like magic in nature would probably be fine. Like food, villa, house, like those things are probably fine because you would think that those are some sort of like physical enhancement. But like, it would be interesting, like class buffs, Z buffs, maybe even like elixirs. Maybe. Adam? No. Adam. Dude, what about Kyrie? You mentioned you Starcraft. Did you ever play Starcraft too? Or do you know StarCraft 2? Uh, just a bit. I played with a, with a friend. Um, we duoed for a bit. But uh, I didn't really get into it as much. Uh, my friend was master. We went, like, we just duoed fun. And um, I, didn't, I didn't, like, really, like, uh, right. getting into it. I went into Age of Empires more. So. There's a, uh, there's a, 
a unit for Protoss called the Oracle that has a. I'm forgetting the name of the skill. Oh, God, the Oracle is so cancer. I know it is, but there's a skill it has that that like reveals vision. It you know it'd be kind of interesting is putting like if you throw like an AOE like five to ten people and it reveals that person on the map to the player that cast the curse for like two minutes. So you could kind of like track the ball in like Node War or one v one. Oh, or that that'd be insanely good for like uh, if you're a scout or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it gives good information. Yeah, dude. But, I'll just, uh, I, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's more than like a class thing that's an issue in Node War. Um, you don't get recognition for doing anything else than kills. So, like <laughs> yeah. being a good dealer, a good healer, uh, a good like even structures. Who gives a shit? Who fucking like destroys like the barricades? Like, like no one noticed that. It's like, oh, this guy top frag, and that, it's all that matters. Even though like he probably just killed random people on the side that like didn't do anything. You know, like uh, yeah. that don't matter. Yeah. Like. So just bringing more, um, even damage, um, even damage as a wall, even if you don't get the kill, there's a lot of instances where, well, you just got kill sealed and <laughs> it just happens to be it. And then some people get inflated stats, some people get under. Um, I, I, I wish so uh, much they, they added more stats to help alleviate that because it would also yep. be such a headache relief for like GMs and shot callers that. Like, people don't listen to calls because the only thing they care about is KD. Like, if they added kill assists, where if you did at least 50% of someone's health, you get a kill assist. If they added number of opponents CC that directly resulted in a death, that would be a really cool stat. Even just total yep. number of damage dealt would be a really cool stat. Um, for class that play like Wiz, which like total number of like uh, allies healed would be a cool thing. Or something like that, or HP recovered over the course of a war, like stuff like that would, it would just make people's objectives change just enough to where, like maybe they'd actually follow shot calls. <laughs> yeah, uh, because oh, this guy like um, he told me to dive in there, and then I didn't get any kills, and then like everyone just like worshipped the top five, so you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's not interesting for those people that are basically meatballs <laughs> like you, they just soak up damage for that top five to go and kill people you know so yeah. um i think that's something that's not no one wants to be fodder so um the other and the animate last like animation theme thing that i think when i when i'm thinking like necro like almost closer to like a non-pet build version of like the Diablo 3 Witch Doctor, I think would be such a cool theme. I don't know, Locus and Raisin. It, it could be interesting. It, it could be interesting. Um, but that type of class can do so much weird things that, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 um, it has a lot of options, that's for sure. Um, it's just that it can become very OP easily. Um, so whatever it is, I, I hope it has a ranged grab on a low cooldown, you know? <laughs> that's that's completely protected. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's protected lawn grab on a three-second cooldown. That'd be pretty nice. Maybe it could be the first class with a ranged grab that's an iframe during the grab for the entire animation Ooh. from start to finish. Hey, Ninja it's used like to be old school Ninja. Hey, Ninja's still... Dude, Flash Bondage still is an iframe when you succeed. That shit's busted. People don't, and don't also, even realize also, that, if, but... Also, if you miss the grapple, it should also be an AoE bound for the fail animation. You know, just to be yeah. safe. If the grapple fails, they're still stunned through super armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I'm into it, dude. <laughs> and of course, 100 DP. Is there anything else you guys are expecting from these uh, announcements? Anything you think they might announce that could be interesting? I know, like last year, we got shy the underwater stuff, or not underwater, but the the new boat stuff they announced. Well, Dragon for NA, or not Dragon, but the, the Odalita. You think they'll announce Odalita again? That would be so weird. Well, just announcing that for this this uh, quarter, this uh, third quarter that they plan on doing it for NA. Yeah, I hundred percent think that's one of the things that's going to happen. That's going to be pretty funny. They're going to be like, and I know you guys are really excited for this. Odalita, it's like, oh, cool. We've only yeah. been waiting six months now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'd want a global build, right, boys? Mm-hmm. All right, it hasn't Shit. been six months. Odalita came out in like early March, right? Or it really? late February. Well, yeah, yeah, I think, right? Let me see. I, I think Odalita's release date in KR was like, it was just earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, it came out this year. It came out this year. I don't know. My sense of time's fucked up since COVID. So. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> also, yep. I don't think KR even has the uh, the tree thing yet, do they? Which tree thing? Tree thing. The, the PvP make your way through oh, the tree here. No, I don't think so. No. Which is the only thing I give a shit about in that region. And they don't even have it yet. So, what the fuck? I'm still waiting for that naval combat update. <laughs> Hey, that that's on Global Labs still. That actually is a thing, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, that that one's kind of interesting. Oh, real quick before we move on, the um, nope, I forgot what it was. There was something we got. Oh, we're getting um, Morgrim's journal next week. For those yeah, who don't oh, know. Really? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'll be the one AP, one DP. I think. Yeah, it's like tw- I think in total, it's like twenty HP, maybe 40, 40 HP. 20 or 40 HP, 20 or 40 stamina, and then 1 AP, 1 DP. And requires oh, you to enhance God. a bunch of boss gear. You Fuck to... the AP, DP, that's stamina. Man. <laughs> you gotta have a, <laughs> a... You have to make a plus 15 boss weapon, turn it in. A, a pry boss weapon, turn it in. A duo boss weapon, turn it in. And then a pry boss armor and a duo boss armor. And then some, some yeah, green Yeah, you shit. lose all that. Yeah, you lose it all. They take it from you. It's fucked. So... I mean, I think the market's already kind of like shot. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. soon as it came out that we were getting that next week, it was like instantly sold out on shit. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Plus, shy I music mean, making. It's so um, it's so much stats though. Like I like it's fair that we. Yeah, I agree. And money. <laughs> it, it probably doesn't feel like it if you're like 250 AP, right? Because upgrades are still yeah, so cheap. Yeah, it feels like overpriced. Yeah. But, but later on, man, like that 1 AP, 1 DP is billions and billions of silver worth. So, yeah. I'm excited. It won't do anything for me right off the bat, but eventually, one day, it'll get me to a new bracket. Did we ever get that fucking, uh, that like sea weasel thing? No. Do you, you mean the um, the Papu fights, the pa- yeah. the Papu versus the Sea Weasels? No. When we, are we, we getting Papu it. fights, dude? Uh, my hope is never. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's like the one time they've announced something that I'm like, yeah, there's. I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what we're talking about, Tyree? Yes, I know. Okay. It, it's like you take control of like a papu, and then like there's some weird fights to, to go through. Fight a big crab, my guy. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I was disappointed. I was like, why is it that there's like good ideas yeah. like this of fights and then you you make fucking like savage riffs and you have them like we spend all our fucking playtime getting gear. Why do we need to use a matchlock? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, suddenly you become a papu? Like, please, like, Dude, I want to use my gear. <laughs> Savage Rift tilts me so much because they've done a quote-unquote rework like four times and they keep forgetting to remove the matchlocks. Uh, every time yeah. they're like, all right, we've reworked Savage Rift. I'm like, all right, here we go. Maybe it's actually giving me a really fun wave defense. Nope, still matchlocks. Never playing it. And even then, like, we have an example of some kind of, um, uh, uh, well, with Alter Blood, like, we have some kind of example of, like, uh, just some tower defense type of thing of just killing bosses. Um, I don't even think that's the way. It's it's just a different grind. <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything special. Um, I think something that would feel more special is actual um, just... And, and just an extra path. So let, let let's talk about like maybe Alkman or Istria. I think those are the easiest examples. Okay. Um, there's a lot of like gates and like doors that are being unused. Um, just for the purpose of uh, future uh, expansions. Like oh, um, we need more rooms. We need uh, more things. And then uh, let's just use these um as placeholders um to create more rooms. But then. Uh, why not just like make it so that there's an extra room that needs uh, that needs you to I don't know kill a certain amount of mobs in a certain amount of time, and then if you succeed, you unlock a door, and then the other door you get like some kind of uh, I don't know some some mini boss or like uh, maybe uh, some kind of gatekeeper with mechanics, and you can bring a party with you, just something like that, and, like just to make sure that it's not. Um, abused you you make um a limitation like uh you make it uh done maybe in um uh, or maybe once every three days or four days i don't know um but make it like uh reward something interesting uh just maybe just a bit more than a rift uh would reward um and just don't make it like farmable um as hard and make it take some time but uh make the time rewarding and interesting uh and people would go and do this i'm pretty sure just to change the pace of just running around in a circle or just like killing waves and waves and waves and waves and waves of monsters it's legit the same all the time i think people want different type of pve not just um killing more waves um but you know, I, like, like just one. And I don't think it would be too hard because you just take a reskin of Istria and then you just add a bit more rooms. Like those templates are already made, so you just use the you reuse the mouse, change the stats, change the name a little, or maybe add an extra effect. I don't know. Well, see, that's why the Thorn Tree Castle sounded so cool. Is it because it sounded like this cool new? Uh almost like blend it seemed like of like pve and pvp is it sounded i mean all we have is the description as far as i'm aware but it sounded almost like a dungeon where you're gonna fight be fighting mobs but also you're gonna encounter other players and like have to fight them as well yeah yeah that'd be interesting which sounded super cool and is why i'm still so confused as to why 
the coolest idea they've had since Awakenings, it, there's still nothing about it. Like, where is yeah. it? I think it's because they they're scared of the word dungeon. <laughs> like they they really wanna because we have different player base like uh like the dungeon slash raid player base enjoys FF14 or or WoW. Um, so like our player base, um, a lot of us just came from those games and we're just tired of it. Like um, yeah. So dungeons themselves are not aren't maybe um the word or the the solution because people are trying to get away from that uh they, they join bdo because it's different uh, they don't want to play the same theme park type of thing but ideas uh like similar uh just just making a bit more boss fights it doesn't need to be a raid where like uh you you have to um you have to be like 20 and then just make sure everyone does everything right. Just make it like three or five men. Like we, like we've seen um, with Miramax, people enjoy way more Miramax, not because it's more rewarding, but because it's a lot easier to make a party. Like in three people, it's a lot easier to get than five and to keep on going on f- for a longer time also. Um, it's a lot easier to be three men. Um, I, I wouldn't mind some like two person party or three person party like bams like Terra has. Like it's kind of what Golems looks like in the new in Odalita. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Like we're just a little bit of mechanics. Like not not even anything crazy. Just give me some red circles on the ground that me and my two other party members I allied up with have to avoid and make it like decent money per hour. And we have to work together and it's kind of fun and challenging and you're actually scared to die. <laughs> yeah, and like make it rewarding. Like, uh, don't, because if, if there's no point into putting more effort, why would you put more effort? You're just going to go and do the same old grind spots, which, yes, are very annoying and boring over time. But um, if you if you have the choice of being almost AFK brain and make more money than risking all your crystals that are, like, almost 400 mil each, you know, like, that's... It's a lot of time you invest into all those crystals. So, um I think that making it more rewarding for actually doing the proper mechanics would also help bring people. Because if it's not rewarding, it's not going to bring people. Um, right. There needs to be some kind of reward to the risk you put. Agreed. Uh, reminder, Vel is in nine minutes. If any of you guys go to Vel or have Vel, alt, Vel spawns in nine minutes. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to the comments. I think Nash, he said he has to go. He's getting ready. He's going to go to like a, a thing. So um, we will. Uh... You there, Nashi? Or no? No, I think he said he's. And I, 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 I blew up a, a duo distortion real quick. <laughs> a duo distortion. Do you have to leave right now or do you have some more time? Yeah, I got to go right now, unfortunately. Okay, no problem, man. We will, I was trying uh... to base it on, you know, roughly a three hour podcast but yeah we, we <laughs> you know how these things go dude yeah when you're arguing about grapple it goes a little long yeah. <laughs> it does it most certainly does we're not that far from like being too different about our opinion it's just if, like no i agree thing <laughs> you know no, no one wants right, to be told they have no skill yeah. <laughs> we fair. will uh, we'll talk to you later then i'd right, appreciate it guys thanks for hanging out man um, Aaron, I got this, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I got the stream <laughs> up if anyone wants to finish out the comments with us. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, it's, is uh, Bill's on in eight minutes? Yeah, eight minutes. Okay. Well, um, do. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Kyrene, would you would you mind joining us for the comments, or do you have to go? Or I mean, if you give me just a, like a small five minutes, sure. You a little five minute break? That's all right. I can rant with uh, Rezar for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the weather. <laughs> so the weather. How about them jets? What jets? The jets, you know. The, the, the jets. New York Jets? Yeah, man. The Jets. What? <laughs> what uh what uh what games are you playing now? Dude. Um I just downloaded Red Dead Redemption 2 yesterday because it's on discount, so I, I couldn't resist. And I have okay. to say about that game. There's one thing. So I, I haven't played very much. And I, so I'm still kind of in the beginning, but I, I basically got through like the intro tutorial quest, it, the intro tutorial thing, and then I went to online as quick as I could. I, I couldn't really figure it out. The interface, Rockstar Games is really fucking bad at interface design, I swear to God. Like it is so complicated to find like players you want to find or like get into groups with friends or whatever. Anyway, so I hopped in online. But one thing about that game, um, it's... The open world in Red Dead Redemption 2 is actually so, like, alive compared to any other game I've played. Like, when you're running around, like, every rabbit and bird and deer and the alligator is either dangerous or interactable or you can get something from it. Every person, car, cart, wagon, whatever, right? Like, it's like, I don't know, it just feels super alive in that game. It's kind of cool. Have you played, uh, have you played Witcher 3? I've played Anthem. <laughs> that is not the same game. I've not played. I d- I generally don't really play single player games, to be honest. So no. So uh, what's your? I haven't played Red Dead too, so I don't. I don't know like how this comparison will do. But I got a similar feeling from The Witcher, which I, I'm trying to complete right now because I've started it like three times, just never completed it. Um, but like it's kind of a similar thing where it's like, holy shit! Like this, like. This actually feels like a real fucking world to me. Like, it's kind of right. insane. Yeah, I wish there was more stuff like that in BDO. Like, it just felt like... Wouldn't it be cool if it was just dangerous to sometimes be out and about? Like, a just a mob... Like, a non-mob monster could just kill you? That'd be kind of cool. Like, some plays are yeah, just well, dangerous. Yeah, that's called, uh, called open-world PvP. <laughs> yeah. Not if you're a Kuno, dude. Can't touch me. Can't touch me. Uh, um, you know what we can do, actually, that I just thought of while we're waiting yeah. for uh, Kyrene to come back? We well, can read comments on the uh, Wednesday video. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. All right, let me go. Let me pull that up. For those just joining from Nayashi's stream, um, Kyrene wanted... He he was going to join us uh, for the comments. He just wanted a couple-minute break, so we are going to uh, shoot the shit for a minute until he comes back. But yeah, we're going to read the comments from the PvP video. Um, you want to tell us a little, get, give a little background on this PvP video? Uh, sure. So I'm trying to make an effort to release two videos. So it's going to be the podcast and then another video on Wednesday. And so this past Wednesday, I released a video that we recorded like a fucking month ago that Nayashi's been kind of slacking on getting me his side of the footage on. And... I actually ended up not being able to make what I wanted to make uh, because the audio was so scuffed 
on all three of our uh, recordings because we're all amateurs. And uh, but I actually didn't mind what it turned out to be. We basically just did uh, first to fives. So we did a round robin first of fives, Frosty versus Nayashi, Frosty versus me, and then me versus Nayashi. Uh, Frosty won against Nayashi 4-5. Uh, I guess 5-4 is the correct way to say that. And then he won against me 5-1 because Kuno's OP. And then uh, nobody won in me versus Nayashi because we lost track of how many wins we had. So it ended up just being 4-4. Four, four. Uh, we thought Nayashi had one more win that he did, so we thought he had won 5-4, but when I went back and reviewed the uh, the footage, this was not the case. Oh, I didn't realize that, because when I saw that ending, I was like, that is so toxic that you didn't put Nayashi's last win in there. Yeah. I thought you did that on I... purpose, like, as just, like, a joke. No, no, no. We legitimately, like, like we Miscounted. lost count. That's so yeah, sad, because we... all three of us were there keeping track. That's actually really sad. Yeah. Well, remember that that last our fights got fucky because you had to go like unload groceries or something. Like you disappeared for like twenty minutes, and then you came back, and we were like, "All right, let's continue fighting." Right. Also, for some reason, he only gave me, uh, he only gave me before you left footage. He didn't give me after you left footage. That's why the whole last like three fights are all from my point of view because that's the only footage that I have. (laughs) <laughs> with your HD point of view. All right, and let me read through these comments then from the video. Uh, someone anonymous said, Dude, Maywa is busted. True. Chibi Neko says, Please release the new version with, or the raw version with comms. That last part was so funny. Unfortunately, the comms didn't record. We promise on our next ones the the comms will be there. I, I'm, I've improved on my uh, recording technique, so I'll, I'll be able to get yeah. comms in there. So let me explain just how scuffed we all are, because it's I think it's pretty funny. So, the, re- the audio recording on all three of our recordings were dog shit, and it's for different reasons. So Frosty's straight up didn't record. Uh, also, the reason there's none of Frosty's footage in the video is because for some reason, his shit recorded at like 15 frames a second. I think so, that that was an upload. On my on my computer it's because I still have the videos. It's still at 60 fps. I don't know why. I don't know, dude. It literally was like 15 frames a second. It was like unwatchable. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so horrendous." Also, no audio whatsoever. It well, it had I think it had in-game audio. I don't even think it. it had in-game. I listened I'm pretty sure there's not even in-game sound effects in that recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I straight up couldn't use anything that Frosty recorded. Went to Nayashi's. Nayashi's recorded the audio, but like I said, he only sent me like Frosty's Frosty in his fight, and then like half of mine in his fight. So he didn't send me the whole thing. Also, because he did it from a uh, he didn't record it, he streamed it. So he downloaded the VOD from Twitch. That meant that because he was listening to music while he was doing the fights, some of the audio was muted by Twitch <laughs> for copyright. So, like, only half of the video has any audio whatsoever. That shit's actually uh, so and then funny. On mine, we recorded it, and I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to use my audio because I thought we have Nayashi and Frosty's audio, so I don't need to worry so much about mine. Mine's not going to be the main audio. So, I left my fans on. So for the entire time of my video, if I use the audio from my video, which is the only audio that we have from beginning to end of the whole thing, it would ju- you would just hear a brrrr in the fucking background 
the whole time. Um, oh my god. Yeah, it's bad. It's alright. We got better. We, we'll get there. Um, alright, next comment is Tristan Crow. Yo, this background music is actually heat. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's my band. Uh, hello, stranger. Zero H says... 808, to be fair, Nayashi's kick wouldn't have landed. He canceled uh, the kick with blind slash before it landed, so it wouldn't have landed. LOL, roundhouse plus blind slash equals no roundhouse. Go test. Um, either way, roundhouse's hit slash CC happens at the very end of the animation. Contrast to blind slash hit frame being before the animation even starts. LOL, with the stiff... This is a... Where's Kyrene, dude? With the stiff yeah. <laughs> timing, it's more we like... We need Musa translation. Frosty would be uncc'd by, uh, by the time the hit frame landed anyway. Um, and 1550, I can almost hear Reslar sigh through the music. <laughs> oh, that was when I lagged and got killed. Wait, Kyrene, are you back? Yes, I'm back. All right, can you explain this? Read that Read that again, Frosty. Or copy and paste it in chat so he can explain it, because I'm lost on what that means. All right, here so we go. So we, we did some fights uh, that we posted on YouTube, all three of us, and someone had to say something about Nayashi complaining about how his kick got desynced and that Frosty would have gotten CC'd. And this person left a comment saying that it wouldn't have landed and then explained the mechanics behind it. But now she's not here to say if that's true or false. So you're our next best uh, expert. Okay. Um, it depends on the timing of doing it. Like it's, it doesn't need to be extra strict. Like the only time you can cancel the actual roundhouse is if like you, you legit did the skill um, before roundhouse actually went through uh, like the animation itself when when like the kick is extending it doesn't need to be like uh fully stretched out if it extended the kick and land but if you if you cancel before that yes there's no cc but like it's that's an extreme case like you you can normally just do the you, you just do the, you know, the uh the inputs normally and you should be fine um you shouldn't like waste uh the kick okay um, the Awkward Ninja, who I know plays Zerker, says, Hey, Reslar, is there any particular reason you go for Titan Step out of ground lift? I just realized it gives you the DP debuff, but isn't it way more risky because you can get caught in the follow-through from of Ancient Wave? Anyways, great fights. Uh, yeah, the answer is I'm bad. <laughs> That'll work. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just like it personally i know sometimes it will make you closer than you want to be for ancient wave which can be a bit of an issue uh and then if you if you don't get the uh sometimes they get up like fast as fuck but honestly i think that's just like that's just gonna happen no matter what seems almost like it's more likely to happen if you do the kick i don't know sometimes it's weird but uh i don't know i really like the debuff it's that combo is like my go-to like brain dead. I don't have to think or try like combo basically. Um so yeah. I just do it cuz it's easy and it has pretty high damage output. That's why. Um Anawari says got him Nayashi. Fry from Futurama says Reslar you're a beast. I think he means literally. Um <laughs> Talus Acceptum says Frosty Zerkers have a bad habit of trying to heal as soon as they get up. Reslar, yeah, they do. Also, Reslar, and then he he timestamps. 
9.30 where Reslar is super low, just starts healing right in front of me, and dies because of it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you... Uh, you didn't grab me, though, because your grab was on cooldown. No, I just used damage abilities on your back over and over until you die. <laughs> yeah, but my thought process was I should heal here because I'm pretty sure his grab is still on cooldown, so he can't grab me out of it. So if I can just turn my frontal well enough to not die, then... That'll solve my problem, but I didn't. Also, it should be noted, when we recorded that, I had not been PvPing, like, at all. So I was, like, hella rusty, which is why I choked super hard in that first fight. Yeah. Um, eh, you fought well, man. That's a hard matchup, anyway, honestly. Uh, let's see. L Laxon9003 says, Pog fight, guys. Reslar buy new PC win. Frosty class in the mid-tier win. XD also good music. Class in the mid-tier win. You know, he's right. I should roll the Sork. Uh, Yumenadai says, I came for the PvP, then stayed for the music. Thank you very much. Uh, wow, seriously, says, great art for great artwork for the thumbnail. If only we could get that type of art for the podcast. Z, 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 Z. Stuff, hey, uh, that's, the, that's, that's the official art for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Stubie, I, have it, I have it uploaded, like, everywhere. It's on, like, the YouTube channel. It's on fucking everything. Everything but the thumbnail. Stevie says, bring back the Bruiser class. Zerk buff win. Uh, Sly Fox, I'm digging the music. Thank you. Uh, uh, Negan says, I nice iframes. You got there, Reslar. LOL. Garrett, F2, good fights. I like the soundtrack. And Austin Lassard, I've missed the duels with the guests at the end of each podcast. Yeah, we haven't done that in, in a while. I kind of missed that Yeah, we too. should bring that back. Was, uh, we just, you know keep bringing on mooses and they're just not very good so it's wi-fi you know <laughs> um <laughs> okay so there's the comments from the actual podcast from last week so cameron zukov says when, I does, when does vel spawn vel's dead vel died oh he's already dead okay. <laughs> he's already dead you're safe dude well i was uh, gonna say i didn't know if he was if he spawned right now i was gonna say if you wanted me to do him then i could so you could do vel but Oh, no, no, yeah, no, he, he did. I let him just kill me and over, over and over. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Cameron Zukov says, I gave up on PvP with the plus 20 update, which is the pen update, when, you know, technically you go 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, is pride, duo, tri, tap pen. Uh, technically, if you think BDO, if you think of BDO as Dynasty Warriors, as a Dynasty Warriors game with a built-in chat app instead of an MMO proper, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> uh... Sure, true. Um, Kalekos, the Spellweaver, says, in my opinion, 1v1s, in 1v1s, BDO... So, last week, Kyrene, we we had a discussion, a couple discussions about um, skill versus gear in PvP, if skill matters or if gear okay. matters, and what kind of, like, the balance is, the ratio on that. So, I, I'm actually just kind of curious from, from your opinion, um, how much does skill actually matter, and how much of skill is just negated by gear, in your opinion? Depends of the gear difference. Like, of course, if you have like a hundred, hundred and fifty gear score difference, there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. But um, if it's like in a good range of like maybe like I don't know, like thirty, maybe seventy gear score to an extent, depending on the class, you could get away with it. Like it, it if the player isn't playing optimally and you have like seventy less gear score, you can definitely kill the guy. Um, it will be hard. Because you don't have the like the same gear bracket, you don't have the um, the same gear like uh, damage potential, of course. But 
you can do something about it. And it's up to you to play to that level of um, uh, of skill um, to compensate for the gear. So if you are really better than your opponent, you can definitely kill them. Um, it's not something that's impossible, but gear definitely makes up for um, like you having a lot more gear and having a gear score advantage lets you get away with more stuff you right. would not normally would. And even at equal gear, these type of things just don't happen because that mistake normally would lead you to death or um, like using certain risks that aren't really risks <laughs> because you don't really die from getting punished from it. Well, that's an advantage of having too much gear um, on your opponent. Right. Uh, like you can get, you can use like uh, unprotected skills with a lot of rewards and debuff effects without much risk to it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to get up and just lend the CC when he's trying to kill me in a combo and then yeah, you get away with it. So, so with that in mind, it's like if you're really better than your opponent, you can get away before your combo ends and then you try to set up an extra CC before he's fully healed. Um, it gets a bit harder sometimes when you don't have, um, depending on the matchup, if like you cannot force a CC on your opponent, uh, and then he just wrote an essay. Uh, it can be a bit difficult, um, especially when trades are just not possible because that's a the way to try to compensate. Sometimes you go for trades, you try to lower your opponent's health, and then you go in combo. So instead of fighting someone that's like a hundred percent health, well, you fight the guy. I mean, you combo the guy with around like seventy percent. So you can maybe if you use all the good skills kill the guy even though he has more gear so right. it, there's there's more setup to be made and it's possible and it's just that gears help you uh compensate for some certain lack uh sometimes and even solves class issues sometimes so um <clears throat> coleco's the spellweaver says also, uh, yeah wait, Frost, before you start i did write tldrs for a couple of them so make sure you check their replies to see if there's a if i wrote a tldr okay um so in this one, I'm going to read his first part, and then I'm only going to comment on one part of the second paragraph. So Kalecos, the Spellweaver, says, In my opinion, the 1v1 Speedio is way harder compared to WoW, but when it comes to 2v2, 3v3, or above, WoW is definitely much harder. The coordination required in WoW 2v2 or above is much, much, much more demanding. I, I don't... I don't agree with that. I mean, I guess hard is relative, right? It just depends on what you look at as hard. Because... Well, uh yeah. Okay. Keep going, keep going. No, no. It, what, what's your opinion on it? Okay. So, by for uh, for me, I've been uh, in the past. I've been hardcore while player, and um, um, I went like um, I wasn't that high in MMR. I was like two point one k, almost two point two. And um, the the thing though is that it compares two v two, two v two, and three v threes when it includes a healer. Um, if you compare the actual fights, when uh, let's say you go in two v two arenas and you fight two uh, DPS, it goes the exact same way as it is in BDO. Right. It, it's two DPS. There's no like heal like that's mix him up by mixing up the the, the fights themselves um because you still go land the cc and combo your opponent <laughs> it is the exact same way you try to kill them as fast as possible in like a 2v2 type of 2 dps against 2 dps and well you have the exception of maybe rogues where like you have a bit more counterplay into 1vx scenarios but like 
we have ninjas um stealth mechanics too uh it's just that people don't um seem to enjoy them as much uh, or appreciate fighting them um as much as in well um but it's i think honestly it's almost the same unless you fight a healer and then it's because we don't have a designated healer that does that type of work right um he he also says I, I agree with you. Um he also says also no way in BDO is BDOC content even come close to Arc Ages. And then he, he references bartering and it's not close to AAC trade. So uh one, I, I don't think did did any of us make the claim that it was better? I, I don't think it's close at all either. I think Arc Age does a lot better with C content. Um however I do think bartering is good and it's it's kind of different. And people actually do enjoy bartering whether we like it or not <laughs> people seem I to think be I, into I think bartering I had said, because i think i had said uh that like bdo is like really good uh seek content and then you guys were like well not pvp stuff and i was like yeah but it's got like bartering and stuff like i don't think rkh had that or something like that yeah I don't it, it has it has c trade that's like pretty cool um and it's Water and ocean mechanics in general are just like miles better, mostly because it's just not as glitchy and it just works. Like I, I think that Arc Age took a lot of shortcuts, but they work because it's fun. So instead of trying to be like hyper realistic, which I, I think BDO tried to do and is failing miserably at, they just literally let you be a god in the water. Like your character literally could just move around in the water as if you're on land, which doesn't make any sense in a physical sense, but it's fun because you don't feel hindered by the water. Like, it's just there, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I agree to an extent. But bartering is kind of... I don't know. I don't even think bartering's the same as the trade. It's, it's a little bit different. It's like for nerds that like spreadsheets and shit, you know? Uh, does... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's being expanded on also. Like, we got that comma port, uh, extra islands coming on the, yeah. east, the west side, most likely. So, I think it's... Bartering is just in the, its early state. I mean, sea, sailing as it is, is very early. Like, the ocean is pretty much empty. Like, there's not that many things to go there. Like, you can go and unlock a trade route from in, in the in the big ocean, but uh, um, I think the wind is pretty nice, but there's a lack of, like, actual content in there. Yeah, I right. think it's pretty early. Um, Dusty C had three comments. You could just edit your comment, Dusty, by the way, and just add them. You don't have to add multiple <laughs> comments. Uh, he says, uh, skill is a thing to to a point in small scale. Obviously, gear is a big deal, but resistances ruin PvP for me. I hate RNG PvP mechanics. Kyrie, your thoughts on resistances in their current state? It's definitely annoying, um, but the you got to make sure you find the multi-CCs your class has. Um, pretty sure most classes have at least one, and um, if you find your opponent to be able to resist too much, um, maybe consider ignore resistance crystals in your often. I know it, uh, you trade off a lot of damage, but if 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 resistance is the only thing that uh, makes you uh, unhappy with it, there's that kind of solution um, right. that can help. I have a similar mechanic that I would love added to the game that is kind of like the DP one I mentioned earlier when we were talking about frontline. Um, if you are CC'd, your resist just go to zero. That that's my. I would thing. love that. I would love that. Yes. Because I don't mind that they have resists on the initial catches, right? Because you have to. It it does take an amount of skill to recognize if you have a CC and make the decision to go in or not go in, right? 
But yep. if I already landed the CC to just get complete RNG, ruin my combo and get me killed is not fun for anybody. Yep. That's that's like just winning by laming, honestly. Right. I, I also think it makes desync even worse because the game is like yes. sitting there trying to calculate resistance. So sometimes it shows you the reflow even though they didn't get refloated. And then you end up CC'd that way. Like I, I feel like it would relieve some of the desync frustration as well if it just dropped to zero if if you actually land a CC. Um, does... I just don't like resist in general. Desync yeah. is too much of a problem to warrant resistances. Like I don't know if I landed my CC or if I'm desyncing or maybe they resisted and I'm. I, it says that I landed it, but they actually resisted it or like yeah. I like. There's just it, it adds another fucking variable that like. I, I just don't an know. rng variable i mean the other thing too is it causes friends to fight i mean if you're dueling a friend you're in discord right and it's kind of getting serious or heated in any way it's like <laughs> you land you know your murder intent just hit this guy when he's wide open right and you're like fucking resist and they're like what that was a super armor that wasn't resist and then you go back and forth and ruins friendships <laughs> resists ruin friendships dude um it- it's yeah. not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. You get punished for actually playing well. <laughs> so it's something that's... Yeah, like, and that's the other thing that annoys me is it's like... I mean, it's funny because I'm advocating for this when I'm a fucking grab class, but, like, it must be goddamn infuriating when you perfectly time a CC on somebody when they're open one every, like, you know, four seconds or something, one fucking frame every four seconds, and then they resist it. Yeah. And it's like, well, hold on, like I, I like that definitely outplayed you there, but you just got lucky? Like that's not exactly like fun or engaging or like meaningful. I just fucking I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Um another issue it does though is um when whenever you're learning the game, right? Um sometimes you go by trial and error and that's totally fine. It's a legit way to go around and actually learn matchups and your class and then you you keep aiming at some at some spot but for some reason uh, it didn't work or for some reason uh it, it's supposed to be unprotected but you try for it and it's, it doesn't seem to be working it's it's kind of hard for new players to actually adapt to it it's, and like it's it's not your first impression oh it resisted when you're a new player it's like oh i cannot cc them at that spot what it means so it kind of makes people believe uh wrong things about being protected on certain skills that aren't um and it's also a lot of complaints like some people were complaining that serpent ascension had four guard i'm like what (laughs) like it's (laughs) that's it creates some kind of like confusion that um doesn't help the game at all, especially trying to get people to understand that a class isn't like as broken as it is, or um, or the class is actually way too strong. Um, when resist happens, it kind of um, it changes the experience you fight um, against them. It's like, wait, it's so easy to CC them. Oh, these things happen, or uh, it's impossible to fight them. So yeah. Um, Dusty C also says when they added crons for costumes, they doubled the value of crons on them. And then Dusty C also says buy to play, subscription fee, and pay to win. Oh yeah, dude, that's the way of BDO life. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. also helps you as a non-pay to win. It player does. It, it it does. It has a side effect with the central market. Yes. 
that makes it so now if you're not a pay-to-win player, you have a chance to get, and a good chance, to get value packs, old moon books, camo blessings, costumes that you normally wouldn't ever spend money on that now you, you yep. can get like actually relatively easily. So it's kind of it does go a little bit both ways. Um, Talus Acceptum says, "Remember a few weeks ago when Ayashi said something along the lines of, quote, I'm glad they're buffing Awakening and not nerfing Succession. Good times, dude. Yeah, good times, dude. PDA didn't like that. <laughs> True. Uh, Tahomi Gaming says, I totally agree with you guys about uh, BDO being the uh, about BDO being the game at the moment. I mean, great PvP mechanics plus open world PvP too, and talking about those gorgeous graphics. But as every game, there are some minor cons. Love the podcast. Keep them coming. Um, that was the other thing we talked about last week is kind of the, the, the love-hate relationship people have with BDO. I, if you ask what, like if you were to give someone like, what what are your top 10 MMOs in a non-BDO subreddit, BDO would be like absolute bottom. Like people hate BDO that don't play BDO or that used to play BDO. Whereas like other MMOs kind of people remember fondly. So I guess um, what it for you, Kyrim, where does like BDO rank for you in MMOs? Like, do you actually think it's like a legit, like great game or do you? Yes. Number one, number one MMO for me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be playing if it wasn't the case. And the, the fight got me in love with the game. Um, I come from, I came from tab targeting, mm-hmm. and I despise it nowadays. I cannot stand tab targeting. <laughs> I hate being gear checked. I hate being gear checked twenty four seven. I like having an option to dodge because I actually read your options, not because it happens to be uh, auto locking on you. I think that's that's un, that's unskilled. I'm sorry, but that's that's not good. That it's like um. I know it's a big statement I'm doing right now, but that's that's my opinion. No, I'm 100% um, with you. Um, like, um, comparing maybe like Smite um, as uh, MOBAs and uh, League of Legends, I know this is an, an even bigger statement, but uh, I feel like having to aim your, sh- like your, your skills and your auto attacks makes up to, um, creates a lot more skill cap than just clicking on your opponent and everything suddenly lands and oh your opponent happens to have more gear so well you don't kill him and then he kills you so unless your character has some love and some kind of mechanics towards them um well you're you're just unlucky and then you have to accept the feat um so yeah video is only your favorite mmo until doki v comes out (laughs) <laughs> dude tab, tab target is a it i feel like it's originally a product of just technical limitations which is why it's like i understand it in wow and i can accept it right because the game is from 2004 like it just yeah it, it was like desync there's no way you were gonna have like action combat without like miserable server issues back then and even now we see how much desync can play a role so to me, one, it irritates me so much when a new game releases like post 2017 that comes out with tab target. It just it's just an instant. No, well, can't play that game. And then <laughs> the other thing is like I, I ranked it last week. <laughs> There's a comment in here that's funny. I can't wait to get to. But I, I said last week, I think WoW is the great. It's like WoW is like the Beatles. Because like the first great MMO, right? So it's like the greatest, in my opinion, WoW would be like the greatest, number one greatest of all time, because it was the first and it was super innovative. And all these 
that came after it were kind of because of it in a lot of ways. I know there's like technically EverQuest, EverQuest and stuff, but WoW scale. Yeah, that's what I was about to say is what, what do you define as the first? Well, right. WoW just copied EverQuest. <laughs> WoW scale though was so much bigger and, and it was. they innovated on it and it was just, they, they did a ton of cool stuff that everyone tried to mimic for a two decades. So, but BDO, in my opinion, is the next best MMO of all time, in my opinion, just because I, I think overall the game, the game mechanics, the fighting and everything is like, it's, it's just the most fun and most in-depth um, for me personally. Plus the skill. Like, I love that there's skill involved and it's actually such a huge, important part and that you could play for a long time and still there's stuff you have to learn in PvP. It's like a mix of fighting game and actual MMO. But the difference is that in fighting game, you don't have that world to go with it. Like yeah. You, it's simply going to the arena, you fight, and then it's over. You go into the lab, you learn new shit, and then you, you fight more people, and that's it. In, in an MMO, there's a story. Um, there's, there's an actual world to be involved with. And I think that's what uh, makes it even better. Also, the open world, too. Like <laughs> the no load screens anywhere across the entire world is uh like you kind of forget about it. It's one of those things that you just forget about. Like you load in and then that's it. But like in every other MMO, like you play Blade and Soul and you're like, holy shit, every time I leave the town, I'm in a forty five second load screen. And you have to like leave and come back constantly. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, you know what's always impressed me about video is how fucking uh like populated they make the world feel like i realized this whenever i tried to play arcade unchained which arcade unchained was fine i didn't play for too long i played it for like a month uh but like arcade unchained it was like you leave this town and you're just on this like fucking desolate road with nothing on it and it's like you have to like walk off of the road quite a ways before you get to where any sort of like mobs are or anything. But like, I, I don't know. It's just weird, man. It's weird, like not seeing things like walking around or like not seeing a goddamn weasel get in the way of your fucking auto path. Like, it's just strange. It was a strange thing. I was like, this is fucking weird. This place seems like dead. Right. Um. Pidu, oh my god, this name. Bob, I'm going to call you Bob. Uh, I find the hate for the game unwarranted. The pay-to-win that people are crying about isn't really as bad compared to other games. It is possible to get high up in gear without whaling. And what's more, the gear curve is actually pretty good that you can get high enough gear without being a whale to be competitive even against the whales or guys with gear around choices level. There are indeed flaws, but no game is perfect other than Arcage's beta. <laughs> the game, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't remember the original Arcage beta, but it, it is sad when a game's beta is awesome and then the actual release is not as good. Um, the game is solid with the best action combat in the market, in my opinion. Easily top 5 MMO I've played. Probably even top 3 behind Arcage's early beta days and WoW. Um, Clayton Alexander says... You cannot convey the importance of good DP and BDO to someone that doesn't have it. When you're starting to get closer to 350 with a proper mix of both evasion and DR, DP literally equals better life overall. Um, he also says, and Rezler puts a TLDR, uh, DR is important in evasion builds because without it, you can just get hard countered by accuracy. JL says, I do not pilot, but I think uh, I don't think someone else grinding for you should get banned. I... 
I see nothing wrong with the hire. So this one, I'm going to read the whole thing because I just want his whole point to get mm-hmm. to get across. But he says, I see nothing wrong with hiring someone to do things for you. You can do your own lawn or you can hire someone to do it for you. What is our right... Um, what is our right to say they are wrong for hiring someone to do their lawn? Sure, we valued hard work or we enjoy the gameplay of grinding, but we have no right to say they should get banned. They are paying for service for a service, in my opinion. If someone pays $30 for an outfit to sell for silver and another person pays $30 for someone to grind 500 mil, what makes one wrong and another not? I genuinely don't get it. So I'll tell you the difference, and I'll use your exact what you used uh, as well. So imagine if you were living in a place where you had like a fucking, I forget what they're called, but like it's those neighborhoods where like it's all like uniform and they have a bunch of strict rules and shit, you know? What are those places called? I don't remember what they're called. Anyway, whatever it's called. Imagine Uh, you're in a neighborhood where you all have like a strict code of rules. Like you can't have a fire in your backyard. You can't hang things from your front porch. HOA, Homeowners Association. Yes, thank you, Homeowners Association. So imagine you're at a house, you're in a neighborhood, Homeowners Association, you signed up for this shit. The Homeowners Association says, only you are allowed to cut your yard. As stupid as a fucking rule as that sounds, that's the rule. And you signed up for this, you agreed to this rule, and you still hired someone to come cut your yard for you. Then the Homeowners Association comes to your house, they say, dude, what the fuck? We said only you are allowed to cut your yard. And then they end up kicking you out because you keep hiring this other dude to cut your yard for you. They are in their right to do that. You agreed that only you were going to be the one to cut your fucking yard. So if you have a problem with that, then you shouldn't have fucking signed up for it in the first place. Like, even if I can, even if I can agree with you that, like, it's kind of whatever. I don't have a problem with piloting more. Like, I really couldn't give right. a fuck. That, like, that's the thing. But, it's a moral argument that he's making versus like a letter of the law that's actually taking place. Right. The yeah, other, the I, other I problem... couldn't give a fuck about people piloting, but the thing is, is it explicitly says in the rules that you're not supposed to be sh- like sharing your passwords and shit. So if they want to ban you for that, for breaking those rules, then they should be allowed to They're It's at their fucking discretion, my guy. Right. And the other thing too, is like, if, if you ask me, because I said like, I, I would, I, I wouldn't mind those people being banned. I'm not like advocating for it. I don't, care enough doesn't bother me that much but they do have a distinct advantage that i can't get because for me the fear of getting banned makes me it's not worth it for me to pay for one of those services like let's say i'm desperate i'm really close there's a there's a pen ogre on buy i'm like i don't know uh three bill away it, it is cheaper for me to pay for a pilot service and get that three bill overnight than to buy costumes from the marketplace but I can't do it because it's in the terms of service and there's a chance I get banned. So now I'm at a disadvantage, right? And even in your example, if someone pays $30 for an outfit to sell for silver, which is, it would actually be $34, they would sell it for silver and get 330 mil. And another person pays $30 for someone to grind 500 mil. Well, the difference is that they made 500 mil for their 30 bucks and not 330 mil. That's yeah. also an issue. So it, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's against terms of service is kind of the bottom line, to be honest. Um, piloting, Karim, does it bother you? Um, to an extent. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it gets frustrating, let's be honest. You get to fight people that, well, technically didn't work for their gear. Um, you there are grinding uh, like almost every day. You go and just 
trying to enhance, uh, but you're just that guy that just don't get your your enhancement succeed, right? Um, while that guy just like buys everything um, just from uh, being from, uh, I don't know, a wealthy family. Maybe the guy's a genius and just made a fortune for himself, but um, it's just an unfair environment that recreates um, um, social... Um, uh, social, um, how do you say that in English? Sorry, it's not my first language. Um, uh, the disparity in wealth, uh, it recreates it in, in games. So games in general, you try to get away from real life, right? But um, with that, you just recreate the same thing. The rich are powerful. Um, by being, um, by removing that, you just make it fair for everyone to have a chance to succeed. But it's going a bit further than it actually is. But um, I think it, I think you get the idea. But see, like if we didn't, like here's my thing: is I would be able to take a moral stance against piloting if there wasn't also already pay-to-win stuff in the game. Like, right. That's, that's why. I, that's why I can't take a moral stance. Yeah. On it. Like, yeah. yeah, it sucks that rich people can just pay for an advantage, but they're doing it like. Legally, quote unquote, like right. if you consider piloting illegal, they're doing it legally as well, or they can if they want to. So, so it's like there's no moral, like, yeah, it's hard but for like, a company yeah. to say, like, this is morally wrong when they're allowing people to do exactly what they're saying is morally wrong, which is honestly why I think they haven't taken any action against piloting, by the way. But like you said, it's much more convenient to go for it because it's much more, um, you get way more out of it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if I, I agree with you, Rezar, but if you want me on a letter of the law standpoint to be on the same side as like paying for piloting, then can we just make it an official section in the Pearl Shop where we can hire them from there through Cacao, and that way we don't have to feel like are we going to lose our account or get banned? That way, everyone. Can I mean, do it. that would be the most fair thing, right? Or you know, that way it's like now it's official. Then, then I could be like, all right, yeah, that's the same thing as pay to win because yeah. I'm, I'm not risking anything. With but how because... convenient this game has gotten recently, I wouldn't doubt <laughs> if they tried something like that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but but because they do it doesn't mean the the others should. You know, they're they're in the wrong in the first place in pay to win. Um, but right. I agree. They they just make it even worse with piloting. But it's not the game itself. It's the people. Um, I know it has certain advantage for pros for it. Like, um, you know, the, these people aren't necessarily like the um, in the richest country, and it helps them a lot. Like, just by playing games, they can make a, somewhat of a living. Um, so it helps their situation in real life. I totally get that. But um, shouldn't that be just an actual charity type of thing? Has uh, the game developers to actually make it, like you said, into an option? Uh, in the pearl shop, but then there's no guarantee that they would not steal the accounts. There's no guarantee on anything. So, right. Um, the awkward ninja says there was pet tiers on launch, but it was only three tiers, max three pets originally. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Tier four was added late, and tier I think tier three. My memory is so fuzzy because it's so fucking long ago. But I think tier three was actually kind of easy to get back then too. I think they made it harder when they made tier fours. Hell yeah. Tim says, quote, going for pen is not that bad, end quote. 
Dash, a supremely RNG-carried player, CA, twenty circa 2020. Also, the enhancement system is not fun and takes far too long. Fail, switch, character, fail, switch, character, fail, switch, character. I do agree with that. I mean, I, I do think enhancing itself is fun, and fail stacking wouldn't be that bad if it didn't suck up so much time. And the switching characters, you should be able to just pull... If your characters are all in the same city... I don't see why you can't just pull items out of the character back and forth. I feel like it would just be so much easier. Or something. Have access to, like, enhancement stuff. Um, or just put, a, like, a new, like, global slot where you can keep fail stacks that all your characters have access to. Would be nice. Uh, then he goes on to say, Hearing Frosty gush about BDO is actually quite sickening. <laughs> I agree. True. That's why we have Reslar here, dude. To be the counter. I'm the White Knight. He's the asshole. All right. 144 says, <laughs> I feel like that's not a fair title to give you. <laughs> no, it's, no, 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 it's fine. It's you fun. Know? 144 says, entertaining listen, guys. I started less than a week ago. Went ninja after hearing it's one of the most skill-dependent classes to PvP with. After searching online for PvP-centered MMO and comparing them, I chose BDO. Does anyone have thoughts or suggestions for suggestions for a player that doesn't enjoy PvE or economy aspects and only wants a PvP once they reach max level. Uh, yeah, so it's called the NA Duelist Discord. <laughs> yeah, the NA they Duelist Discord. They are every single fucking night on trial characters. You yeah. can just do that to your heart's content. Yeah, you could do that. If you want to progress and get gear, you're kind of forced to PvE right now. Um, hopefully they add some more ways to make money. What do you, PvP. Mean, man? you, can, make, you can make like fucking 15 silver an hour in RBF. That's true. I mean, you should like even if he doesn't like it that much, you should make that imperial uh, cooking just just the first step of it, and it doesn't need to be like super efficient. Just buy the materials and just sell them, and over time, even if you don't grind all those days, well, at least you made that like maybe fifty or like if you make it a bit more optimal, maybe like a hundred mil a day, and um, eventually it'll pay off so that you can buy your own gear, while in the meantime, you just play on the trial to enjoy the game. So, Invendentia said in reply to Tim's comment, imagine playing a game that you hate. Kek W. True. <laughs> also, uh, hearing like, someone I... say they like this game is sick. <laughs> like the game on the podcast for the game that we're talking about. I also am not a huge fan of uh, PvE. I mainly play this game for PvP. That's what I enjoy about it. But uh, it's important to recognize that grinding actually helps a lot in PvP because it helps you get muscle memory down. It's actually like pretty important, I yeah. feel, anyway. I don't know, maybe you guys disagree, but I, no. I think it's really important, honestly. No, it is. You're, true. you're rotating it's your true. skills and your movement between packs, and you have to PvP, and you get to fight people different styles open world, like, all the time. Yeah, you get open world experience. Um, Let's see. Enfrax uh, says, BDO's best game I played to date. Uh, it has everything I ever asked for. I do love grinding. It's kind of meditative and, and competitive as well. BDO has polished this aspect of the game so much, it's just perfect. The effort slash reward um, ration is also so much better than any other MMOs, and I'm definitely with Reslar on the RP thing. Dude, I, I do wish they made... All they would have to do is put, like, graphs in-game that show you, like, how much silver you made, like, where you set a timer, and, like, have a leaderboard for that, and people... That would actually be kind of fun. 
make uh, grinding a thing. I mean, it would show the imbalance of like how fast some classes are compared to others at grinding, but maybe that's it's a just good thing. Succession warriors. <laughs> it's all, it's all, it's all wake and suck warriors on the top of the leaderboard. Uh, HC247 says, Frosty is my BDO Joe Rogan, while Reslar is Alex Jones, and Nayashi is Jamie. <laughs> Reslar, Reslar is Alex Jones, dude. He's like, From actually is Alex water Jones. That turns the frickin' frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Igor Falazewski, Falazewski, sorry, says, man... You really don't have to spend any money on Terra to play it without feeling that you can't progress as fast as people that play that paid. Or maybe I just played too much BDO now. You don't have to spend money on Terra to play it without feeling. Um. Yeah, I, I get. I mean, you can't travel though without paying money, and that's annoying. Uh, Suit Pants One Four says, "I want to follow up something I said um, the other video." Yes, you can kill a guy with better gear than you. However, you have to be better than him to kill him, but he doesn't have to be better than you to kill you. Conclusion, gear is greater than skill. Therefore, 100% objectively unfair. Real-life example, you have a 9mm. The other guy, fully automatic with a ballistic helm and vest. Fair game? Sure, you can hit his throat, but what mattered more in the fight? See, now I don't like this analogy, nor do I think that there's anything objectively about objective about what you said because in the scenario you said like maybe he doesn't need gear to kill you in the combo but he or skill to kill you in the combo because his gear is so high but he still needs to catch you and cc you because gear doesn't yeah. dictate the ccs that that's the difference and and bdo is a game about ccs you're playing the cc game you're trying to catch somebody you're trying to avoid being caught while trying to catch the opponent so yeah. Well, the trades become pretty like much, much more of an issue. I think that's where he's getting at. Is just that like he he basically melts from going against his opponent, but like um, you can still make up for that. Like he like most class have an iframe, so if you know the big skills coming at you, you can use the iframe and protect you from the actual damage. Um, as a, as an experience, when um when I I trial for snake um. It was, I think, a year and a half ago. I didn't stay in there for long. I stayed there like maybe a month um, because I wanted to join a friend into uh, merking. Um, but uh, but yeah, so when, when I was doing the trial for Snake, uh, I had to fight uh, Asba. I think during those that time, he was like 296 AP or close to that. And I had 270 and I managed to out-trade him. So th there's still ways to go around uh, gear yeah. itself. So it's just class knowledge that maybe you don't have just yet. Just just thinking that you're doing everything perfectly isn't a good mentality to have. Always look for maybe improvements. Can I make an edit to this analogy here? All right. You have a 9mm, right? And you also have years of training with this nine millimeter you know how to shoot it you know how to aim plus you know how to aim while shooting you've also practiced that and your opponent the guy you're against with the fully automatic that has a ballistic helm and vest and fair game can't figure out how to get his safety off so you just shoot him to death <laughs> while he's trying to get his safety off that's uh there you go that fixed it all right noms nom noms fatty kitty all right you ready for this reservoir here we go 
Oh, putting, is this the one? This is the one that you're excited about, I think. Uh, Nom, Nom Nom's Fatty Kitty. He's, he's been in the comments for a long time. He's supported us for a long time, which we appreciate. He says, putting your content behind a paywall is not a good way to get people to support you. Pearl Abyss 2.0. People will support you if you put out a good product. You should not limit or punish those who can't support you. This just makes you look greedy as fuck. And I guess, like the game, you follow its cash grab model. I support Frosty and Nayashi on their streams because they make good content, not because they made me pay for it to gain access to it. I doubt I will continue my subs on either of your channels. TLDR, Patreon and OnlyFans is not for holding back or limiting content for those who don't pay up. It's for the fans to let you know in a monetary way that they appreciate you. I mean, it's a way to, to give these people that support you some kind of rewards, so... Right. So it's, here's here, here's kind of the thing. Here this is in reply to basically what we did is um we we added we started doing additional stuff, right? That we've never released before. A- anything. Like we just haven't even created additional content. So right now we have our podcast. We put our podcast up and our podcast is free. There's no paywall, there's no nothing. Like no, nothing has changed with the podcast. And then we thought we came up with the idea is like, "Oh, maybe we can uh, like and, you know get something for the time we put in so we can do these tiers and do something just kind of fun a little bit of extra content that's like not anything related to the podcast at all so we made like a pvp video or whatever put it up and my, so my point was to him i replied we're 100 percent not holding back on any any content or limiting our podcast behind a paywall like we're the content that we make and we release and we promise to release is still there unchanged from start to finish. Anywhere from one to four hour podcast with a guest where we interview, talk, give our opinions on everything that's going on, and that's it. Um, and then separately, Reslar and I made a PvP video and that that is up on like the Patreon or whatever. But it doesn't change the thing that you've already liked, noms noms, or at, in any way, shape, or form. Like, we're not withholding anything. Like, we're not changing the podcast or, like, the comment section will be for only the Patreon or whatever. Like, it's just, it, it's completely separate. So I said, our podcast from start to finish will still be on YouTube unchanged. We'll also be streamed live on Twitch each week. And then he linked the YouTube video, um, I think, timestamped where he says, after hours tier, which gives you more content if you pay sad face. But I, I don't know why that's about, I mean, it's just totally separate. It's just a totally separate thing. Reslar, I think, is more frustrated by it. I'm just trying to like help you understand. I, yeah, we're you're not, being really diplomatic. We're about not. This. We're not changing. I'm kind of this. We're not changing our our podcast. So if you like the podcast and you don't want to have to pay for anything, then you just keep liking the podcast. It's not going to change. So, I just I I thought about how to reply to this comment because it really irked me for a lot of reasons that I'll, I'll briefly go over in a second. But first, let, let me just say that. I, Nom Nom's Fatty Kitty has been around for quite a while, and that almost makes it more upsetting that he's the one who typed up this comment instead of someone that I've never seen before. Because there are three things that I find very infuriating and or hilarious about this comment. Mostly infuriating, but also kind of funny. First of all, the fact that he calls us greedy. Whenever for like a year and a half basically almost a year and a half i think we've been putting out an average of probably two hours a week of content for absolutely like free no money required like nothing and that part's not changing like that's still gonna remain exactly the same 
so this idea that we're greedy because we're trying to make like two fucking dollars for putting in, you know, a couple hours of work a week is really hilarious to me. Uh, the second thing that's really funny to me is that he types this comment on the episode where I announced that I'm going to start trying to put out a second video every week, a Wednesday video. That's going to be for everybody. Again, for free. Like, nothing required. So that's kind of ironic that he's claiming that he's losing content, which he's not. He's losing content on the episode where he's actually gaining content. So that's pretty funny. I like that. Sorry, I have to interject with some lighthearted comment. Amendentia says, wait, are you saying I didn't have to give you all those blowjobs to watch the podcast? (laughs) And then the the third and last thing that I find kind of uh, funny is that this idea that like you're losing uh you're or you're gonna stop supporting Nayashi and Frosty on their individual streams just because you don't like that we're trying to allow another avenue of support in this way is like very confusing to me. I don't this just I mean I, very... I I understand you not watching Nayashi's stream. I've been very clear about that. <laughs> but mine? That's too far. <laughs> You've crossed the line, fatty kitty. It's yeah, just such a know, weird man. thing to say. That get, that's almost like, it almost sounds like you're trying to like hold your subscriptions on their Twitch channels like at Ransom or something. And honestly, it just seems super childish. And if I'm being just totally honest. Yeah, I I mean, at the end of the day, like we want to put out cool stuff for you guys. And um, we want all of it most of it to be free the the product that you guys have liked forever is not changing um rezar and i thought like hey maybe if we put in a a little bit extra work we can make a tiny bit of money on the side as well for something separate from the podcast i mean it's literally just separate like that's it so that's all something fun that people that like like us like the show want um to support i mean the thing is too is like yeah, we could just get support for the podcast, right? But it's been a year and a half and we haven't. So there's that. And then, so we thought like, oh, maybe maybe if people do want to support, here's an avenue. And then if they do, as a thank you, we could just do something extra for them. That, that's literally all it is. It's nothing more than that. It's pretty simple. Um, yeah. I, Kyrim, I, I don't know if Kyrim expected to be on a podcast with basically PA clones, but here you are. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't expect that. Uh, so I'm going to leave that there. We'll move on. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Rez? Or... No. Okay. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, Kirishiro Iwazumi. 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 Uh, says, LOL Joe with his false equivalency. 10 weeks that any time they can get kicked out if someone was com- competent enough to kick them out, like, I don't know, 200 man alliances like BR and Barcode. Yeah. Did well. you see that clip, Kyrim, of Joe, like, screaming that the snake using the swapping guilds uh, thing to avoid the HP loss is the same as the chest exploiters? What? I mean, it's still some kind of, like, cheesy way to get around game mechanics exactly but like it's like 
the, the mechanic itself is wrong in a way. So I think it's a way to punishing. Like 5k health is more than an actual fucking health bar than normal characters have. So yeah. basically having it's more than having twice your HP. It's it's way too much. Like uh, I I don't agree with um, the HP changes. Like I understand there needs to be some drawback about holding a castle for too long, but. I think it takes too long to to get back up. Like, uh, if it took like, um, how long does it take? Like, it takes what, like, uh, at least to get it back. Yeah, like if you what, drop, two months? if you drop to zero HP because you you held it that long, it takes eleven weeks to get it back to five thousand. Yeah, oh. almost three months. Yeah, so see, it's way too much. Like, uh, it, it's not it's not an interesting gameplay. It's like, oh look, we played well, or why, or like we're. Uh, our guild is just way too strong, so we're getting punished for it. So there's also no guarantees. Like when you showed up to do maps, which was the equivalency or the the comparison, you you know you're getting stuff every time it dies. You just get something. Like when you when they swap the HP, it's like they're trying not to be at a disadvantage, right? But which I do think is wrong in and of itself. But it's just not at all to the same tier is kind of my thing. Like, it's not even close. And there's no guarantee they're even going to benefit from it. I mean, literally the following week, they lost. They they lost and are still not in a castle. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird... It's not the same. Also, to make the amount of money, like, all of those people would have to grind so many hours. You're talking about it, not just the money they make per hour, like the regular money. It's you... The benefit is only that 50% drop rate buff on items. So it's not increased trash. It's only 50% yeah. drop rate buff. You would have to grind just to get like 5 bill, which is on the low end of what a mapper made. To get 5 bill extra money from holding a castle, you'd have to be on for so many weeks. Your whole guild would have to be grinding for so long to remotely come close to the amount of money generated that day. It, it's just, yeah, it's not even close. Um, so my thing is it should be maybe patched out of the game, the way to get out of it. And I do agree with you, um, Karim, it just should the mechanic is bad to begin with, so that should also probably just be removed. Um, but yeah, pun as far as punishments go, like it's yeah, it's just not uh, a thing that's affecting anybody. It's just you know, it's fine, whatever. Fuck Snake, dude. Uh, Twisted, <laughs> wait, uh, oh yeah, Twisted Melody says that first lawn dude didn't seem to know how to play lawn if. It's catches are top tier. The problem lies with Lon in killing evasion. I just rolled Sork off Lon yesterday because I got tired of it. I'm 298, 301, 341, and it's ridiculous that I can't kill a full combo someone with 650 evasion. I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but I, I played Lon with less AP than you just said, and, and I definitely could kill people with, with 750 evasion. So you got to look at something in your gear, man. You got to run Zarka. Maybe run bags, get some accuracy in your offhand or something. I, I don't know. I had no problem killing people with 750 evasion um, that were 350, 360 DP on my lawn with less AP than you. I'm only 289. Um, Omar Minaya says it's in the name, Pearl Abyss. <laughs> True. Uh, Newson Sunny PT says, oh, Reza got a little TR, TLDR for me. Add raids slash dungeons with random mobs with actual drops. Yeah, kind of like Kyrene said earlier, I'm I'm still a little bit half-torn. I wouldn't mind, like, I don't really like dungeons or raids, really, to be honest at all. I mean, maybe a boss that you could do with your friends in a party would be fun, but 
I don't know, I'm not a big fan of raids and dungeons. Also, every, not every, but almost every raid and dungeon devolves into sprinting past all the mobs and skipping everything in the raid to get to the boss. So his ideas seemed almost more like uh, like a Altar of Blood, but imagine Altar of Blood, but the mobs are like completely random, and when you kill them, you get the actual like shit from them. Right, from that mob, like what that mob normally could drop? Right, yeah. So like, like your ability to make money is completely dependent on whether you can actually kill those fucking mobs or not. So in the first round, you may get like, uh, fucking rudums, and you're like, well, this isn't like shit. But then on the next round, you get fucking stars and mobs, you know. Right. And then it's like, oh shit, we're gonna lose in the second fucking round, or we're able to kill stars and mobs easily, and we can like take this and actually make a decent amount of money off of it. That's what it sounded like to me. That that actually sounds fun to me. I mean, it sounds like Ultra Blood, but Ultra Blood needs to be like randomized and also be updated and changed every once in a while. <laughs> The rewards also are underwhelming. Yeah. Yes, you can get the pen box, but I've never seen one drop. Yeah, Out, outside of the event, no. right? Like, it never drops. That event, it was dropping, but not outside of it. It's been bad. Uh, Brendan Douglas says, People who says this is a clever use of game mechanics are hypocrites. Doesn't matter how much silver they get. It's still a exploit that should be addressed, and I don't know how, though. I don't think a ban is needed, but some punishment is needed. He's talking about the... The I mean, I, I'm not like opposed to you feeling that way, so I'm not gonna. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue against how you feel about that personally, because it it is. They're they're avoiding the mechanics for a benefit. My Wait, is this oh, reference to Snake with HP yeah, or Snake with piloting HP. or what? No, Snake with HP. He's saying that he doesn't think a ban is needed, but some punishment because they're um exploiting the the system to get their hp back basically exploiting the setup he's right. saying yeah and he's calling the people that say it's just because that that is a bad argument people that say this is just a clever use of game mechanics are saying they're hypocrites is what he's saying and yeah you're not wrong i, I wouldn't argue like harshly against how you feel if you feel punishments needed i'm not going to argue that i'm just saying it's not the same as mapping that's all i'm saying yeah the the attempt to draw a, a moral equivalency between the two is what's like really like hilariously uh i don't know disingenuous I think, I think the difference is that snake is actually trying to play the game rather than just trying to get an advantage somehow because it's not like you get an advantage over someone. Like you, you're just getting the same HP as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not like you're trying. You're trying to get advantage. Like I totally understand. It's definitely just a weird way of uh, countering game mechanics. But I mean, it's. Uh, I'm not defending anyone, but I feel like it's. I think it's a bit exaggerated. It's just like people are trying to get people that actually have gear out of the game. I also think it's interesting that they would rather uh, give up, like basically four weeks of pay uh, payout. Yeah, swap and then swap. You back. lose. You lose something. They would rather lose a month of payout than fight with that fucking HP debuff. I think that says how stupid that debuff is. And no, people are people are missing the silver lining. We don't have to fight a bunch of guilds with snake marks in them. They're all fucking <laughs> yeah. They're all on the leaf status. Um. So, Andre says Frosty take a shot every time Rezler says quote I don't know, and Nayashi says quote 
you know. Keck W, love the podcast as always, my dudes. No, I can't, dude. My liver, I'm, I need my liver, dude. Mayo Did night. I say I don't know a lot? I actually haven't noticed, but probably. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Mayo Knight <laughs> says, what do you guys think of making the Siege HP bonus a risk-reward mechanic? For example, drop the base drop rate buff on castle, say to 25%. Each consecutive week that a guild defends the castle, they get one defense stack. For each defense stack they have, the HP bonus drops by X amount. Uh, the HP bonus drops by X amount, but the drop rate buff increases by Y percent. I'm lost now already. Each week, he's, they, he's just yeah. saying that the longer you hold the castle, the higher the drop oh, rate. Oh, I buff see. So goes. You, you lose HP, but you get higher drop rate, right? And each week yes. they don't control the castle; they lose one defense stack. But if they recapture it before being back at zero stacks, they start off with a better drop rate. I mean, I like the I like the idea, except the last part. Like, just if you get kicked out of the castle, it should just reset. Period. If it's if the mechanic's going to exist, it just should reset, and you start from scratch like everybody else. If you get kicked out, like I don't get why, I don't get this maintaining your debuff or whatever you want to call it over the course of multiple weeks. That that's the only part I don't like about. Yeah, because you you lose it. your bonus. Like you lose a bonus if you if you die, right? Like if you yeah. if you lose your castle, you lose your bonus. So like, why would you get a debuff as if you had bonus? That's the thing that I don't like. I I actually don't mind the 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 buffing losing the buffing of the HP. The issue I take with the system as it stands now is the fact that they get kicked out of the castle and they still have that fucking debuff on them. Like once you're kicked out of the cat, like. And that debuff should be used for the people in the castle alone because you have defender's advantage. Can we like, that's, can we I also discuss that the punishment that Snake is the punishment Snake's already going through? When they get kicked out of the castle, they now have to convince a hundred people that hate BDO to come to Node Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough, dude. That, that is rough. That is rough. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough on B Kilted. You missed the part where the snake players just pay their their uh, their pilots to go to Node War for them. <laughs> uh, oh, did he add that? Did someone say that? Or no, you're just saying, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so Fry from Futur Futurama says, I gotta agree with Frosty. Now, actually, you've been a Maywa too long, even forgot the rules of large scale. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, you can't merc when you own a castle? That was news to him. Been out of the scene so long. Uh, ignore the name says funny thing in Final Fantasy 14. There's like sex houses where people dance around and sit around and have the bar to pay for silver for like ERP and shit. You'd be surprised what the RP ERP community does in that game. Lol. My friends and I went to one. We played and he acted like his uh, he lost his mom as a LaFell race or whatever, asking all the sex workers if they've seen his mom. He was banned from the place. Lamau. Or it was funny how mad they got, but um, they got. They also took applications to work there. LOL was funny stuff. Oh god, to work there, dude! <laughs> imagine working in a game. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> Role play community, dude. All right. Um, okay, zero says I feel like a lot of animosity just come from different expectations and interpretation. Expecting a ten dollar MMO game. Uh, built to last tens of thousands of hours to not have pay-to-win mechanics. Yeah, I get that, except when the game launched. Like, I, I get... It, when he, the game he launched, replied, it was expensive. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. He okay. had a replied Oops. comment where he said, I'm not talking about the game back then, I'm talking about the game right now. All right, okay. Um, so in his fairness. Right, right. 
Um, expecting fast-paced client-side rollback netcode game to not have desync. Yeah. Um, expecting to get pens after a few months of play because it's, quote, endgame in a horizontal updating sandbox game, as opposed to the normal vertical progressing theme park games that invalidate your best in slot every three months. Um, expecting BDO to be a PvP game when in reality it's an MMORPG with a vast world and huge life-skilling non-combat systems. Not saying BDO isn't in need of improvements, just some of those expectations are unreal. Um... And yeah, someone makes the, the the point that it was expensive on launch. Um, that wasn't even just pre-order prices. It was marketed as buy-to-play model similar to Guild Wars. Community was also told multiple times by Dom employees that the shop was a vanity shop suited to a Western release. The desync was a smaller issue compared to all the channel lag and disconnects. Those people sound like idiots. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, the Aqua Ninja says TLDR, if, they, if they're going to keep HP reduction, they should maybe buff up the drop rate buff to incentivize staying um, in the guild with no HP while you don't have a ton of HP. Lord X says, when, when Reese Law says the mental gymnastic quotes gets me every time. Appreciate you guys filling in my time moving trade crates around. Made a solid 850 mil. I didn't know people still did trade crates, dude. That's crazy. Uh, Zegel says, he's got kind of a long paragraph here. Um, I'm just going to read the first part. I feel like people who quit because the enhancing systems are either peer pressured or idiots. With the CM in place, you can buy your next upgrade for guaranteed progress. TLDR, buy, don't enhance. Lawn suck is still super strong. Get good, scrub. True. Um, Storm619, the only thing I want for PA to add to BDO are masses raid like the ones in the anime logon. Yes, I am a nerd. Where is take like a couple of hours to complete? Like super rare item is nothing a tri-boss piece. Uh, is something to a tri-boss piece. I think is something... I think is will be something nice to add for players who like comp PvE. Um, yeah, um... You put a TLDR and uh, linked a video that he said it should be kind of like that. Uh, Adam Popovich says, ooh, is this Greg Popovich's son? I wonder. Do you know the San Antonio Spurs head coach, Adam? Great, great podcast says, I was going to play this game two other times, never tried it out because of all the pay-to-win negative comments. This game is fantastic. Love the grind. Kenichi Sai says, BDO is a good game. Not great, but good. Not perfect, but good. The whole hatred for it and animosity is that. One, the overemphasis... Oh, Rezar TLDR. BDO is a good game. BDO hatred is due to overemphasized cash shop, letters, people who never played, devs, and lag decent. The Shepherd 112, you guys should add a segment to the podcast where you all watch and react to the top five Twitch clips of BDO from the week. Oh, we'll do that, dude, but it's going to be behind a fat fucking paywall. Uh, <laughs> Austin Lasseter says it's paid a convenience by screaming Rezlar is the perfect outtake for the new montage intro. Also, new intro when? Um, as soon as fucking Hello Stranger comes out with some new shit. Oh, dude, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you a song. I'm gonna show you a couple examples of songs actually today. I gotta get your input on ones you think might work. I, I'm actually so hyped, dude. Uh, Austin Lasseter said, "Oh no, he said I read that already." Wow, so uh, Wow seriously says to Frosty, "Glad you liked the second idea about correcting the point of origin movement, but the gap on Meteor Dive." That isn't false. I have personally checked with General Moore's on stream, and he has also confirmed that the gap of the ab that ability, it's not desync. It truly is just larger than normal gap. I have to wonder who they're facing to say it isn't. If facing fast classes, 
that knows what they're doing can actually well time it to confirm a CC. I definitely encourage to talk to more as he knows very knowledgeable about the class's gaps. I mean, you're talking about like milliseconds, if if at all. I, I don't know. It's just to me, hearing an archer complain about protections is is rough at this point. <laughs> That's all. No offense or anything. It's just yeah. Um, generally, those gaps are not actually like it depends on what it is, right? Like if you can give me a test with like you know twenty ping versus twenty ping and like time it out, then sure. But um, I was testing like with Sammy yesterday. There's also all all of Ghost Step is unprotected according to his ping. Um, Xavion says aliens tier were a big deal too at the start because everyone was trying to push 55. Later on, there was also PvP during world bosses on top of everyone having shit gear and dying to bosses anyways. People would straight up get shut out of looting and lose tons of EXP, but the cash shop heroes could just pop up over and over. See, dude, aliens tears were pay to win as fuck. Yeah, still, but still kind of are. Dude, people really did not do tears that much though is the thing. Like, you didn't spam tiers like you do now. Like, if somebody actually just shrekt you in PvP open world and you lost EXP, you would wait for them to leave. Or, like, you'd wait for them to, like, walk away to go grind or kill somebody else. You would res with the tier, and then you'd fucking run. Like, you wouldn't go fight them and fucking... <laughs> you wouldn't fucking just keep fucking tearing. I, I never, I never fought somebody who kept tearing over and over and over again back in those days. Yeah, um... Uh, Ash McLeod says, when people say BDO is pay to win, then play WoW, buy a char boost and a WoW token to sell for direct gold in the game. Lots of hypocrites in general towards BDO. I've lost about seven friends due to the RNG in this game. And shout out to the old school Uno server. I hope you didn't lose those friends like IRL. Maybe, maybe they're but like... Somehow it happened. Like, <laughs> He's like, it happened. my, my mom no, kicked me out people, due to man. RNG. Yeah, I know yeah. some people that like legit lost friendship um, because of BDO. <laughs> it was uh, it's it's a bit rough for uh, for them. They just took it too seriously. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I say that it's not me. It's legit. Like some people I had in my first guild, um, they used to be like very close together. Um, and just because some of some like arguments in game, uh, repeatedly they stop like talking to each other. I'm like, come on, boys, <laughs> it's just a game. Video also is one of the few games I've played where after friends of mine have left, they come back every every few weeks or months to remind me that I shouldn't be playing the game, and they like push it super <laughs> super hard. Like, never has anyone come back like, you're still playing fucking Terra? Shit game, fucking... You know, it's always like... <laughs> people are like, oh shit, you're still playing Terra? Like, how are you doing in that game? You you have gear now? What's up? Like, BDO is like, dude, what the fuck? You're still playing this fucking scam piece of shit? It, it's as if they're envious. It's as if, like, they wish they kept going, but now they feel so behind that they cannot keep going, in a way. So, because they keep comparing themselves to you. I, I, I totally get that. I have a friend that exactly does that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I <laughs> it's it, it's really funny. It the amount of people too that I know that roulette, but then want to come back, but that roulette is fucking yeah. them over. It's just oh my god, it's so many people. Just do if you quit, just PSA. If you want to take a break from the game, please just take a break from the game. Uninstall it, 
get rid of it off your PC. Don't think about it. Do something else for a few months. And then when you come back, all your stuff's still there. If your friends are still playing or something changed in the game that you want to try out, all your shit's there. The amount of people, like, it's almost, I mean, you just go back to games. It's just the nature. Like, people go back to games they used to play. I'm pretty sure my cat's trying to unplug my monitor. <laughs> Fucking, he's, like, literally laying upside down on my desk, like, just clawing at the cables behind the monitor. I think yep. the rule A. I think the rule A is uh, like a desperate attempt to make it different because it gets very stale over time. It's like, oh, I yeah. wanna. It, getting a pen takes like weeks and maybe months, depending months, if you're yeah. in hands and like it's. It, some people need consistent consistent change, and just doing the roulette and going back through all those easier enhancements, which are like dual try tets, you know, um, just gives them a bit of fresh air. I, f- I feel like, and that's what the roulette is basically um, doing. Yeah, I also feel so like Frosty, deep down there. What actually... do you have to say about people like Somnia that have rouletted five <laughs> times and come back Dude. stronger every time? <laughs> He's done some weird ass shit, dude. He has made some decisions that are questionable. So (laughs) wait, I want to get to one of those decisions because it's really funny. I hate to just call someone out and make fun of him, but I have to because it's that it's actually that bad. He doesn't play anymore. But I wanted to say, like, I I feel like there's a lot of roulettes where when they're rouletting, they actually do think that they're gonna get an upgrade like kind of easily, and then when they don't, then they're mad and they're like, "Fuck this game." Yeah, <laughs> but you that's know? what I'm saying. It's like a desperate attempt to actually get something. Yeah. Um, so my friend Somnia, who's he's rouletted a bunch of times, then come back and rouletted, and then like get his stuff back, and like every time we played him with, with him, it was like, "Oh, he's playing the game again. This is cool," because he's like a chill dude. We loved hanging out with him, but then it was like he spent two months trying to catch back up to where he was and then have to catch up to where we are now, right? Like, it was, like, uh, annoying. And I'm like, dude, just don't relate. He's like, swore he wasn't going to relate. And then he did this fucking thing one day where he was like, I want a pen so badly, right? He's like, I just, I want a pen, but I don't want to relate. And I'm like, all right, whatever. He's like, should I, do you think I should? He's like, tell me all these things. I'm like, dude, just don't do anything. Then I come back. I like go to sleep, come back the next day, and he's telling me what happened. He was like being all quiet and weird, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck happened?" He's like, "I got my pen," and I was like, "Oh, you did? Like, how how did you get it, dude?" He fucking sold. This, this is how fucking awful and impatient and bad decision making is. He sold his Vel's heart and all of his Ted accessories and bought Cronstones from the blacksmith. Oh my god. And was doing enhancement attempts. And he was like selling one t- one item at a time, thinking it's going to go on this one. It's going to go on this one. It's going to go on this one. And eventually, he just had no fucking money. And on like the last accessory, he got it, right? He finally fucking got it. And now he has no Ted accessories, no Vel's heart. But he has a pen dandy. And then like a week later, he's like, do you think I should sell the pen dandy and buy my accessories back? I'm like, dude, what is the point? Like, why are you even doing this to yourself? It's so bad. Oh my god, dude. That's pretty funny. It's yeah. Like uh, at that point I would have sold my 10 accessories and actually bought the pen instead of Right? <laughs> yeah, it it's I mean, it's a game. They do whatever. Like the being optimal, I feel like, is something that's um, is not only um, being made too much. I being it's not making the games being too serious only, but um, I think it 
it makes it a lot harder to enjoy the simplest things in games. Like before, like you just get basic stuff, and it's like, oh, it's so fun, and like it, it doesn't matter. Now it's all about like specific angles and like frame perfect punishes, and like it's so hard to keep up with. Like, and it, it's get it's always getting worse over the years, and like the devs like can't keep up with our like people's development uh, yeah. the skills gap going up and like people are not happy about getting a zarka box anymore <laughs> it's about getting <laughs> it to pen or nothing you know it's right um uh Xavian, uh talks about the um launch of of bdo in the west talking about how it wasn't supposed to be pay to win um resource tldr game was supposed to not be pay to win dev slowly increased more and more pay to win to avoid major backlash I also think that the the publisher didn't realize how much of a stranglehold the developers were going to have over them, like over time, you know, like with like, oh, all right, well, I mean, I, I'm not saying this for sure happened, but I'm just saying it's very easy for something like, hey, we're not giving you Kama. And then now Kakao's like, oh, I mean, whatever, fine. Like, but we're still not adding pay to win. And then a year later, Everyone in NA is like, where the fuck is Kama? Where the fuck is Kama? And now they're pressured, like, fuck, we gotta add Grandstones, or we're not getting Kama. You know, that kind of thing. I'm not saying yeah. that for sure is how it happened, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, it could definitely be a thing. I don't, like, it, it like, who knows? <laughs> um, Onigatana says, I agree with the 60 40 ratio. Skill is also uh, a reason why people ask for class nerfs a lot of the time. 10% desync. 10% is desync in PvP, lol. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes I someone feel like really most good of the time <laughs> good players are what causes people wanting nerfs. Yeah, I think yeah. most of the time people getting clapped by someone just better than them is why they want nerfs. Yep. It's a lack yeah. of knowledge as well. I mean, it can't possibly be their fault they're losing, right? Has to be the developers. Uh, Jeremy Johnson says, "What the fuck? PA rubbed off on you with this pay to win. Now I have to fork over for after hours. F this, I'm out. Proceeds to go to Patreon. FYI, just joking. Happy to support y'all. I just had to edit this after hearing the dude complain. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Um, and then he, he goes on to talk about the gear. Let's see. Um, yeah." We need a little TLDR, Jeremy, but thank you for the comment. Appreciate it, man. Uh, oh, did I not TLDR that? No. Well, no. I must not have clicked the read no, more. You, no, you're definitely picking and choosing. When they have something nice to say, you're not going to TLDR it. <laughs> uh, Negan says, protected area is the biggest problem I see in large scale in the game uh, is rewards everyone in the guild playing the same class. Yep. It's actually so stupid. And it's only gotten worse. As time goes on, it's like progressively... Worse and worse. Uh, Orakami. So this is a very old enhancement system. I've played Korean MMOs since like 2004, Knights Online, Silk Road Online, and the like. The enhancing in those games are the way Korean-style MMOs have been doing things forever. BDO is actually an improvement because you could fail plus six and destroy your weapon and armor. It's the same as enhancing accessories in BDO. I don't think PA will ever decide the enhancement system is too harsh. Yeah, I just don't think, like, I don't know, man. I, I just think if you actually set yourself up to succeed and do stuff on, like, safe stacks with proper amount of items, that it's not that hard to enhance. And if you do feel like you have bad luck and it is too hard, you can always buy. And you can't say yeah, that in a lot of Especially now, games. especially now. <laughs> like, everything's on the market now. It's yeah. not like back in the day, like, there was nothing. And and outside of now, pearl, pearl items, everything is sellable. There's nothing that's, like, bind on character. Like most other games, 
Um, Orakami also has a few other comments, but if you want to read those, check those out. He posted a few more. Um, Shazar says, what is wrong with this dude? If he is not trolling, this is kind of scary. I think he's talking about the clip of Joe, maybe? Um, maybe. But I'm not too talking sure. about one of us. Billy Bob says great podcast is always one thing though D-A-O-C is the best MMO not WoW which one is D-A-O-C what's that abbreviation for D-A-O-C that's a good question I'm going to search it because it's it's bothering me Dark Age of Camelot Ah, Dark Age of Camelot yeah that game is actually very cool too That, that game had cool PvP in it um, Shane Allred says Nayashi's keyboard serves as the comedic relief. Yeah, remember his keyboard last week kept falling off whatever stand it was on, <laughs> making this loud ass noise. She's like, "Don't do, 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 do," and then we're like, "Nayashi, okay?" He's like, "Oh, you guys can hear that," and it's like super loud. Uh, Milo Lubin says first, and that is all the comments. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Um. We appreciate it. If you want to leave a comment, we always read it on the show. Please add a TLDR or Reslar will do so for you. Um, thanks for supporting us and all the Patreon stuff that Reslar is going to spam for you guys in a second. Um, Kyrim, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was a super, super, super fucking long podcast. I think this might actually be our longest. <laughs> nice. I think ever. so. Yeah, yeah, this is, we are at, I can't believe you actually the whole time wait where is it we're at four hours and 30 minutes holy fuck yeah and what's I mean, hilarious is before we started Kyrene was like i don't know if i can stay for comments because i kind of need to like eat something <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just kind of get you get it t- it ends up going way longer than you think it's it's fast so um or time flies uh yeah so thank you so much for hanging out do you do you stream or have a youtube channel or something you can um, plug where can people find you I do. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I rarely stream. I've been having issues, but um, even on YouTube, um, I have my issues with uh, uploads. Um, simply because I cannot get I cannot get the um, the quality right. Uh, I've been trying many things. I don't know if it's my net or my PC or if, if I'm doing something wrong. So I still I'm still trying to um, to make something look good, but uh, it's I'm still working on it basically. Okay. Yeah. Does the YouTube have an easy searchable thing? We'll we'll put it in the description on the podcast video oh, when just, it goes up to. It's just Kyrium. Just Kyrium, oh. cool. Yeah. Just yeah. search Kyrium Muso, you'll find it. Um Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It was super fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me too as well. Um if you guys want to follow him or check out his YouTube video, make sure you go there. Check out his videos. He's probably the best Musa in North America. He's just not allowed to say it out loud. Um, and if you want to, <laughs> if you want to chat with us or ask us any questions anytime during the week, um, the discord is always available. Make sure you join the podcast discord. We'll send you an invite to that as well. Kyrie, if you want to pop in there from time to time and, uh, yeah. Anything else, Rez? Uh, again, to reiterate what I said, kind of in the middle, I should have said this at the beginning, but I forgot about it. If you're interested in the two V two tournament that we were going to have, uh, this month, we're not going to be hosting it. Somebody else is hosting it. Uh, Yellow is helping him uh, set it up and run it and everything. So if you're interested in that, then you need to join the uh, NA Duelist Discord. That's where you can find all the information on the 2v2 tournament that's going to be happening later on this month. I do not know when signups close. I don't know much about it. I just know that if you want more information, you got to go there. 
So I'll see if I can find a invite that I can put in the description. Uh, hopefully it's there. No promises. But aside from that, I think that's everything. Make sure you check out Twitch uh, links. Frosty's is uh, twitch.tv slash slowfrosty. Ashy's is nayashi underscore na. I almost said it wrong. Uh, I don't have one because my internet fucking sucks. Uh, leave a comment letting us know what you guys think. We read all the comments and we will talk to you guys next week. Later.